Welcome to the Pulp MX Show, presented by BTOSports.com. Coming to you live from Las Vegas, right outside the Lions Den, with your hosts, Steve Mathis and Chris Kiefer. I just don't like the guy. The guy's just a douchebag. Wah, wah, wah. Welcome, everybody. The Pulp and Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Coming at you this Monday night, live from Las Vegas. It's an off weekend, but we still have lots to talk about, lots to get into. Good show tonight. I'm excited about the show tonight. Davey Millsaps will be on, fresh off an 11-1 performance at the Nanaimo Canadian National. Davey Coombs will join us, DC from Racer X, online, my boss. Scotty Atkins. Scotty's a former mechanic. He's got ProSXMXTech.com website teaching people how to be uh, factory mechanics. We'll have him on. And just added Colton Fasciati. Colton Fasciati from the GDR Honda team will be on. He is your points leader. He won Nanaimo with 2-2 scores uh, this weekend. And, uh, yeah, we thank everybody for listening. Thank you. We appreciate it. BTOsports.com, Fly Racing, NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, Michelin Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace, FMF Racing, W Wheels, Guts Racing, KTMPartsExpress.com, Roos Graphics, and Two Under all on board with us tonight. It's great to have you on board with us also. We've got your emails. Sponsored by the Race Tech guys. Race Tech Suspension, of course. The best you ever had. Privateer Choice. Race Tech Suspension, BTOsports.com, Tweet at Travis, X-Brand Goggle, Tear-Offs, NFAB, JGR Check-It, and the NFAB Question of the Day, and the Gear LA Cold Call. Got lots coming up tonight. We're going to give away six pairs of tickets to High Point, courtesy of the folks at Hot Cams. Hot Cams, Unleash the Power Within. PulpMX16 is the code to save money at Hot Cams website, hotcamsinc.com, privateer power. 30% discount off ham shafts. Anything you need, they got it. They'll help you out. So let's give away two pairs right now to the first two callers. 702-586-7857. Two pairs of high point tickets up for grabs. 702-586-PULP. First two callers who call in uh, get uh, get a chance to uh, go to high point, courtesy of the folks at Hot Cams. All right, with me in studio, my favorite co-host. He once raced Supercross with a big boar. He once rode a factory KTM Canada ride up there with Michael Willard. He also writes for Dirt Rider Magazine, DirtRider.com. He tests for a variety of manufacturers. Still not as fast as Travis Preston, though. Oh. Chris Kiefer. What's up, Kiefer? Jabbing right off the bat. <laughs> how are you? <laughs> good. How are you? You're my favorite co-host. Hey, that's a good one. I um, like that. Uh, you uh, you went riding on the weekend with Travis Preston. I always ride, and you Steve. Guys, and you guys, yeah, you do. Good point. Your hand is in, your hand is healed now, so you're back good. riding. Yes. And uh, you and Travis Preston went at it. Yeah. Every time me and Travis seem to get together, we always uh, in the, our old asses end up racing each other, and we're hard headed, and uh, we don't we don't want uh, each other to yeah. to lose. So right, right. So yeah, it's it's always a fun time. Uh, you can get the show on the Pulp Mix app. Uh, coming up brand new. We're going to Pulp Mix app coming out new. We'll let you know when that comes out. Uh, you can get this show on the uh, on TuneIn, live on TuneIn app. You can get it the next day on iTunes. You can get it the next day on Stitcher. You can get it on the Pulp Mix app the next day. Uh, use your podcast app uh, on your Android phone if you want. Podcast uh, Podcatcher, I think, is a good one. Um, so there's a variety of ways to get the show. If you're going to Amazon, go to the Amazon banner on pulpmix.com. 
Click on that, it takes you to Amazon, order whatever you were gonna order, and then we get a small slice of that to keep this thing going. And Patreon, patreon.com, you go on and search Pulpamex on there. If you wanna help out, you can, that's great. We're not asking you, we're not making you, but if you wanna do it, it's great. Last few weeks, I've sent out early podcasts to all the Patreon people. Uh, before we release them on Racer X Online, they get a sneak peek of these podcasts, and we thank all the guys on Patreon that uh, just signed up, including Mark and Jeff, who just uh, just signed up right now uh, within the last couple of weeks. We thank them. Give what you can. If you can't, don't worry about it. Don't sweat it. We're fine with that. Uh, Millsaps, Davey Coombs, Scotty Atkins, Colton Fasciati on, Jason Thomas will be on, and uh, there was no race, uh, Kiefer, but there's lots to talk about. Yep. Um, coming up with Colton Fasciati in about 10 minutes, and then, uh, and then Davey Coombs will also be on i guess the big news first was um your meltdown last week that your wife has been telling us about you drama you you are so into motocross kiefer i just i sometimes i shake my head at it but it's awesome you love dirt bikes love it. you love new gear love you it. love the new gear you love the new dirt bikes yep. who can forget the all new 250 two yeah. right? <laughs> you love dirt bikes probably more than i do and and that's saying something because I, I i talk about it and write about it and, and do it all the time but um you love it so much but you sort of had a meltdown over gear. You didn't know what to wear. You had too much gear going on. You don't want to talk about it too much, but you had a meltdown. It wasn't about so much having too much of it. I, I'm, I'm blessed to have as much as I have. It's just there's new gear that, that has come out that, yeah, yeah. that I don't think is as good as their 16 stuff, and it just but blows, like, blows my mind. But this upsets you. Oh, it blows. I get so <laughs> sad that I love the certain gear so much, and then they change it up. And I just feel like violated. I'm like, yeah. shit. I really Dude. want you to stay where you're at in the colorways because it's so good. <laughs> so, yeah, I was. Um, I feel sorry for Heather right because here. Friday night was a three-hour bullshit meter of right. just me complaining. And then, so. and then Preston beats you on Sunday by Preston a second. Preston gets me by a second on yeah, Sunday. So right. yeah, it was just a big shit storm. Dude, it's been a rough time for yeah. you. Um, Dirt Rider, DirtRider.com. Uh, what's new with those guys? What have you been working on? What's happening? Lots of intros, Steve. So we just got done doing, obviously, the, the KTM 252 strokes. Um, did a KX450 intro at Milestone. Saw your boy Ping. He was out ripping around. And also just got done doing a whole plethora of Huskies. Husky okay. decided to bring every single model out to this intro. Okay. And uh, I had to scramble and get a bunch of guys together and do that. So. Um, so, yeah, so I've been okay. busy. So, early, we'll talk about Ryan Dungey getting hurt also um, as well, Ryan, and get some Kenny Roxon talk, some Eli Tomac talk. Um, early impressions of the intros, though. All right, let's go. KTM two-stroke 250, early impression. Early impression is way better than their current model. The two Way better. Way better. What they do different? Well, one thing right out of the box is right. they decreased vibration on that bike. I mean, that KTM 250 before it was such a vibrating. Okay. Really, just not feeling like a like feels like a YZ never, 490. You know, I've never heard anybody complain about that. Really, okay. yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. Yep. So that is actually nil now. There's no vibration. Okay. Power is more usable. Mm -hmm. Chassis feelings better. It, 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 they moved the motor up, right? They moved the lowered yep. it. They in effect lowered it, raised the pivot. Yep. So yep. actually, cornering's better. Straight lines better. Um, and they put they got rid of that piece of shit four CS fork. Yeah. Which they went to an air fork, Steve, yep. but. The air fork is actually better than the 4CS fork. Yeah, you're you're okay with the the WP air fork. I'm okay. You're with okay it. with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. Like um, that's actually out of all the air forks there is out right now, that's yeah. the best one. Um, and how would they? 
move the they didn't make new cases for this thing. KTM didn't. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did. Yeah, new That's cases. That's how they did. moved the case. Okay, so yeah. they spent some money. Yeah, it's a all new motor. Yeah. So all okay. new motor, all new chassis, yeah, yeah. lighter. Um, basically, right. from the ground up, it's new. And right. uh, it was for the better. Now, people ask me, is it better than the YZ250? Right. That, I don't know. I'm going to ride back-to-back -back soon. Hey, I hope it is. This YZ is a tired platform, man. Yeah. I would hope it is. I mean, but the YZ is really exciting as a motor. And the yeah, KTM's yeah. not as, like, crisp yeah. and good RPM response as the YZ. But, you know, it does pull pretty good from mid to top. Okay. So, I don't know. We'll see. Um, first impressions of the Cowie. Still don't like the Cowie. <laughs> Still don't like the Cowie. I don't like the Cowie. I don't like that air fork. Um, it's better, you know, entrance of corners. Um, they didn't change a whole lot for the 17, so not mm -hmm. a lot has changed in my thought process with the bike. Yep. Um, straight line stability is good. Feels light, but still has a front cornering push. I yep. don't like that. And I still feel like the air fork wants to pull one way or the other. I'm really just not really happy with it. So, uh, Husky, first impressions. Huskies. Huskies, first yeah. impression. Lots of two-strokes, so... Um, yeah, I mean, they have this new model, the TX300, which okay. is a hybrid, which is moto and off-road. Mm -hmm. So, which is cool. You can ride that in both the moto track and off-road. Um, Blake Wharton was out ripping around. That was, I saw I, that, yeah. I saw that was cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I got to do some trail riding with him. And that bike's actually really fun. It's, it has a lot of torque for a two-stroke. Um, got to rip around. Obviously, the 250 is the same as the KTM 250. All the changes, all that yeah. rolls over to the yeah. Husky brands. Yeah. So, that feels similar. But sometimes they waited a year, so it's good that they put us all... Yeah, yeah, and what I didn't like about the Husky intro is they did it up at, at Cahia Creek, which is up at elevation. Yeah. So you can't really compare apples to apples to the motors because it feels so different because you're up at 3,500 feet. Mm -hmm. So I wish they would have did it more at a sea level. Yeah. So, yeah. But that's for me to take. I took the bikes home. I'm going to ride them by my house and down the hill. So okay. it'll be it'll be. Did closer. they have any uh, Rockstar guys show up at all? Uh, no Rockstar guys. Nope. It was nope. all media. All media guys? All media jerks. Um. Taking your calls, producing the show, holding things down behind the scenes. Uh, he's building our new app as we speak. He's testing it as we speak. The great Travis Marks. What's up, Travis? Hi, Steve. How are you? Good. How are you? Hi, Travis. Hey. Um, uh, I'm paying attention today. We gave those worry. tickets away? Two pairs? Yeah, okay. Two pairs we got out. four more pairs to give away, and uh, we'll do some via email for the archive listeners. Uh, let's do that. Let's give those four away on archives. Uh, contest at pulpamexshow.com. Contest at pulpamexshow.com. We'll randomly give away uh, four pairs. Four more pairs. Courtesy Hot Camps. Hot Cams 2016. Uh, how's the new app coming along? How's it working? How, it's coming. how are we looking? It looks good. You so made far. some steps recently. You made some big steps. I'm trying, trying. It's coming along. I showed it to you. No. Oh, I'll show it to you. Commercial. Yeah. What's what are they, what's Heather They're barking about? down there. Aren't yeah. They? What's going on? It's Shark Week for my wife, mm -hmm. so she's on one right yeah, now. Yeah. Her lips are supple, by the way. She backhanded me in Starbucks and called me a dick. <laughs> yeah. So all you men out there, you know what it's like. She's on that. So if she gets on the show later, just cut her some right. slack because well, uh, it's rough. Supple lips of Heather Kiefer. Oh yeah, and she did. She gave you a peck. Mm hmm. See. No, she... I'd say it was more than a peck. Uh, uh you uh, you were like a little clucking uh, chicken. Your head didn't know I which think... way to go. I forgot. I forgot we were you doing were this. Backing up, coming in, no, backing up, coming in. I forgot we were doing this. I didn't know. Well, I, I, I got nervous. Yeah. She was already. That's so funny, dude. <laughs> She's already planned on the web, so I'm going to give uh, Lay one on Mathis. Yeah, no, it was. It was fantastic. It's fantastic, <laughs> Travis. You should have been there. Um, I missed out because yeah. I was late. 702-586-PULP. Give us a call. Uh, comment with Colton Fasciati, uh, the winner of Nanaimo. Uh, the, the annual, I tweeted it yesterday, the annual dock 10 places Jeez. for a Red Cross flag happens every single year in Canada. Yep. 
And it happened to Gurky and Davey Millsaps in the first moto. We'll, we'll have Millsaps on later to talk about it, earlier to talk about it. Now, I talked to one guy who was at the race and said it was a bullshit penalty. Yep. Uh, shouldn't have happened. Shouldn't have been applied. I talked to another guy that said absolutely, non-biasedly, he jumped it. And the 10 spots is a little harsh, but he did jump it. And the 10 spots is in the rule book. Mm-hmm. Now, he lapped up to 7th or 6th, so it's hard to say how do you dock a guy 10 spots. Right. That, that, I listened to some post-race interviews. Yeah. I listened to him talk. And he was actually like, look, if I got docked two, three spots, I would have been fine with it. He's like, I would not say shit. I would yeah. have been totally fine. He's like, yeah. look, I think AMA Supercross is much larger on a scale. He's like, and we don't even get docked 10 positions. Right. So right. why are we doing it here? So that was his beef. But yeah. like he, he admitted like he saw it real late. Yeah. He he. You know, if he saw it at all, that's what he yeah. kind of hinted. Yeah. And he's like, I would have been fine with three positions. I would have been fine with it. Um, and then I heard that. Uh, so, like I said, one person said it was kind of bullshit. One person said it was it was fair. He jumped it. Uh, both people seem to think that Gerke absolutely jumped it with the flag waving, like, right in front of his face. Right. And Matt's penalty was maybe a little more deserved than, uh, you know, than Davies. But we'll, we'll talk to them. We'll talk to both guys uh, and, and get, get their take on it and figure out uh, what they think of it. Um, Dungy's out for the season, man. Crashed at Lakewood. Yeah. Now, I mean, I've never broken my neck before, but that's really odd to finish the race, go on the podium, do some interviews, sign autographs afterwards, hang out, and then your neck is broken. I'm not claiming like he's faking it or anything by any means. I'm just right. saying that's really strange. Well, there's a difference between a fracture and a break. Yeah, of course. And yeah. his is fractured, right. right? So it's unstable. Obviously, like there's a re- probably he could race, but risk wise, insurance wise, you're not going to do that, right? Because yep. if you do crash, you can get paralyzed. Yep. So I just think it's funny with all these people on the internet saying, "Oh, he just wants to take the summer off, maybe." Oh God, I got, I, well, I got that. <laughs> and on hang my out tw- with his wife. I got that on my Twitter where a guy was arguing about it, and I'm like, "Okay, what do you want me to say?" Yeah, fine. He's faking it, and he wants to hang on the summer, uh, hang on the lake all summer. Like, what do you want me? Right. Like, I'm sorry that you don't believe it. I, I don't know what to tell you. It's and you and, know, and also too, I think we talked about it on the show when I was on here was how well Eli rode after. And held off Dungey after he well, crashed. Well, pulled away from Dunge. Right. Yeah, so everyone's yeah, like, actually, oh, he's got speed. Well, we didn't know that Dunge had a cracked <laughs> yeah, neck either. Yeah. So What a blow for the series, though, because he was the only guy able to keep, you know, kind of keep Roxon right. in sight, right? And, and so I do agree on that, and I think that is true. But I, we got to give some props to Eli. I think if Eli does get a start, I think he will be up with Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, is he going to be... As consistent as Dunge, probably not. But at least we will get to see some races that will be exciting. Yeah. I I do think it's Kenny's to lose now, obviously. Yeah. It's amazing. The first national Dungey's missions, 07, 250 class. That's a great right. That's a great run. In I mean, this sport, how dangerous and gnarly this sport is, man, that's and, something else. But if you look at all the champions, the you know champions that were elite, yeah. Um, yeah. hardly ever got hurt. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's going to suck. The series is it's a big blow. There's no doubt. I found it interesting. It's a six to eight, six to eight week injury. There's, uh, it's going to be seven weeks by the time we have our next break in the series. And then there's three in a row. And look, we don't know how he's going to ha- heal up. It could six to eight is a, is a broad window. And this is something right. serious. But I found it interesting that Alden Baker in an interview with Racer X just said, yeah, he's out for the season. He's out. Right. Instead of like saying, ah, we'll see. They're already clearing them, they're clearing them out, which I get, but I don't get. Like, let's let's wait. Maybe he heals up quick. It is just a small crack, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean not to downplay it. 
But they're already saying he's out, which means he's out for the USGPs, which we thought he's probably out for the motocross nations. We probably don't see Ryan Dungey until the Monster Energy Cup or Red Bull straight with him, I think, the week before. Exactly. Yeah. I think if he's not in for a championship, I don't think he's risking his his neck the, you know, out there for some races. The the move to miss uh, the Disney nations, though, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of controversy about that, too. Because yeah, if I he's healed, so. uh, you're going to hear this, too. You're healed. Why don't you race yeah. for America? Yeah, and he, did, he, he ditched it last year. You right. know, he legitimately stepped away. And so, which is fine. I get it. He was getting married. He, long season for him. But, you know, if he's healthy again, people are going to go, man, we need you. Team USA's lost three years in a row. Right. Anyways, speaking of a guy who hasn't lost, uh, he, didn't, he didn't lose this weekend. Won the overall in Nanaimo with uh, uh, some nice rides up in the up in the – the island in Vancouver. He's the points leader in the MX1 series. GDR Honda's Colton Fasciati. Colton, what's up, man? How are you? Hey, good to be on the show. Thanks, man. Thank you for coming on. Um, first of all, you're one of the few guys uh, um, that you don't mind Nanaimo, do you? You ride it pretty well, and it's not your your track growing up. You're from BC, but I imagine you didn't make it to the island that many times. But you like it, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't mind it when mm-hmm. it's uh, when it's decent, but uh, I mean, it wasn't wasn't too bad uh, this year. It, they did a okay job. It got a little bit dry and kind of overwatered a little bit, but mm-hmm. uh, that's pretty pretty typical uh, standard conditions for there. So <laughs> yeah. I'm used to it. I'm yeah, doing yeah. It every year and stuff, you know. It's, yeah, it's uh, tough. They... For some of the guys who haven't who, some of the guys who haven't done it. Uh, I can see how it would be tough, but uh, I've put a, quite a few races there for sure. Yeah, we're going to have Millsaps on later. I'm going to ask him what he thought because he, he told me, he's like, <laughs> everybody tells me that round two track is the worst one in the world. <laughs> and, I mean, really, Kiefer, it's the la- I've been there. I've raced it. Yeah. It's not so much the layout. It's more the qu- the shale and the hard pack. And, like, and it's greasy when they water greasy, it. Right. You know, but us coming from California, it's not that much different. Yeah. You know, it's just, you know, you think of a national, you don't think of it like that. You right, know? So. right. How, yeah, and how much roost did you have, Colton? Did you eat a lot? Did you are you all cut up again today? Um, it actually wasn't too bad for mm-hmm. me, other than being behind Melsaps that second moto. The first moto, I was kind of on my own there, kind of didn't get a great start, so um, tried to stay out of it for the most part. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, right? Um, did you stay back west at all uh, to start the season, or you're back home now, uh, outside of Toronto, right? Uh, for 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 now. Yeah, I just got back home now. Uh, my yeah. parents live on the on the west coast there, so I was able to uh, bring the kid and and uh, see them for the week. So that was kind of nice. Uh, it's not uh, not ideal for training and stuff, but uh, it was really nice to see yeah. the family and that. True, true. Um, so so far through the first four motos, um, sometimes you start the season slower. I, I, you've been hurt a little bit, so you haven't had the most time on the bike. Uh, but I think this might be one of your better starts to the season right now, huh? Do you agree? Um, I think in the past championships that I've won, I've I've started off a little bit stronger. But um, I mean, with the with the quality of riders that we have up the up here this year, I think it's uh, it's definitely a solid start. I've been consistent every moto, and and uh, my fitness is is really good. So um, just looking forward to some of the rougher tracks mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. It's it's kind of tough for me to uh, get going those first few laps. A lot of the American guys uh, really sprint those first few laps and have a little bit of trouble with that. Yeah, you're always definitely stronger in the second half of a race. There's no doubt. You, you always seem to get warmed up a little bit. Your fitness kicks in and, and you start charging a little harder. Yeah, and I think it's I, yeah, it's probably a few different things. I think I set my bike up kind of a little bit for more of the little bit rougher tracks too. Mm-hmm. So 
uh, first moto, I struggle a little bit, but, uh, you know, usually second moto, I finish off strong, too. Yeah, speaking of your bike, I uh, talked to Dig a lot before you guys started. Your first round, you guys were working on a lot of things. Have you, first round came, raced, did you expect, you know, your bike to work that well? Have you made any changes? Is it the same setup you guys been testing? Yeah, I mean, it's it's fairly close to what it was last year with uh, with a few minor motor changes and suspension changes, and uh, you kind of really never know until you kind of hit the first round whether you went the right way or went the wrong way. <laughs> right. Uh, we kind of stayed a little bit even this year and then uh, was able to make a couple changes uh, in between uh, the first and second moto of uh, Kamloops and this uh, last weekend in, in Nanaimo that uh, really seemed to help out. So, yeah. I haven't watched, I didn't watch Kamloops, but I watched, uh, tried to watch both motos this weekend on the uh, the app, the CMRC Conks to Share app. Um, and I got to say, through the first four motos, it looks like you mentioned it earlier, Davey's got a little bit of sprint speed on you. And then after that, the gap kind of stays the same, huh? Yeah, yeah, definitely. He comes out uh, comes out swinging, and that's that's where I need to uh, definitely do a little bit of work on, you know, work on some sprints during the week and, and uh, try to get up to his uh, speed for those first few laps because I think if I can stay with him uh, those first few laps, uh, I'll be looking good for the end of the moto. Were you surprised about the speed of Millsaps, or are you surprised about anyone else up there right now? Because I know, you know um, we always talk about the depth of AMA, but you know, it seems like this year in CMRC, the depth is, is really big. You know, It's really deep. Um, to be honest, not really. I, I knew he was going to be quick. I mean, he's, he's a top-level athlete, and uh, the name that he has, uh, you know, it's definitely a scary name to, uh, to be racing against. <laughs> but, um, you know, I heard from a lot of people that he wasn't going to be in shape and all this. And mm-hmm. I mean, he seems to be pretty fit and pretty, pretty, pretty on his A game. So definitely, uh, definitely going to have to step it up to beat him. One of these things, uh, one of the things us experts quote unquote talk about when we talk about the Canadian series, uh, uh we, we spoke about, Millsaps maybe not knowing the tracks and not knowing sort of the hotlines around them. He's kind of proved us wrong a little bit. Is there anything to that, do you think, Colton? Like, do you think, you know, with two practices on Sunday and uh, and you've raced these tracks for, for a decade now, is there anything to that? Or, or is he just able to pick it up pretty quickly? Or do, do, do you think that there's maybe that theory of ours is, is a little off? Um, well, I think if you're a good rider, you're going to adapt to anything. And um, I think uh, if you're kind of a guy that's good indoors and outdoors, you're going to excel on the game tracks because mm-hmm. they're a little bit tighter, um, not quite as fast as, as the U.S. tracks. So, yep. um, yeah, definitely if you're kind of an all-around rider, you're definitely going to adapt to it if you're just like a, like a, like a, I don't know, say like a Tomac or something yeah. where you're really good outdoors or something like that. Right. I mean, that's probably a bad comparison, but, um, you know, somebody like that. So your preseason race at Gopher, like, like not, nobody should have been worried about your performance there, which nobody was. But I got a couple texts like, oh, man. Like, you know, what would you do, six or something there? I don't even know. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, it was kind of funny. Like, you're just like, I'm warming up, guys. Don't worry about it. I'll be there. Yeah. I mean, for one, it was basically snowing out. And <laughs> it was like minus five. And uh, just, I mean, they're short motos. And mm-hmm. I uh, – didn't have the bike. So it was, I was just found my practice bike and stuff. So uh, it. Uh, I mean, I think when the gate drops at the nationals, I have a little bit more uh, yeah. maybe drive and right. push to 
to push a little bit harder and make those make those little extra moves that you know are a little bit more costly but have a little bit uh, of payoff. So um, I've never really been good in practice either. I mean, yeah. I think the first two rounds I qualified seventh or eighth the first round and and uh, Nanaimo I think I was seventh too. So. Um, I think when the gate drops, I have a different attitude or something. I, I don't know what happens in my brain. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, yeah, you've, you've always been like that, to be honest, as far as I know anyways. You know, yeah, you're you're definitely more of a racer than a, uh, hey, look at my sprint speed, look at my qualifying lap. Um, I've I've got it on Twitter a little bit from some people, and I've, I've, I've followed some different things. And, like, you're the only Canadian that really has a chance at this MX1 thing. It's Americans everywhere you look. There's you and six Americans uh, pretty much every moto. Do you feel pressure? Like, do you feel that I, I got some, I read some tweets for Canadian fans who are like, way to stick it for Canada and you're our hope and blah, blah, blah. Like myself, I'm a Canadian living in America. I really don't care one way or another who wins the title, you know, as long as it's a good race. But do you feel pressured as a, do, do fans come up to you and be like, dude, you got to beat the Americans. Do, does any of that happen? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. It's uh, in the back of my mind. I, I would, Personally, I would love to see a Canadian win on Canadian soil, but um, I think you're going to see a, a lot of these Canadians uh, get faster every round with, with having these guys up here. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Kevin Benoit has been good. He had a bad moto last weekend, but right. um, he'll be uh, he'll be coming coming on strong in the uh, East Coast where it uh, hits some sand, where he I think he really excels and. Um, yeah, I mean. Yeah. So yeah, yeah okay. We, so it's there for you a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's there for you a little bit. Like it'd be cool for you to beat all these dudes. Uh, I get it. Yeah. Um, I'd hate to have all the fans every week coming up to me. It seems like it's more of a thing this year, though. You think? Yeah, I don't know. I just see, I feel like they're hating more on Americans coming up because I guess a lot of us are coming up now, yeah. you know. And I just, you know, I I I would actually like to see Colton more down here. Like oh. I. You know, don't, don't get me started on that. You know, I mean, we've we've been we've been over that before, but but it, are you planning on coming down to race any this year? Like, did you race one race last year? Yeah, we did the uh, the last round that right. uh, didn't, that was uh, our series ended a little bit earlier than your guys. I'm not too sure if that's the case this year. Um, I'm sure if it is, uh, that'll be the plan. But um, we haven't really talked that out too much yet. All this guy does is Colton comes down south. Whether it's the West Coast Series years ago for the Richmond Cowie team or whether it's with the Troy Lee designs or whether it's with uh, a Diggers team last year. All Colton does is show up, ride top 10, right. and then go home. And then, and everyone's like, what? And then he goes home. Right. <laughs> do, do, you, do you see yourself, do you want to come down here and race more later in, later in your career? Or is that something you still want to do? Yeah, I mean, I would love to if, if I got on a team and stuff, but um where I'm at right now, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. I have a uh, good, uh, good people around me and, and, uh, and a solid team. And, and, uh, I really enjoy doing the Canadian nationals. It's, it's laid back. It's, you know, everybody gets along good. It's, um, it's a, it's a really fun series to do. Um, but, uh, at the same time, it's, it's one of those things that's in the back of my mind that I've never, never done a full outdoor series in the U S but, um, it would definitely be cool to get on a team. I just, I don't know, just never really yeah, like, had the opportunity to do that. And uh, to do, to just kind of drop everything here and go do it privateer style on my own, I'm sure I'd probably get picked up on a team here or there and stuff. But um, at the same time, I have a family to support and all that. 
Yeah, right? I get it. Like, why spend, you know, you right. make a nice living in Canada. Why spend it chasing the dream? You're older now, you know, than, than you know, obviously, I was going to say you're older now than you were years ago. Really? Yeah, shocker. He's been around a while. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, yeah, like, why at this point in your career, like, why do it, right? Like, I mean, like you said, you got a family support, and it's about putting away money and, and, and trying not to work as you get older, you know? Um, yeah. So I and get that. I yeah. think that's why you see a lot of lot of Americans that are kind of in that, you know, top just outside of that top five that are coming up here to make right. some decent money, too. Yeah. I did find it weird. Uh, the Monster Cowie team, you know, Jacob Hayes got hurt, blew out his knee, and they brought up Mark Worth to fill in. I'm like, you couldn't find a Canadian? Really? Like, there's some Canadian guys that could do pretty well with that ride, but whatever. Yeah. 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 You know, whatever. I really thought uh, I really thought they'd try to pick up a Canadian or even that uh, Michael, I think it's Michael Lee. Is that who it is? Uh, uh, he was... He's doing the series, and he's been doing yeah, yeah. really good. Although he's American. Oh, Brandon Leaf. Leaf. Brandon Leaf, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah he was the Cowie guy getting yeah. thirds and fours. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, are we going to get a Kiefer, Colton Fasciati uh, I want to hang out with Colton for a day and see how he lives. I'd love to go hang out and do a race, you know? Go first the plan, so i got to talk okay. to Digger. Well, yeah, what's going on with Digger and you and, uh, and all that? Do we yeah, know? Yeah, I don't know. I gotta Digger's get, running scared? I'm, I'm, I'm no. running Air Force, so i got to talk to Dig about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I heard I heard the Paul Pemex show is uh, sponsoring. Oh, dude, I do not have Frank money. I don't have Frank money. I don't. I don't have this palatial Gopher Dunes estate. That digger. I don't digger, know if Colton's ready for me. I heard the Paul money money's just as good. <laughs> oh, it's dude. not better. No, 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 no. You heard wrong. That you're thinking guaranteed MX. That's what you're thinking. You're, th- you're, th- you're getting me mixed up. Um, how's right, your? T- we'll, have, we'll have to hit him up. Yeah, no. We we need to get Kiefer up there for Gopher, and then the next week. Uh, Some old guy running around about fifteenth to seventeenth. That's where you'll see it. Nah, you got. You're gonna ride MX one, right? If you do yeah, it. Heck yeah. Yeah, you got top ten in you. Oh wow. You Come gotta, on, bro. You gotta calm down. Newf got like eleventh. You gotta calm down. Newf got eleven. You're talking go for dunes, though. That's a total different. Yeah, that's deal. true. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> um, how's your teammate Jeremy? Is he all right? Is he going to race this weekend, or is he? Is it serious injury? I didn't ever find out. Um, I'm not really too sure. I mean, okay. I've seen him after the crash, and his back was like all blistered and and bruised up, but pretty bad. And I think he hurt his elbow pretty good too. So, um, I kind of thought we were going to see him back for a second moto, but uh, yeah. I guess he oh, okay. fell pretty pretty good too so um i think it's questionable whether he comes back next weekend or not but hopefully he does hey um you were a free agent this offseason how close did you come to to switching brands did you get some offers and then what made you sign back up with the uh, gopher guys in a honda yeah I, I got an offer from from another team and uh just kind of uh i actually just you know it was it was actually a tough decision and um uh, you know, I hate, I hate contracts and all that kind of stuff. And it's just, uh, the, the support that I've got from Honda and, and from the GDR team last few years, it was kind of a no brainer really just to, uh, stay where I was at and, um, continue that relationship. That's, uh, you know, Honda has been great to me and, mm-hmm. um, you know, switching brands kind of sucks and yeah. I know what I have and I know how the team works and, and uh, and I know I can win championships on this bike, so um, just made the decision to to stay and and uh, yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's looking looking like a good one so far. Two point lead over Millsaps. Uh, you and Davey, I feel. I mean, it's early. It's four rounds only, but 
Ewan Davies seemed to be a little bit more ready than the other guys to start the series. Matt's been all right, you know, but um, I'm looking to this thing. It's going to go down to the wire, I think, between you two guys uh, going on. And uh, so thanks for coming on tonight, man. Congrats, and, and thanks. Thanks for the time. Yeah, I appreciate it. Thanks for all having right. me on, and, uh, you know, hopefully I'll get a chance to come on again. Yeah, thanks, no problem, Colton. Colton. Thank you, man. See you. Right. Colton Fasciati, everybody, the winner. Nanaimo was 2-2. He hasn't won a moto yet this year, though. Uh, he has not, no. Davey no. went 1-1, one, one, and then uh, he's gone 3-2-2-2? Two, 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 yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he was catching Millsaps yeah. at the end of the second moto Cam Loops. But then the first moto, he got third. Didn't Matt get yeah, second? Yeah, Matt got him. Right? Matt got him? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting series. I'm surprised Metcalf and Matt are a little behind to start. I thought they'd be better. Um, I think, like you said, Matty's trying to get used to that Yamaha yeah. again. You know, yeah. cause he's been on the Husky over in Australia. Yeah, yeah. And so, then Matt's hand was jacked up. I saw that, yeah. Cam loop, so I, and Mike Alessi's been hit and miss. Vince yep. Vince has been terrible, crashing and bike problems. Yeah, so Vince has yeah hit his head pretty hard. So. Freezes off to a to a bad start. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine, in studio with us. That was Colton Fasciati, uh, the winner of the Nimo, and now coming up on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. He is the uh, owner, publisher, everything, editor in chief, whatever. RacerX Online, uh, Davy Coombs. What's up, Davy? How are you? Am I here on the right night? Because it sounds like you're talking Dirt Rider and Canadian National. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Welcome. Oops. Oops. Please, please tell me we're going to talk about the Alessis. Yeah. No, it's uh, they, they, they pro, their, their team protested, are the ones that protested Millsaps for jumping on a Red Cross. So we're, oh, right, we're right back. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know that. But I did see Jeff Alessi at uh, Glen Helen, or rather, I'm sorry, Thunder Valley, and I was very happy to see him. He looks like he's doing really well, and uh, he was there to help one of his buddies. We got him a pit pass. Oh, that's cool. Oh, wow. Um, hey, we're three rounds down in the uh, Lucas Oil AMA Pro Motocross Series, um, and I think the Dungey news with the with the fractured neck vertebrae, um, first of all, it was really strange to see him fight through the pack to get a fourth, and then, you know, he was on a podium, he gave interviews and everything else, and then we get that news the next day. That's strange. We're like, huh? Wow, he's out for the year. Well, yeah, and you don't expect that from someone like Dungey, but uh, as, as <laughs> when you have an injury like that, and, and Ricky Carmichael said it best, when you have a six-week injury, take six weeks off. When you have a two-month injury, take two months off. And that's part of the reason that I think that Ricky had such great staying power, and I think Dungey's just taking a page out of his book. I do not blame him mm-hmm. uh, for, for uh, you know, um, taking time off now or saying he's done for the year or whatever. That guy has worked so hard and, and been so consistent for uh, you know all of the teams he's ridden for, whether it's Suzuki or Red Bull KTM in Supercross or Motocross. And, yeah. and uh, we're going to miss him a lot, but, man, take care of your body. Because as soon as the, the injuries start happening, uh, it, it's, yeah. oftentimes it's the end of the best days. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's crazy that stat. He has not missed a race outdoors since 07 on Jeez. the 250 class. That is nuts. Yeah, I think he was wearing one industry gear back then. <laughs> Him and J-Law were homies. Yeah, they were teammates. <laughs> um, do you think, we, we were talking about it before you got on to start the show, like, okay, the Alden Baker came out and said, yeah, six-week, six to eight-week injury, puts him out for the Nationals. I don't think we were going to see him at the USGPs anyways, and I highly doubt we see him at the Nations. What do you think? Do you think there's any way that, I, I, I mean? Um, first of all, I think that any athlete has a right to, to – 
decide what he wants to do is, with his career, no matter what a, a journalist, a promoter, or mm-hmm. the fans think. I think it's, uh, you know, they have to manage their business. And, you know, when, when people like, uh, you know, D. Wade or, or, or the, the point guard of Chicago, you know, say that they're going to take time and focus on their body or whatever, they get beat up by fans in the NBA. And mm-hmm. I don't want to see that happen in motocross and supercross. I think Dungey should take all the time he wants because he's performed at such a great level for such a long time. Mm-hmm. You know, if he comes back for, you know, the races in September, awesome. If he comes back for Team USA, even better. But mm. I doubt we see him to the Monster Energy Cup. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And maybe, maybe, maybe Red Bull straight rhythm. But uh, <clears throat> if I was him, I'd, I'd, you know, I'd say this being as involved in, you know, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross as I am, but. Buzz him, I'd start worrying about Supercross 17. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed to say that, Coombs. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, though. I think so, too. Yep, just just come back and, uh, and, and you know, race Supercross. That's it. Um, what it, it, to, to, get back to, to get back to the level that he was at would take a lot of work for, for very little return. You know, when you're, you're, you're a veteran, and Ryan's been doing this for 10 years, uh, you know, you've you got to be smart with the time you have and the races you have. and. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would not come back unless it was for a big picture purpose. And as much as we all love Team USA, um, that's a free gig. You know, you do yeah, that for, yeah. you know, for the fans and for, you know, for free. Um, I would get ready for, you know, Anaheim. Um, do you think there's a chance? Now, the rumor, the word I heard from coming from Europe is we may see hurlings at some nationals. Uh Near the end of the Nationals, there's some open weeks, or I guess there's an open week. I haven't confirmed this, but I, I there there is. But man, I I keep waiting to see my inbox see like you know Jay Hurling's eighty four <laughs> pop up and say, uh, how do I sign up for Southwick? Because I don't care who you are in America, right. you don't want Hurling's at Southwick. He could show up on a two fifty, yeah. and do damage to Roxon and friends. In the 450 class. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been lucky enough to see, I know you've been lucky enough to see him, you know, in person. Chris, I don't know if you ever went to Lomo or Valkensvar, but watching hurlings in the sand, it's kind of like watching Carmichael, you know, at his peak, you know, against anyone. It was, it's, it, it's, it, it's truly a, a next level uh, performance that he has. And, and, and his, his ability to ride sand, if I yeah. him, I would come to Southwick. It's funny you say that because I haven't been, but I watch you know, the GPs religiously at home, and I study that guy, and just the things that he does on a bike is insane to me. And I, as a fan, I would want him to come over just to, to watch him ride our, our soil, you know, because you know, love him or hate him, the guy can really, really ride a bike really well. Oh, yeah. No, he can. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he stepped up to the 350 and 450 for the motocross stations for Holland on hardback tracks, and he's been phenomenal. Right. You know, he's, yeah. yeah he's, I, I just think that, that, again, though, you know, this goes back to sort of the thing with Dungey and, and when do you come back? We as fans would love that, but he's not hired no. to go race Southwick. He's hired to win right now an MX2 World Championship. And, you know, at whatever point he feels that, you know, he's got that on lockdown and wants to ride a national, that's when he should come. And I doubt that it's going to be um, before, you know, Southwick. And, and the next round I could see him doing extremely well at is is uh, Spring Creek. Uh, yeah. and, and what a, what a, what a you know, feather in your cap to go take on the Martin brothers, mm-hmm. on their, literally in their backyard, sand track, and, and, and put it to him. So uh, if we see him later on, awesome. He's a great hard pack rider, too. But, you know, fingers crossed that it happens. But, you know, 
find him and having lost a couple world championships because of really unfortunate injuries like riding a mini bike at mm-hmm. Stephen Everts' race, I'm not taking a lot of chances. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, 702-586-PULP. We have uh, Davey Coombs, editor-in-chief of RacerX and uh, MX Sports. Also, uh, give us a call if you've got a question for DC. 702-586-7857. Talk about Alex Alex Martin, kid, Davey. Um, If I told you two years ago. Best story of the year. Oh. Best story of the year. (laughs) What do you you think's gone on, though? Like, What do you think's happened? Well, I think that, 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 first of all, he underperformed where I thought he'd be in Supercross. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there, if there was a situation where he overtrained and tried to go his brother's pace or, or what the difference was, but he just didn't look comfortable in Supercross. And, and uh, I knew he was going to be tough outdoors. Mm-hmm. And, and to see him win a race, to get the red plate, to uh, you, how can you not feel good for him? I mean, Steve, you did that epic 11-10 mods you know, story, and to, to hear what he and Phil and – some of the other guys went through and to see him now winning nationals it's 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 remarkable and you know mm-hmm. if you think about it john martin you know who was a, a little woods rider from michigan from minnesota <laughs> in the early 80s to, to have produced the two fastest brothers at least in outdoor motocross in the history of the sport is 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 pretty cool but i imagine there'd be long holidays and long christmases in years to come, if Alex never got a win and Jeremy got all those wins, and uh, I just, I just, I'm just really happy for Alex. He he got it done after what seven years as a pro or nine years, yeah. whatever it's been. Yeah. And uh, you, you know, as a, as a writer, editor, and a race fan, you you always appreciate stuff like that. And you know what's awesome too is John Martin is not at the races. He doesn't have a team shirt yeah. or a headset on. He is just like I'm running my track. Good luck, boys. <laughs> you know, I just salt of the earth family. And, and absolutely, and, and I still, you know, remember the story whenever I was doing, you know, with the the Alessis back in '03, and then later on when I did one on the Martins. There was a day in August of 2003 when Alex Martin, Jeremy Martin, Mike Alessi, and Jeff Alessi were all working weed whackers on the <laughs> yeah. side of the hill at Spring oh, Creek. And you, you just think about the aggregate talent there, and the stories, and the and the you know that, that's that those are both motocross families, you know both both the Alessis and the Martins. So uh, it's it's funny that twelve years later we're still talking about both of them. Yeah, it's crazy. It is absolutely uh, home national high point coming up. Uh, you've been going to this race since you were what five years old? I don't even know. Um, <laughs> I, I have no idea. The first one was 74, 75? 77. 77. Okay. First so one was 77, but my dad had a national in 74 at a place called Appalachian Lake. Okay. And then an interam, like the last ever interam, which would make Scott Wallenberg really happy to know, a uh, little factoid. My dad hosted that race um, in the national that year. And then 76, we did Kaiser's Ridge. And we held a race that was actually on July 4th, 1976, which. Mathis, I know you don't understand these American things, but <laughs> that was called our bicentennial. Yep. And uh, Steve Wise won, of all people. And uh, the next year was High Point, and we've been there ever since. And, yeah, it's it's grown by leaps and bounds, but uh, it, it's, I'm still doing the same thing. I was out there today yeah. mowing grass and picking up garbage. <laughs> Is there – this is hard to answer. I know I, would, I didn't prep you. Is there a couple that stand out um, – I mean, for me, I've been going there since '96. Uh, Bradshaw, well, you were there '97. Yeah, Bradshaw, Bradshaw win '97 was the was the absolute pinnacle 
for me as a fan and okay. probably for anyone listening that was there. Yeah. And, uh, dude, I was happy when Kelly Smith won in 2000. Oh, who can forget that? Oh, who can forget that? (laughs) (laughs) Summer cross and high point win. That's what I got. That's what I got. There there were some, there were some really great battles, 91 and 92, I think, between Bradshaw and Stanton that that really jump out. And, uh, yeah, it, it, uh, also, too, when Bradshaw came back, uh, he, he chose high point for his first round. Was there a buzz? And it was a year before I was I was there. Was there a buzz like he is going to win? Was anybody thinking like no, he's okay? No, okay, no. all right. I was always yeah. But then he went out and got the whole shot <laughs> on the number one fourteen yeah. blue YZ two fifty yeah. And uh, you know what's funny is that let's 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 jump back up to two thousand and that race that Kelly Smith won. Mm-hmm. That was also the race that Cannondale debuted. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite stories. I. They had uh, asked me to go ride a Cannondale <laughs> when I was wearing the TV camera <laughs> right, right. for, for uh, ESPN2 or whoever's broadcasting at the time. And so I put the, the, the book bag on, and, and I'm sitting on that bike, and it's really high center of gravity. And I'm thinking, <laughs> huh. And I said, can I go ride this in a field for a little bit? Yeah. And so they had, to get a, they had to get a little battery charger, and they had to get this generator, and they had to jump start the bike. Yeah. So then I started up and then I rode over the hill and I fell and I broke the fender off the bike. <laughs> so I don't know what to do. Push that I get it back up. I, I get it back up. I keep it running. Uh-huh. So I ride straight to Jeff Cernick's, you know, parts trailer. Uh-huh. I'm like, Jeff, really odd question. Do you have a front fender for a Cannondale? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, no, dude, you're on your own. <laughs> and uh, fortunately they, they had Keith Johnson there and you know, funny, funny coincidence, he's now the promoter of Southwick. Yeah. We've been going there in a couple of weeks. Keith Johnson was the rider, and he actually got the whole shot in the qualifier that day, which was just remarkable. It was the one and only time, I believe, that a Cannondale led a motocross race. And uh, I'll, I'll just always remember that. Yeah, I remember... <laughs> I remember Jeff Gibson's bike breaking on yep. the way to the starting gate. Yep. <laughs> on the way to the starting gate, it broke. Right. Number 875. Number yeah. 875. Those guys risked their lives every time they lined up. Did you ever ride day. one, Kiefer? Yes. Oh, you did? That's why I laughed when Davey <laughs> said that. I'm like, holy shit, I know what you're going through right now. <laughs> um, yeah, Chris, I think I think bike number 0003. There you go. It's still in Mike Jones's garage. No oh, geez. way. That's <laughs> that's where I left the bike to be. <laughs> it was like saying, here, you throw this away. Uh, uh. Hey, uh, Davey, what about um, the uh, Southwick coming back? You mentioned it. I'm, I'm pumped. I'm excited. I have a jar of Southwick sand here. I may have to dump it back to dump it back in the track. Um, I like it. It's going the original direction. I think that's a really big it, uh, it, nice it change. It, yeah. The reason that changed, the reason that changed, and, and part of that was on me. I, I strongly suggested it. I remember watching Ricky Carmichael go down to the tunnel jump where the, the finish line is now, mm-hmm. like a zillion miles an hour and swapping out and just <laughs> thinking, if he goes off the side, not only is he going to go into oncoming traffic, he's going to go into spectator traffic. It was just really, really fast because that was right when you know, the bikes were getting you know, alarmingly fast. And and guys like Carmichael were doing alarming things on them that, mm-hmm. you know, when he decided he was going to lap Joel Smets, he was going to lap Joel Smets. There was just no stopping him. There yeah. was no slowing down. And um, so we made that suggestion that they, they changed that. And it was, it was, it was not because it was a, 
the right-handed first turn, it was because of the speeds they were carrying going down. And Keith assured me that they would be doing some things to tweak it and slow it down. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, no one knows Southwick better than Keith Johnson unless it's, you know, a certain <laughs> yeah. junkyard dog or right. Mr. Henry. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I have absolute faith in him. I, I can't wait to go there. And I think you should bring that sand back, Steve. I'm going to. Like yeah. Southwick 2.0. Yeah, um, you're giving back. I, I know exactly. Back. Do you think the junkyard races? Do we know? Uh, I, I've heard he's talking about it, but I haven't seen a pre-entry list yet. Okay, all right. And uh, I mean, you know, anytime John Dowd races, I'm paying attention. He's breaking <laughs> records, and the sport gets bigger. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there's lots of talk Supercross about this chase format. I know. I'm sure you've talked to the Feld guys a little bit. I have as well. They're talking about it. They're taking the temperature of the teams. Um, you know, they're looking at this chase thing. What's your thoughts? What do you What do you think? As a hold on, my, my niece is yelling at me. Hi, how are you, Kala? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm. Yeah. Sam's. You live in a small town. Yeah, your yeah. brother and sister live nearby. Um, anyway. Uh, I haven't fully developed my opinion on it yet. Okay. Um, I think that, that, that Feld and the people in charge at Feld have earned the right to, you know, make tweaks and try different things. And, and I know that they, they are the kind of people that if something doesn't go right, they will change it. And uh, so if we try a chase format for a year and it doesn't work out, it'll be like the two-moto thing in 85. Mm-hmm. It'll be back. Right. You know, it'll, right. we'll, we'll go back to where we were. Um you know, I, I also, you know, I don't really follow NASCAR enough to know what it's done there. Mm-hmm. But I know that I don't really start paying attention till the chase starts. And I think that's sort of a danger of something like that. I mean, mm-hmm. how good of a race are we going to see at, you know, a, a mid-February Supercross in, you know, a certain southwest city yeah. uh, when, when, when it doesn't count as much as that race would count if it were being held in April. Um, but I, I, you know, I live in a college town, and we have a regular basketball season, and I root hard for every WVU win. And every time West Virginia wins, I'm stoked. And when they lose, I'm like, well, just as long as we don't lose in March. Right, um, right. And if the, the, the fans come out the same, and, yeah, the March Madness games count a little more in the regular season games, but mm-hmm. as a fan, I'm I'm engaged, you know, yeah. all just as much. But will the riders be as engaged? You know, tonight we'll see LeBron. Actually, while we're talking, LeBron and Steph Curry and those guys going at it, and it's it's, it's literally sudden death for the Cavaliers. Are they going to give the same effort, you know, to start a season as they're going to have to go tonight to save a season? Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's it, interesting. It, yep. That's that's the balance you have to work on. So what what what, and, um, what we're saying here is the AMA Pro Motocross ain't going to change for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> I I think it's you're asking too much when it comes to motocross, especially the two moto format. You're asking too much to count an early race more than a late race. Um, the the danger is there. The 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 investment is there. The television is there. The fans are there. I mean, we just had three. Really good, really big crowds. Good races, uh, guys going forward, and um, I, you know, we're happy with where we are. But we don't have a 17 round series. We have a 12 round series. Yep. And 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 it takes place in you know much different locales, and and uh, you know you 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 can't you can't phone in a top five in a national. Right. Uh, not that you can do that in Supercross, but I just think it's less wear and tear in Supercross. So you know people aren't going to be inclined 
I think to to lay back in a motocross race is they might be in a supercross race where, where you could sort of take the night off. Uh, um, go ahead. But it's a wait and see. Yeah. I, I, I support uh, what Feld is, is thinking here and what they're doing here, but I don't see it working anytime soon on the outdoors. But if they do it, knock it out of the park, by all means. Yeah. You know, take a look at it, right? Yeah. Take a closer look. Uh, Mike on the phone. For a question for you, Davey. Mike, welcome to the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTO Sports and Fly Racing. What's your question for uh, Davey? Hey, how are you guys? What's happening? Not much. Um, I just had a question about the the spots at Glen Helen. This is my first year ever going to a national, and uh, I went to Glen Helen. I had a bitch in time. It was awesome. But I wondered, you know, how the spots work. You know, I bought like the super VIP pass, and the only real ac- other access that I got was that little peninsula by the sketchy rhythm section. And I wondered, like, does does Glen Helen sell all those spots on the hills? Or is that like an import thing? That is 100% uh, the track, whether it were Glen Helen or High Point this weekend or, or you know, Southwick next month. Um, I don't really have uh, any say in that. And each track kind of does it their own way. And, and I, I think it, most of the time it works. Um, but, but some of the times, you know, I maybe, maybe it doesn't. I know that we had to make an adjustment, Mike, um, our number two bands, which go to team personnel and some uh, series sponsors and whatnot, there's really no place to go at Glen Helen because everything's on the infield and everything is sort of open access. So we decided to allow them to go on the starting line behind the starting gate and to go into the mechanics area just because they're, they're much bigger there. Mm-hmm. So at least that way they had some, some different sort of level of access uh, the 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 hour to hour ticket by ticket of any national uh that's up to the promoter and i i i wish i could help but i i don't really know how it worked out yeah mike i feel your pain as a journalist i have the media pass and at Glen Helen, only because I have friends at WUSA that let me into their hospitality area. If I did not know those people, I was also stuck out of where to watch the race, like as a media guy. And it's because, like you said, the spots were sold, and I don't belong in the mechanics area, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I feel you feel your pain a little bit. They Glen Helen does a job of selling every sort of viewing area. They then I guess yeah. that Davey said that's their, that's their right. Yeah. And, and Steve and Mike, there was a moment uh, where Jody Weisel and I, uh, and we have better access than anyone at Glen Helen, we were standing together on the infield in the middle of people making evaluations of the track and, <laughs> and bench racing uh, because that's as good as, as we could get in that situation. Right. Um, right. I mean, no, good... I mean, I, I felt the same way. I mean, either way, I still, I mean, I went for the experience and the experience was awesome. But I mean, probably like every other moto guy, I still went home and watched it on TV either way. Well, you know, part of part of being in a motocross race is, you know, what what you you may get to see, what you won't get to see. Um, I I enjoy it for the 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 smell of the race gas and the camaraderie and and just being there and seeing something special. But I also know that uh, the TV package we put together is, is pretty exceptional, and and, and uh, that's why I'm proud that for the first three rounds, all the crowds have been up and and we've been having a, a, a yeah. very good series. Uh, but nonetheless, you know, a, a track like Glen Helen where everyone's on the infield, it, it makes it hard to really do a lot. Uh, and the other good thing is that there's so many people there. 
Um, I don't think you're going to have that same problem in September if you buy that VIP. <laughs> <laughs> no, probably not. But, uh, all right, well, you guys Thanks, have a Mike. good night. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, Davey, Thanks, Mike. over under 15, number of questions you get on a Saturday about these two strokes and when are you going to stop holding them down and when are you going to let them uh, race? <laughs> I, I haven't gotten a, This is the first question on a two-stroke I've gotten this year. Oh, okay. All right, good. Good to hear, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. You know, we're, we're going to... We're going to hold races for the brands and the, the models that the OEMs want to market because racing comes out of the marketing budget, yep. and the people who market these bikes have, have the revenue to race because those are the bikes that they are selling. We do our best uh, at every other level, GNCC, Loretta Lens, Amateur MX, whatever, uh, to give a home to people who still you know prefer two-strokes, uh, and I'm one of those people. I love two-strokes, uh, but... Uh, I'm not going to go to the president of, say, KTM and say, uh, we're going to change this rule so you can use 250s because <laughs> the president of KTM is going to say, no, don't do that. Yeah. And they haven't done that in Supercross, and they haven't done that in the GPs, and they haven't done it for a reason, and that's because the, the, the brands that support well, professional racing, professional race teams, professional race series, professional riders – uh, they all want to be on evenly matched equipment. Yeah, if people want to look and see, the road racing folks tried to change some rules up, and the OEM said, "Yeah, we're out of here. We're out of uh, here." You know, so yeah, um, I and, agree. And I, yep. You know, I, I don't want to take risks uh, with the sport uh, that, that I don't have to, and I'd be kind of be sitting on an island when I all of a sudden at the end of Supercross you're allowed to put two fifties, you know, two fifty two strokes in a class against 254 strokes because uh, the, the the investment and everything has already been there. If you want to race a two-stroke, buy a two-stroke and race it. Right. Yep. But if you want to race professionally and compete, you might want to buy the bikes that, that, that fit into the class structure. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I just figured you would have got hit up all the time because I, we do on our Twitter. and, and... I, 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 I don't, and I probably will now, but yeah. you know, that's, why I don't, that's why I don't Twitter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're I out of it. Yeah. Um, so, so are you still doing that pop MX thing? I, I, didn't, I yeah, never see still, you at the races. Well, I'm kind of busy. Well, first of all, I was a huge TV internet star at Glen Helen. I was on with the NBC pre-show. Perhaps you heard about it. Uh, Jenna Carrado. I, I, and, I, and I, I, I honestly, I, I did not. Bondo, Bondo told me, Bondo said, Hey, I heard you're doing that pre-show. And I'm like, yeah. He goes, don't fuck it up. And he walks away. I'm like, thanks, Bondo. <laughs> thanks for well, the... I'll count it on you, Mathis. I know, well, right? Um, no, uh, yeah. Uh, you're a busy guy. I never see this guy at the Nationals, Kiefer. He's, He's like a ghost. I just, walk. I just walk around and look at stuff. I know. And, and, uh, Sign jobs. And, and that radio, that radio, I'm usually usually listening to the NBA or my kids are calling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> All right, well. Hey, oh, what? how was your adventure ride in Colorado? Did you go? Man, I was on an adventure ride today, Chris. I, I uh, KTM was kind enough to loan me a demo bike for the summer because I decided, you know what, I'm 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 going to all these races, but I'm never getting a ride, and I don't have the time to invest in doing an amateur day or or whatever. So uh, I asked them if we could borrow one of the the magazine bikes, and uh, Tom Moen and Christy Lacarrel were kind enough to give me one, and I have I probably put seven eight hundred miles on that. Between Glen Helen, nice. which where they brought it to, and then um, of course Colorado, and then I've been riding back and forth to work at High Point every day, and and just enjoying it immensely. It's a 
uh, a great bike and a, a fun way to, to go to work. I've, I've been hashtagging everything. This is my office because my, <laughs> my son is 14 and he's like, dad, I don't really understand what you do. You just go around cool places and take photos with your iPhone. I'm like, well, I, I'm in the middle of doing other things. And I decided to record that because I used to be a journalist slash photographer and then I met Simon Cudby and wanted to slip my wrist, and then I hired Simon Cudby. <laughs> and so I don't really need to shoot photos at the races anymore and kind of, you know, moved into other things. But my, my love of photography is still there, and that adventure bike honestly makes it a lot of fun. And, and, and the funny thing is, Simon is the one who's been telling me right. for a few years, for a few years to get one of those bikes and that. Uh, so it, it, it's a lot of fun. It's a, it's a, a great way to commute to work when your office is Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. I thought it was pretty cool that you have that, and you, every time you're at a at a national, you get to go out and about and see some of the sights instead of just being at the track all the time. You know, I thought that was pretty cool. Well, I, I, I you know, I've, I've always kind of preached that to the the, the riders that I've known over the years. I, I'll never forget a conversation I had with Casey Lytle at um, the Hangtown National, and he's like. He, he, he was walking through a mall aimlessly in, you know, not Rancho Cordova, but mm-hmm. that, that other little town. And, um, and I saw him and we started talking and he's like, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm a new pro and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do or where to go. I don't know anyone. <laughs> I'm like, dude, don't go to the mall. Don't stay in the room and play video games. Go find shit, man. Go go to the Boeing Museum when you go to the Seattle Supercross. Yeah. Go to Gettysburg when you're at Steel City. Go to go to Arlington National Cemetery when you're at Bloods Creek. So I told him all these things. Like you, you, that's what you gotta do. And like two years goes by, and I'm at a race, and this woman walks up to me, and she's like, "Hey, I want to thank you. I'm Casey Lytle's mom, <laughs> and you gave him advice one day." And she's like, and, 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 and he took it, and, and now, all these years later, Casey Lyle's a pretty well-rounded. Yeah, uh, very yeah. smart. You know, former, former professional motocross racer, and, and, um, because that's the way my mom and dad raised me. We, we, you know, we lived in a van, we went to races, and dad took the roads less traveled, and, you know, we got to go, you know, see America and see American motocross. And uh, he always put the, the, the real lessons first. And the the racing part was sort of the destination, but the trip was about learning. And um, you know, I I I'm not a big proponent of homeschooling. I can tell you that. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you do have to do it, you know, do it well. And, yeah. and if you are on the road, use your time wisely. And it was um, you know, I try to it I was, try to preach for that practice. It was such a pain in the ass. It was way out of our way, and everything else. It was a, it was a it, it sucked a little bit. It was raining. To go to Normandy last year uh, on the way to um, the, the nations, I am so happy that JT and I went though and did the tour and went to all those places. Like I said, it, it was a pain and it was out of the way and blah. It was raining, but I don't even care. It was worth it. I'll never forget it. You know, I in two thousand five, I took uh, RC Scott Taylor, uh, Johnny O'Mara, um, and I was like, I know it's a pain in the butt, but we got to go. Mm-hmm. Got to go to Pontu Hawk. You have to go to the cemetery, you have to understand what those guys went through to get you here riding for Team USA all these years later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, and uh, when they went there, it was just like, they what? They climbed, they they, they repelled up this, the, yep, the, the face, you know, airborne yeah, yeah. 
you know, the, 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 the first division Rangers, this, that, whatever. I mean, and Ricky's just looking at me. I, I know that it, it affected him in an extremely motivating way. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I always take time to do that stuff. And, and, uh, we're lucky, uh, to have an opportunity to travel, but we're wise to maximize the time that we travel. Uh, last question for you here from, uh, David. He's been on hold for a while. David, what's, uh, what's going on? Welcome to the show. What's your question for, uh, Davey Coombs? Uh, hi, David. How you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Good to hear your voice on the 13th. I know you're uh, superstitious with that number, but it's good to hear you tonight. Um, I love hearing the stories with the past you guys have been talking about, but uh, fast forward to the future. Um, with uh, MX Sports being on Mad TV and on ProMotorsports.com, NBC Sports, NBC National Network, um, for the, for those of us that have grew up in the seventies, eighties, nineties, watching, we don't mind flipping stations and internet providers. Um, watch all the motocross we can. But do you ever see in the foreseeable future uh, being paid to be on TV? Because uh, if there's one thing I would like to see us go in the NASCAR direction is the sport growing with TV coverage paying you to be on their network. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Well, that's that's a that's that's probably not ever going to happen with Lucas Oil Pro Motocross because we have a partner in NBC Universal. Uh, NBC is our partner on, on the commercial side of, of the series, and Lucas Oil owns Mav TV, and so mm-hmm. it just it's a marriage. Uh, I don't want to say a marriage of convenience, but it's it's a perfect situation for us to be able to offer all four motos. Uh, you know, on, on broadcast TV. Um, that was not always the case. And you remember seeing one or two or maybe three races back in the day, months and months afterwards, and, you know, heavily edited, and that was it. Um, the world's mm-hmm. a much smaller place now. We get, to, we get to see all of our races, and we get to stream them live on promotorcross.com. And, you know, but the thing is, there's not a network in the world that is going to carve out four <laughs> consecutive hours yeah. on Saturday for four motos of, of motocross. And, and they don't do it for any other series. And, you know, NASCAR has a hard time getting those TV blocks. So we moved from MAV TV to NBC Sports and whatever. And I, 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 I you know, our scenario doesn't really loan itself uh, to getting paid uh, to be on TV and we also don't want to do pay-per-view, which is, you know, a different format than they have in Europe where you have to, you know, pay, I don't know how many euros it is, but mm-hmm. uh, it's not free. Um, and, and I'm not sure what the situation is with Supercross, but, uh, uh, you know, we're still a niche sport. We're, we're a niche motor sport, which makes us, you know, really small compared to the people that are watching the NBA as we speak. Um, yeah. I hope that changes. But be careful what you wish for, because then we'll have <laughs> yeah. gotten so big in corporate that uh, people like me won't get a chance to come on, you know, Dirt Rider slash Canada Night of you know, Paul, <laughs> Paul Metro. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, well, as a fan, I appreciate everything you, you've done the last um, decade or so. You've been involved with the Nationals. Because um, I didn't get to watch them anywhere on TV. And uh, now that you have Steve in the circle, he might go to Rio. You never know. He could take you. Yeah, no. NBC is going to be but calling. I, I, yeah, yeah I, I hope that I hope that uh, is Matt TV high def yet? Um, no, not yet. No, not yet. It was, and then Damn. it went away. Yeah, 
Yeah. It's, yeah. It, that's yeah. one well, thing I, I struggle yeah. with when I watch it. It's just it's it's tough. I, yeah, I'm at I'm at I'm at the races, so they're all high def to me, uh, <laughs> and I have LASIK surgery. Thanks, uh, thanks, David. Uh, Appreciate well, David, the call. Hey, David, we'll see you this yeah. weekend at Mount Morris. Have a good night. Thank okay, you. Okay, hey, thank you, and thanks for coming. Um, all right, David. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I wish I you know back to back to his his original question. Um, yeah, I. I <laughs> If someone wanted to pay me to be on TV, I'd, yeah. I'd say sure. But right. I actually did that for a while, and, and uh, it's uh, you know there are bigger things and bigger challenges and, and and stuff ahead of us and stuff behind us that 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 I we all should focus on. And uh, hopefully, if all those things get sorted and competition gets better and more fans start watching, yeah, maybe a scenario will you know create itself where where we get paid to be on TV, but right now I'm pretty happy to have NBC as our partner. Although people are going, probably going to want to strangle me when the Olympics start. And times <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good point. I never thought of that. You're right. Yeah. Um, the Olymp- Olympics are uh, uh, kind of a big deal. I, you know, <laughs> I know, but so. you know, you're still going to have the motocross fans that are going to complain and you're like, bro, it's the Olympics. You suck. It's the Olympics. Yeah, We're yeah, sorry. Yeah, we couldn't, it, 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 you know, I want to see my two strokes in high def. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, Davey, thanks for taking the time. I know it's late uh, where you are. Thank you for taking the time. We'll see you this weekend on High Point, man. Hey, always a pleasure, Steve. Chris, nice talking to you. And, and uh, thanks, everyone. We're, we're, we're hoping we're looking at rain uh, oh. a little bit on Wednesday, a little bit on Thursday, and then, you know, knock on wood, really nice from now on out. Randy Polzer's already out there crafting the track. The sawdust is there. They're bringing sand. Hell, Mathis, I might get it over on the jump. Nice. Bring it. Bring it. <laughs> Thank you, man. See you, Davey. All right. All right Thanks. See you. Bye. Davey Coombs, everybody. MX Sports, Racer X uh, Editor-in-Chief uh, coming up this weekend, High Point National. All right, commercial break. Uh, Scotty Atkins coming up. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine. We've got lots more to talk about with him. we got got uh, Davey Millsaps coming up as well later in the show. Jason Thomas will be on. Kiefer's over his meltdown over the gear. That's nice. And he's over it. Well, you know, good. I was, oh, right. before the Coombs interview, I was thinking the gear alloy cold call. Yeah. Travis Preston. Oh, okay. Your arch enemy. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, let's do that. Will he talk smack on you? He'll stir it up. Fantastic. We got going down. We got that and more coming up here on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOSports.com and uh, Fly Racing. See you when we get back. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey, guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now, we see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Braden, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and, of course, your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at Fly Racing USA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX.
Tech Show is brought to you by BTOsports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch, 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8 lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. For your Jeep, truck, or SUV, Gear Alloy is the choice of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC off-road racing team. Race Tech. Privateer proven. When riders choose, they choose Race Tech. Supporting the world's fastest racers. Providing factory-level products, support, and service to the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. When racers choose, they choose Racetech. Visit Racetech.com for a full listing of suspension parts, tools, and information. Or check out Paul Feed's Motorcycle Suspension Bible, your guide to everything suspension. To receive 20% off parts and labor... Enter discount code PULPMX2015 when ordering. Race Tech. NFAB is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and bed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people.
Michelin tires are back, people. MichelinMotorcycle.com. Michelin Starcross 5, brand new, available in hard, medium, soft, and sand. Uh, their off-road tires are some of the best ones out there, and they've revamped this whole lineup. There's no one who knows these tires better than our own, Chris Kiefer. When they're calling it comfort casing technology, what are they talking about? Is this a fancy marketing term or what? No, it's actually the carcass of the tire itself, so how much it flexes or how you know sidewall stiffness that you have when you come into corners. And What's cool about this tire is even from the previous version, the MH3, it gives more. So when you hit square edge or you're coming out of a corner with some bumps, it has some give to it. It's more comfort, so it doesn't feel so rigid. A lot of that has to do with the, the CCT. So you're telling me the comfort casing at the end of the day, maybe it helps you a little bit to have some suspension in tires. Yeah, obviously it's flexing a little bit, but also, too, when you come into corners, you don't want it to roll on you. So they've got that dialed in to where you come into a corner and you still have enough stiffness where it grabs and bites, but yet straight line, you have comfort. Hey, as a former factory mechanic, Kiefer, I know all about mounting tires, um, so no problem for me to mount anything. Right. Well, maybe not a moose. Uh, you found mounting these new Michelins uh, pretty easy, actually. Yeah, I'm a great test rider, but my mechanic skills are novice at best, so... Mounting the tire wasn't too bad. They sent me a bunch of tires to mount before testing, and I was out there busting in the garage. And normally you got to put some tires in the sun, let them soften up a little bit. But this, uh, the bead rolls on really nice. I didn't have to struggle. No curse words were, were sworn in the garage. So uh, it was a lot better for me, you know, putting these on. Four versions of this tire. They cover all the uses, Kiefer. Reduced weight, comfort casing technology, mounting, traction, handling. They do it all. Starcross 5, MichelinMotorcycle.com. Thank those guys. Check them out at the local dealer people. These guys know tires and they know what they're doing. Usually, safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility. Notice how we said usually? The all-new line of Atlas braces are 20% lighter, have three times more suspension in them, maintain the much-needed flexibility, and even contact 27 more percent surface area of your body than the competition, all in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest-growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brace. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the 
power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA. Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Enticknap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. HOTCAMS, unleash the power within. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection in your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Short? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty and go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at RoostMX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. RoostMX. Hey, 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 hey. W Wheels. Now that I got out of your attention, let's talk about Wheels. WUSA, based in Orange County, California, the nation's leading supplier of high-quality wheel sets for some of the best teams in the sport. They carry the top brands like Talon, Kite, DID, Excel, as well as Galfer and Brembo Brakes. All the W Wheels are built by the same guys, that build Chad Reed's wheels. Whether you have a new bike or looking for a set of new race wheels or a backup set of wheels, W can get what you need. Complete wheels are not in the budget. Let W rebuild your stock hubs with their OE spoken nipple kits and a quality rim like DID or Excel. 
WUSA used by Reed, Rocks, and Millsaps, Anderson, Dungey, Short, Brayton, Grant, Antonap, Peters, Partridge, Freeburg. They all use and trust W for all the wheel needs. If they trust W, why don't you? Don't buy a, a set of cheap wheels. Just because you paid $500 for a set of wheels, you're not going to put those on your bike. They're not that good. Really, seriously. WUSA.com. Anything you need. Cool colors. Better strength. They've got it. And they've been proud supporters of the Pulp and Beck Show for many years now. And we thank those guys. WUSA.com. Do it. Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot, state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Prime. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor, because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. Hey guys, it's Brady Chisholm here. Listen up. You'll spend $9,000 for a new bike, $3,000 for bling, and you wonder why I have monkey butt? I'll tell you why. You didn't go to GutsRacing.com for new seat foam and cover. Guts Racing has been the leader in seat technology for 25 years. They've worked with every top rider at some point in their life, and that tradition continues. With riders on teams such as Cycle Trader Yamaha, Moto Concepts Racing, RCH Suzuki, Yoshimira Suzuki, Pro Circuit Kawasaki, Geico Honda, they have worked with them all. They have riders like Cal Chisholm, <laughs> Ben LeMay, Matt LeMoyne, Ryan Sipes, Brett Metcalf, and many, many more. They have been working behind the scenes with factory riders for over two and a half decades. So here is your chance to join stars of Supercross, Motocross, Arena Cross, GNCC, and FMX by taking advantage of the discount they have going on. If you head over to GutsRacing.com and use the code PULPMX2015, it'll save you some money, save you from having monkey butt. It's win-win. Head over there and check them out, guys.
everybody. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider Magazine and DirtRider.com. Fresh okay. off a whole week of intros. And Heather Kiefer. Hi, Heather. How are you? Hello. How are you? How was that? Fabulous. Was, we had a moment earlier. <laughs> we had a moment. Oh, my God. <laughs> it was great. Jesus. It was great. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, now he's not talking shit. He doesn't really talk shit. Well, I mean, are he's kind of like. <laughs> All right. Pump the brakes. <laughs> classy woman. It's classy. Keeping it classy. Uh, Chris Kiefer brought to you by Roost Graphics. We gave some graphic kits away last week. The winners, you should all have notices by now. I think we gave away uh, four uh, sets of graphics and T-shirts uh, from RoostMX.net. They bring you Chris Kiefer here tonight. Pulp Nation saves you 20%. Check out the Pulp Nation on their website. 48-hour turnaround. T-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, custom graphics. They got it. Great company. Been in, sport, been in the sport for a long time. Cycle Trader, Rock River Team with Colt Nichols, Tommy Hahn, and Luke Resland. Big part of that. RoostMX.net. How good is this song? I like it a lot. It's it so reminds good. me of just driving. Just Dude, me good too. driving yeah. music. Yeah. yeah. It's me too. It's driving, bro. It's driving. Um, what else? What's up? Oh, Hot Cams. We gave away some tickets courtesy of Hot Cams, folks. Uh, to High Point. We gave away two pairs today on the show. We have... Uh, Four more pairs up for grabs, courtesy of the folks at Hot Cams. Email contest at pulpamexshow.com. We'll just randomly give those out to people going to High Point this weekend. So if you can't go to High Point this weekend, do not send enter for these tickets, all right? You got to be able to go do, uh, to High Point this weekend and uh, just do that, bro. Don't bro me. Hot Cams unleash the power within 30% discount. Hot Cams 2016. Hot Key for changing a cam and a bike is pretty easy. Pretty basic. It's pretty basic. It moves the power around. It's a big difference uh, on any kind of bike. So. Yeah, it's as, as equal, if not more, than a muffler. So. Yeah, absolutely. Hot Cams is pleased and proud to present to you our next guy. He also knows a little thing or two about camshafts. Uh, he is uh, Scotty Atkins, a former factory mechanic for Star Yamaha, among other teams. ProSXMXTech.com is his website. You can go there and uh, learn how to be a race mechanic. Scotty, what's up, man? How are you? Good. How's it going, man? Good. Thanks what for up, Chris. Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for coming on. Yeah, no problem. Uh, how is everything going, man? I, t- I talked to you at uh, Supercross, and I think maybe St. Louis. Um, how's everything going with the website, ProSXMXTech.com? You basically help show people how to build a bike from scratch, show them what is involved in being a race team mechanic, uh, whether it's Supercross, Motocross, GNCC, whatever kind of series, and then you try to place them at the end of the year with a team. How's that going? Uh, as of this will be my third year starting out, and I don't try to place them. I do place them. Whoa, okay, um, yeah. It's Yeah, it's awesome, dude. This year so far, I've placed seven out of ten. Um, I only take ten guys each year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've placed some of these guys with some awesome gigs, man. Um, you know, just for instance, uh, Cody Church, Carson Mumford, Josh Moseman, Dakota Alex. Um, you know, those are all mechanics that came through my school that are working for those riders I just listed. Um, you know, like the Carson Mumford deal, that's a big gig. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Christian's out there. He's doing a really good job. And, uh, you know, that's that's huge, man. He's going to be hopefully six with it, uh, keeps working hard. You know, he's going to be right on the Geico squad. So, I mean, how much better could you get? Yeah, no doubt about it. So it's this, this school you're doing, like you said, three years in, it's working out for you. It's doing well. Yeah. I mean, I knew it would. Uh, it's just because I know what it takes to, to be at that level. Um, I know how the industry works. I know how to get in. Mm-hmm. And then I have the connections. So I use a lot of my connections for the young students coming through my program. And then once they, you know, are are under my education, they get certified. 
And then, man, they move on, and I know that they can make it, so I don't feel too scared to, you know, place them. And, and uh, you know, I know they won't make any mistakes too much along the way. Uh, they just need some experience. And then, under you know, and like I said, under my training, um, they're going to have what it takes. So I kind of use all my connections and stuff for them. And the um... – we get some questions on the show on Twitter and and, and on the phones on the yeah. phone calls about MMI uh, every now and then, and they do good things at MMI. But really, like if you want to be a race team mechanic, if you want to work at a dealership, MMI is probably the place you want to go to. But a race team mechanic is so much more than what they show you at MMI. It's so much more than what they teach you at MMI. <laughs> it's hard to when someone tells me, "Hey, I want to be a race team mechanic. I want to go to MMI." I'm like, "Eh, you know, I don't know." I don't- yeah, uh, I mean, I'm not obligated to to uh say anything bad about that school um but i can tell you there's a lot of differences between my program and a program like that yeah my program um you know it's strictly race mechanic and like i said it's proven results already you know my third year and i place guys um but there's huge huge differences one my class is very small i only take 10 guys uh two it's it's a lot cheaper um but Three, it's, it's a way more uh, educational. We go through not just one brand, but every brand that's actually currently on tour. Um, disassembly of the complete engine all the way, I mean, talking bearings out of the cases, transmission apart, the full deal, uh, every model. And then once you learn it, they practice it. Then they do a final build on each model. We actually go outside. We start. We run the bike. We make sure everything's good with it. We bring it back in, and then they can move on to the next model. So there's huge differences. Um, mine's just very professional. It's to go straight to the pro ranks, mm-hmm. you know, and there's are kind of a little more to take you to a dealership yeah. uh, entry level. Um, and, you know, there's there's just a lot of differences. No, there is. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a good program. There's nothing wrong with it. It just doesn't suit you to be a race team mechanic. It really doesn't, you know. Um, Correct. And, yeah. And, and, and it sounds like your school does. You know what I would do, Scotty, if I were you? I don't know if this is what yeah. you – This I don't know if this is the drill you have, but I would like – screw something up on the bike and then i would put a time on these guys and then i would start yelling at them that the tv you know the (laughs) semi's coming up the heat's coming up and i would like see how these guys act under pressure because honestly like yeah i've seen some great mechanics in my time and i don't forget i was a race mechanic for a long time for people who are listening that don't know but (laughs) but no maybe people don't know i don't know maybe they do i don't know no you don't mention it that much you work for that guy tim ferry right Took him to the top, Scotty. Um, (laughs) No, here's the thing. I've seen some great mechanics. (laughs) I've been on teams with great mechanics, guys that are probably better than I was. They could not work on a bike under pressure, under time constraint. They really couldn't. And that's a big thing. Like, hey, bars and clamps need to come off. Guy ate shit in practice Mm -hmm. or or a heat race, and we got a semi coming up, and you've got to get this thing done or a motor swap or whatever. That's a huge thing. Like, that's a big deal. And I've seen guys, I've seen guys like kind of just collapse they can't do it mm. yeah and there's four there's kind of four parts to my program one it's it's learning two set up three problem diagnostics and four is drills and i tell the guys um you're going to get nervous control your nerves and you'll be successful that's what it's all about mm-hmm. you can't get nervous you can't fumble around you just got to get in there you know how to work on the bike get in there and just do it don't be nervous don't do it control your nerves you'll be successful. Yeah. Um, so we do yeah. some drills, you know, absolutely, because like you said, man, because get nervous and they can, they can really drop the ball um, in a hurry. So if you can control that, you yeah. know, you're going to be a lot better mechanic, uh, more thorough, and get the job done. Yeah, you, so, you've got to get it done quick. But we focus on it. Yeah. Is this something you have absolutely. like a big shop we in? Yeah. Yeah. 
Where are you located? Because I'm not familiar with. I'm, I'm sorry. located. Um, it's 923 Canyon Road in Morgantown, West Virginia, not far from Racer X. Okay. Um, and it's just a it's a brand new race shop. I set it up just like a race shop. It's legit. All my equipment's brand new. You know, I got like all the engine stands. Um, you know, from Chuck, all all the good stuff. You know, uh, built-in air in all the stations. I mean, it's it's very professional, very legit. Um, also, we do all in-house powder coating, anodizing stuff there. I do polished transmissions. Uh, so, you know, you, it goes above and beyond. It's all race-oriented. race, race oriented. Um, And, you know, it's just it's a very, very solid program. Uh, just because I lived it you know, 12 years as a mechanic. Yeah. Uh, working for Factory Yamaha, Factory KTM. You know, a lot of satellite teams work for Nick Way at MDK. Um, you know, just all been around. I worked for Yamaha, Troy. And just all that experience, and I just brought it to, brought it to life, um, you know, because I know that the other schools, they just don't get you where you where these kids want to be these days. Uh, and I had so many guys coming up to me at the races saying, "Man, how do you get into this? This is so cool. I want to be a mechanic." Well, I started a program. Come here, you will be a mechanic. It's pretty simple. Hot cams bringing you Scotty Atkins of uh, ProSXMXTech.com on the Pulpamex show. Uh, HotCamsInc.com. Go there. Pulpamex16 is the code to save yourself money uh, at, with hot cams. Change your cams out. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's nice to have you on, Scotty. Um, yeah, that's one of the things that, that people don't understand is, is on top of everything that you're teaching, too, is you've got a lot of connections in the industry still, and you still know a lot of these guys on teams, and, and it's working well with placing guys with jobs as well. So that's that's a nice little perk to, uh, to take in your school yeah and as my school gets bigger it's grown a lot of steam here in the last you know last six months to a year honestly it's becoming easy to place the guys uh just because these mcdads are for big uh you know profile uh high profile amateur kids or even teams are coming to me now so it's easy for me to say well i got eight jobs on the table and i have four students left what do you guys want? You know what I mean? So it's, it's getting easier for me to place them. Like I said, I've, I've placed seven out of 10 so far and we still have high point to go. So there's mm-hmm. probably going to be some placement there. Yep. And then just because the school ends here in June, uh, we're actually in our last week. Doesn't mean that they, if the kids that didn't get placed, doesn't mean they won't, you know, only have three, but they have until next June, uh, potentially to get placed because, you know, my new students coming in in October, they're not going to be really ready to be placed until mm-hmm. next June. Until again, the June, anyhow. right. Yeah, teams are going to, look, yeah, teams so, are going to be hiring September, October, November. Absolutely. So, you know, you know how it is. It's a revolving door. So just because there isn't a job right right now, give it a week. <laughs> um, working for Nick Way alone, that's a, that qualifies you right, enough. Right, you know a lot of shit then. <laughs> that, that qualifies <laughs> yeah. you enough for anything right now. <laughs> hey, a lot of testing, a lot of daylight to dark hours. Um, you know, Nick is just, he's, he knows what he wants sometimes, but sometimes he doesn't. So you just test and test and test, but you know what? It just made me better. And that's how I looked at it. Um, it made me better to be able to start a program like I've done and all that hard work, all those long hours. Um, you know, it just made it all worth it. And now, you know, I have my own program that's successful and I'm just going to keep the ball rolling with it. Ah. Give it, can you give us any Purcell stories when you worked for him your one year of working for Purcell? <laughs> uh, there's probably many, but uh, I, I mean, we got along great. I thought he was a pretty cool dude. Um, he's just needs to be his fitness needs to be better, uh, plain and simple. Um, but yeah, one time we were sitting there, and uh, I don't know what we ended up finishing, but 
the truck driver came out and was like, hey, you want an ice cream? And I was like, yeah, I'll take an ice cream cone. Uh-huh. And Priscilla goes, I'll have one, too. So next thing you know, we're just sitting there eating ice cream together. Yeah, <laughs> nice. The yeah. yeah, that you worked so for him like, at, yeah. uh, at Valley, Star Yamaha, when he rode 250S. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, in 2014 Outdoor. Yeah, exactly. That was your last gig, right? Then you started Yeah, that yeah. was actually my last gig. Um, I had actually left Star Racing before that with Jeremy. And then I actually went home and started my program, and then Keith called me back and asked me if I'd work for Purcell, and we worked it out. So he was yeah, good the rest that year. Of history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He killed it, man. It just, man, like I said, twenty-one, twenty-two minutes. Um, you know, he hit the wall, and 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 then you know Jeremy and those guys would catch us, but we did win uh, Unadilla, which was really cool. So. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, Scotty, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Good luck with yeah, everything. No problem. Uh, yeah, no uh, you. If you If you reach out to Scotty, tell him Pulp Mech Show sent you. And, uh, yeah. And, and then uh, uh, just give me a call in there, and I can give you all more details about the school, uh, tours, visits, whatever you guys need. Pricing, all that um, kind of like stuff, said, yeah. It's, it's proven results, so get a hold of me. That's awesome. Thank you for coming on, man. Appreciate Thanks, it. Scotty. No, no problem. Thank you. All right. See you, Chris. I'll see you at the man. races, man. Take care. All right. See you. Scotty Atkins, everybody, check it out, please. It's school, it works. Um, I've seen it places, people. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, didn't know he, nothing about I, that. I think he's doing well with it. Like, I mean, obviously, look, he he's a friend of mine from back in the day. He said, "Hey, can I come on to promote my school?" I said, "Sure, no problem. I'll give you the time." You know, he's a nice guy. Uh, but I think it's really working. Like, I think it's it's successful. That's niche. And uh, yeah, and um, uh, yeah, I get that. I I got the question a lot about how to be a uh, factory mechanic or how to be a mechanic, and it's a lot of work. Doesn't sound fun to me <laughs> at all. Doesn't sound fun. Dude, it's not. It's not. Uh, Kirk, welcome uh, to the show. You've been on hold for a while. What's your question, man? What's going on? Hey, guys. How's it going? Good. Thanks for taking my call. No problem. What's up? <laughs> no, no. I just try to finally get a chance to listen live here. Uh, I just had a question, um, two questions. I'll ask the one, and I'll ask the other one and get off and let you guys talk about it. But, sure. Uh, the first one, um, why does it get the pool position? Don't you think it would be more of an advantage if they actually got to go and pick their date choice second to get inside their number one competitor instead of maybe the other way around. Like, overtime in football, you usually take the ball second. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Dungey, Dungey gets the pole, Roxon, you know, yeah. Roxon gets the lineup on the inside of them every time, you know, and kind of gets the advantage that way. I was just curious if they'd ever let them decide that or change that or... What do you think, Kiefer, as a racer? Well, depends. I mean, some, in some instances, yeah, you would say you're right. But most of the time, I don't think that really applies. I mean, let's 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 take Glen Helen for instance. If you're on inside of Roxon at Glen Helen, it's not really going to matter because you have so much time to get a jump and then move around. Um, I don't think it's as important if it's a if it's a shorter supercross Bud's Creek. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe Bud's Creek, but I I think just reaction time and the first ten to twenty feet out of the gate is is important, no matter if inside or outside. So you can move over on the guy, no matter where you're at. It's a matter of yeah. getting that jump. But yeah, if you don't get I'm the sure jump, so then of course the inside is yeah. the better. I, I used to tell Red Dog, look, you're a shitty starter. Ricky's going to get a good start. <laughs> so start on the right of him with right. the, the left-hand turn. He's going to get a stop, jump on you, and he's going to move over, and you get next to him and start moving over also. Uh, and then you'll maybe get a decent start, and then two will get on TV that way. I said so. It was, Did it work? Yeah. <laughs> huge, um, we got like, on TV a, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, huge so. Kawasaki and Telmet fan. And I see him like, like Keith just said, because 
20, 30 feet out of the gate, he seems like he's already three bike lanes behind. Yeah. You know what? With, with Eli, I talked to the Cowie guys. Kurt, I talked to the Cowie guys about Eli. And his, his starts, his poor starts have been different issues all the time. Sometimes he's late on the drop. Sometimes he misses a shift. Sometimes a guy pinches him off. Part of the frustrating thing is they can't quite – it's not the same problem all the time, and his practice starts have been going okay. So they're kind of chasing their tail a little bit, trying to figure out what the uh, the issue is with his starts, because there is an issue. There's no doubt they haven't been good. So yeah. just like to see all these guys get up front for once. Yeah. It'd be good racing. But uh, yeah. all right. the other thing, and I'll, and I'll let you guys go. I'm really sorry. Uh, I just always wonder what teams like how much what what do they really have in a riders program? Like what do they really influence or have say in? Because it seems like half the teams in one part of the country, the other teams, other half teams in another part, and like, are they checking in? Are they doing anything? Are they just, you know, it just seems like they just do whatever they want. Like, I understand like other sports are a little bit more structured. You know, you've got to be here at a certain time for practice, yeah. training camps, or whatever. It's the like, the bigger the, the bigger there. the star, the faster the rider, the less the teams have say in what they do. <laughs> Um, even Mitch Payton, who, you know, he likes his guys at Glen Helen on Thursdays and, and around the shop. If if it's Adam Cincerello, he gets to leave. Joey Savacci, because he's under Jeannie Carmichael, he gets to leave. The faster that you are, the more you get to call your shots, and the manager texts you and says, how is everything? And the rider says, I need a motor. Actually, the rider doesn't even say that. The practice bike mechanic says that. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, they got less and less say. And the, the, the riders have a trainer, and they have a practice bike mechanic, and they have an agent, and they have a girlfriend, and they're a team, and they'll be their own team within a team. And the thing is, too, you, it, here's something to think about. I've been on – I've never been on a factory rider, but I've been on teams, and sometimes it's more of a headache to be on a team – versus just having your own program because you get a little bit more freedom. The benefit of being on a team, obviously, is you get everything for free. You get a salary and you know, all expenses paid. That's the benefit. But just like anything in life, just like, let's say, your workplace, you know, do you get along with everyone at your workplace? Chances are not. You know? So the same thing goes for teams. There's, there's egos. There's other human beings that are different than you. So it depends how well you gel with the team is how well your experience will be. And I think... If you gel with them, they'll listen to you more, and they're more willing to bend to what you may want versus what they have. So it yeah. just depends. Thanks, Kurt. We got to run. Thanks for the questions, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dark side, what's up, man? Welcome to the show. What's happening? Oh, not much, guys. Okay, I got a couple things, so I'll try to make it quick. First, thanks for the. Uh, I got the goggles after buying the Michelin Starcross Fives. Appreciate that. Uh, hold on a second. Hold on a second. That's good. Sorry, hold on. Um, Michelin, introducing a brand new tire, Michelin Starcross 5, pushing the boundaries of off-road performance for riders of all levels. No matter the conditions or terrain, available in four versions, hard, medium, soft, and sand, Starcross 5 complains a completely redesigned casing, more aggressive cleaning, self-cleaning tread design, and much more. Uh, MichelinMotorcycle.com, tons of sizes, excellent performance over a wider range of conditions. A brand new tire from the folks at Michelin that Chris Kiefer had a little bit of a hand in testing and developing. We have a contest now going on, a free pair of X-Brand goggles. Anybody in America, the, the 48 states, um, 49 states? 50. No, there's Hawaii. 48. Alaska, Alaska and Hawaii. Yeah, that's it. 48. Um, no, wait. No, 50 it says here. 
You got to be 50 United States, a resident of the one of the 50 United States. You buy a set, buy a set of Michelin Star Cross five tires, get a free set of goggles, X brand goggles. So X brand goggles, big part of our show. Now the Michelin Star Cross five. Buy a set of goggles and uh, get a free. Buy a set of tires, get a free set of goggles. Uh, go on pulpamexshow.com under sponsor deals. All the rules and what you need to do and everything else are up on there. And dark side. So you've already got your goggles. You bought the tires. Nice to see uh, X brand and Michelin stepping up. Yes, sir, and I appreciate it. I mean, I've been wearing X-Brand for years, but I love a free pair. Yeah, no doubt. Did you see that tweet today? Uh, Keith yeah, guy. With, with 10-year Bridgestone user, and he switched over to Michelin's, and he loves them. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good tire, man. I mean, it's not just bullshit. Well, it's a good tire. I'm a budget racer, so I've always kind of went cheap tires, but, you know, Kiefer's hype on these tires oh. made me decide to go for them. I haven't mounted them yet because i still got good rubber on, but they'll be on soon. Easier mounting. Yes. Easier mounting, but, always a good feature. Keeper word. But all right, my, my two things are, I believe it was last week, but I listened to a lot of uh, old shows, so I may be mixed up. But DV got on to you about, you made a comment about these guys and they could be getting rich racing. Or I can't remember exactly what the comment was. And he got kind of upset with you and said, these guys aren't getting rich. I don't know if he realizes a $10,000 bonus for a win after three or four races is what most people Average guy makes in a year. That's pretty wealthy, in my opinion. Hundred thousand dollar bonus for a win. A hundred. Okay. Well, then I told. A hundred thousand right, well, in the four fifty class to win a, a national or a supercross, you get a hundred grand. I think you were talking about a lights guy, though. But still, okay. either way, lights guy is forty forty grand. Okay, well, that's that's pretty damn rich in my eyes. Yeah, well, DV was saying, I don't know if you listened, Kiefer, but we were talking part. about money and bonuses, and DV started rattling on about, uh, the, the Uncle Sam takes 50%. That, that, I'm like, okay, who cares? Like, it's still money. It's still good money, and DV wasn't having it. I think the difference with DV saying is rich means, to me, rich is you can retire when you're done racing. Having money. Maybe that's what it means. Yeah, because your difference between having money and then being rich. Rich is DV, where he really doesn't have to fucking work, you know? So yeah. he, he's... He may be a little jaded. Yeah. 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 It's DV. It's and and I love DV. Yeah. I love DV. I'm not just saying he... I don't know that he understands that you're to your listeners. That's... To the average listener, that's pretty wealthy. <laughs> well, you know? yeah. but, Dark side. He was the same guy who was seeing if I had 10 grand cash in my house to bet on the on the Warriors. True. Yeah. You're like, eh. Yeah, I'm like, uh, <laughs> Maybe I have that in my bank. We'll see. Yeah, no, I said I can get some from the bank. I can get yeah. 10 grand from the bank. And he's like, you don't have it at your house? No, DV. <laughs> No, I do not keep ten thousand dollars in a sock. If you have ten grand in yeah. your bank, you're doing well. Yeah, yeah, that's what I think. No, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I'm fine with. It. I mean, it would. Yeah, I, I said I could get you ten grand. Right. But not in a sock in my in Pookie's underwear drawer. <laughs> right. You know, like if I pay have my, all my bills paid and I got ten G in the bank, I I'm stoked. A, I heard a buddy of mine, a friend that we know, we have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. I heard to the grapevine that this guy has thirty grand in his house. Really? Yeah. Like just oh. stuffed away? Yeah. I'm not gonna say that guy's name. We right. know him, but I'm just like, what? Thirty grand cash in your house? Like, what if you got a fire? What if you got robbed? What if, whatever? Wow. Some grand. guys like that's what me and Heather were talking about. They're older people used to do that stuff money in yeah, places too. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, I I trust the bank. I I trust the yeah, bank. Yeah, it's not know? going and anywhere. I, and I, I pay my taxes, <laughs> so I'm not worried about you know hiding money or anything. Like whatever. Yeah. So, anyways, all right, Dark Side, what's up? Okay. My other thing is um, podium speeches. You know, we, we all, most of us agree that they've gotten fairly robotic, fairly boring, other than a few guys. What, and I know that sometimes if they don't mention their sponsors, some, some guys may get fined. What keeps these guys 
like if it was me, I know how I am. If a guy, if I'm leading a race, a guy blows by me and leaves me, I'm gonna be like, holy shit, that guy was hauling balls. I wish I could go that fast. I, you know, my reaction would be more like, congratulations to so and so for kicking my ass today. I got to step it up. What keeps these guys from actually having a personality? I mean, is it really their teams or whoever not wanting them to express? Well, there might be a go ahead. Well, I can give you a little snippet, and just give you a little snippet from yesterday. When I was riding with Travis, Travis beat me, and immediately when I got off the track, Heather reported my times to me, and I immediately was very upset Mm -hmm. and very verbal about how bullshit I thought it was. And the guys surrounding us, just, you know, spectators and guys sitting on the side of the track with bikes, were like, wow, Kiefer's an asshole to you, huh? Mm -hmm. And she's like, no, he needs to calm down a little bit because he just got his ass kicked. And, he, and once it's about five by minutes a former ago, factory rider, 125 Supercross champion, by the way. Yeah. yeah. So I think the heat of the moment, if, you know, if they're robotic, I just think they're going through the emotions. They don't want to show that emotion. And the, the guys that we like, of course, I think Dark Side are the ones that do show the emotion, that get heated, show, you know, hell, even cry. I enjoyed that part. And, right. And, and show you, the, real, the real part of, you know, a human being. And you got to remember, too, Dark Side, that uh, whether it's Savachi or Jeremy Martin or Millsaps, or Michael Lessie, or whoever, none of the guys you see on a Saturday night ever really lost in their lives. Right. They always won. They won from when they were five years old until whenever. The only guys I can think of that didn't were Phil and Alex, and their interviews are they come through in that yeah. way. But you got to think about it. It's the best of the best. These guys have been the number one rider in their whole life, and now they're pros, and they're like, wait a minute, I'm not winning? I don't get that. I don't understand. And, and, I got I, and it was, it's funny, too, to go back to the parents. Um the guys that I know that do good interviews, I know some of their parents, and they're very good, well-spoken, open, honest people. And I think that's where that comes from, too. You get the guys that can talk, um, that can bullshit a little bit, and be real. And I think that goes back to your parenting. So, um. Yeah. You know, when, like, when Pastrana was racing, I remember he would, he would tell, hey, that guy was flying, you know. Or yeah, yeah. He seemed more like a real dude, you know. And I, I miss that because, I, I, I mean, I respect Dungey completely his riding. But he's one of the most boring guys, and it's hard for me to pull he's actually him. He's actually gotten better, man. Like, I, has, I have to give him some has. props. The last year or two, he's improved. I was on your boat, too. I was on, like, this robot, Dungey, I like to win. Yet, yet. But now he, he's... Yeah, yeah. He stated that he's working harder at it. Yeah. He, he stated. He is. But, he is. You're, you're right. Um, Yeah, I get it. No, I, I understand. Yeah, these guys, some of these all guys, right. you're just like, all right, whatever, bro. All right, yeah. later. So, All right, thanks. Well, I'll let you guys go. I appreciate Thank it. You. Appreciate it. Thank you. Michelin Star Cross 5, uh, buy a set and get a, a pair of X-Brand goggles. If you don't wear X-Brand, you're not going to win. Did Preston have X-Brand? Scott goggles on John Knowles backed. Ah, uh, John Knowles backed, yeah. All right. Mark, what's happening? Welcome to the show. What's going on? Mark, you there? Oh, yeah. Hey, I'm here. Hi, hi Steve. Hi, guys. What's um, up? Got a couple quick questions. Um, I, obviously, you've been all, all most of the tracks around. What would be your favorite track if you could go like go to one, like say Washu? To to ride or to watch? To watch to watch a national. Um, I like Lakewood this past weekend. I think Lakewood's a really good track to watch. Um, um, I like Unadilla. Yeah, just, just, Unadilla. Just for the simple fact that I can see almost the whole track from yeah. a lot of places. Redbud's cool. You can't see. You can, you can go on either side of Redbud. You can't see the whole track. But yeah, Redbud's pretty cool. Some of these further away ones, like California, like 
Glen Helen. Yeah, Glen Helen's cool. Yeah, you can see a lot of Glen Helen. Glen Helen's cool, but just the people are kind of different. So it's not like going back to an East Coast race. So the uh, guy on the phone was right with Coombs. Like they sell every fucking spot. Yeah. Glen Helen loves money. Sacramento. Sacramento's money. really shitty area. Like I get gnarly allergies at Sacramento. For yeah, some other people reason. do too. Yeah. 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 So. What do you think about the GP coming up? I mean, how, how do you think that's going to be? Where Glen Helen or Charlotte? Charlotte. I'm going to Charlotte. Are you really? Yep. Uh, good luck on that. I can't wait. I'm going to try to go this year, but I'm a poor boy, so I, I'm, I'm limited. That's why I'm kind of asking that one question about that. Uh, yeah, I think it's going to go to any be, track. Yeah. I've been to Unadilla. I've been right. to Red Bud, Mount Morris, Still City. Bud's Creek? You been to Bud's? No, I've never been there. I've always wanted to go there, though. Go to Bud's. It's cool. Yeah, it's good. Good viewing. Okay. Yep. Bud's looks huge on TV. Then you're there. It's you're not, like, yeah, ah, yeah. oh, it's not even that big. You're right. You're right about that. Yeah. 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 All right, thanks, Mark. Hey, one one other quick one. I was I was watching a rock something the other day, and I want to know what you thought about him saying he likes to eat. Roxon? Yeah. Yeah, it's good, man. Whatever he's doing, keep doing. He's won every moto, but but one, and he should have won that one. So whatever he wants to do, if he wants to take jab jabs at Alden, that's fine. I get it. Um, I know, like it. It's working. So yeah, keep it up. Whatever. I think it's fun. Just be a mind game or whatever. But I was just trying to be funny because I thought I know I like to eat too. Yeah, yeah. That made no. me more of a fan of right. his. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Sounds good, Mark. And I'm picking I'll, – I'll maybe I'll see you at High Point because uh, I'm going Saturday, and uh, it's to- time for Tomac. Tomac time. Tomac time. Got it. He's throwing the Tomahawk down Stop. this weekend. Double Tomac T. time. Double T. All right. We'll see you there. Thanks, buddy. Stop. Tomac time. All right, everybody, the NFAB question of the day. Let's do it. The NFAB question of the day. N-Fab.com. Customize your Jeep, truck, or SUV with the market-leading design and style from NFAB. They got a big warehouse in Houston, Texas, and everything's made there. And uh, they got an industry-leading six innovative styles of sidesteps, a vast array of light mounts, and everything else. Uh, N-Fab.com, of course, huge sponsor of the JGR team over there. Uh, Barsha, Nicoletti, and Pike, and the NFAB Ampro off-road Yamaha race team. They're a big part of Randy Hawkins' effort out there. Uh, to visit the latest creations, go to at NFAB Inc. on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we thank NFAB. Jeep Truck Rush V Parts, a big part of the show, a big part of the Fly Race and Moto 60 show on Thursdays. So the question of the day, Kiefer, I have for you. It's early, but Dunge is probably out of the designations. Oof. Who are you sending? Who are you sending? Look, anything can happen. It's early, uh, like I said, but who yeah. are you sending to Italy? Are you going to Italy? No. Oh. Um, so, okay. 250F, I'd love to see Alex go. That would be my pick. Uh-huh. Um, Tomac, I would like to see. So, dream team for mine would be Tomac, Alex Martin, and either Kennard or Seeley, one of those two guys. I'd like to see those. Because Seeley's doing better outdoors, too, I feel like. He's mm-hmm. riding really well. Kennard's switching teams. He ain't going to go. No, he won't. You know how that works. When yeah, he's switching he teams. Test right. that. So Roxon maybe, probably won't go. He's switching teams. You know, Maybe Seeley. Roxon's not American. So. No, but I'm saying like that's just another right. guy that won't go. Uh, American team. Hmm. Someone in the chat room said Tomac Stu Webb. <laughs> that would be. I would. Stu. I, you know, I forgot about Webb. Webb would be a good one too. But just for two simple Webb's, fact of Webb's got a wrist injury and he's switching. Yeah. To the he ain't gonna Send go. Send Alex. That'd be sweet. Ah, uh, Alex did go for Puerto Rico one year. <laughs> Has anybody ever went from Puerto Rico no. to an American? No. T- right. No. Let's do this, Travis. Who you got? Um. Tomac. 
I like Alex too. Yeah. Do Alex. Alex and or Jay. Be another 450 guy. Um, Seeley. Yeah. What do you got? It's tough, like you said, because everyone else is doing changes. and Yeah. Seeley looks like he's staying, right? Yeah, Seeley's staying. I just, I gotta, I, he looks really good to start the year. I, mean, I just need to see more outdoor warrior type ish. Seeley. Yeah. Yeah. To send him. He's going to be. I think Wardy's going to get. What him about on that. Jmart on a 250? Yeah. Tomac on the 450. And don't send Alex on a 450. No, I'm not sending Alex. <laughs> okay. Um. Oh, Phil. <sighs> Puerto Rico, another Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's been the NFab question today. N-fab.com. Let's do the NFab JGR check. NFAB check-in, uh, JGR check-in. I wasn't able to get a hold of anybody from JGR team to uh, to check in with them and see how it's going. Uh, Pike's back uh, for High Point. Nicoletti will be there. Barsha will be there. And um, But the NFAB question of the day, we did have a nice question, uh, Travis, that sort of applied to the JGR guy. So let, let's see. What you got? Question was, will JGR be switching manufacturers? Mm. Their contract's up. RCH contract up with Suzuki as well. So, we have potential for a few teams to switch here. I was told by an inner person at JGR a month ago that the odds were 50-50 that they stay at Yamaha. Yeah. I checked in again at Lakewood. 60-40 to stay at Yamaha. They're staying. Well, I'm just saying. I know. They had a meeting before Lakewood. Everything went pretty well. And this guy said 60-40 to stay at with Yamaha. They don't really want to leave. If you think about the R&D yep. and everything they learned about those bikes and everything they know about those bikes. And the 450 is the same next dude, year. Dude, I I, they got to start from scratch. But, look, the RCH team is up at Suzuki. There could be something there. Uh, I think they what, stay. What are the options, though? Okay, let's say well, they do. I've, I've heard Husky shopping around a team. Okay. And I've heard that Cowie could be shopping a team. A satellite team? Yeah, like, hey, we'll, like, we'll give you bikes and stuff. Right. But, like... Coy Gibbs, he's a businessman at JGR. He likes to not lose money or make money on his race team. I don't see anybody ponying him up money like Yamaha would to pay him to run a team. Right. You know? How long do you see Coy running this team? Well, that's a big question. Yeah, he's completely NASCAR now. Obviously with the... Right, so he's with, completely with JD, out? Well, he's just... he's he's He was at... Uh, yeah, well, who's running the team then? J-Bone. Okay. Well, I mean, Coy's still making decisions and still during the week and everything else but Corey's at the NASCAR team he's got to run the NASCAR team unfortunately his brother has got an illness and Corey's running that thing and somehow that team is somehow the NASCAR team is actually doing better than ever with uh with Coy oh he loves that then um he says he takes all the credit by the way (laughs) so I'm with you like I said the same thing like how long is Corey gonna keep doing this for he's busy right yeah apparently I was told it's good it's all good well yeah that's good for the employees they have really good guys there I would like to see them employed um but for me, I think it makes sense for JGR to stay, at least for another term of whatever the contract is. Mm-hmm. One, because the 450 is unchanged, you know, from 17. So they have all these settings that they're going to, they could just keep. You know, why why take the risk of getting a new machine, getting some, because they're going to have new riders too. And they're going to have to go through all this testing over again. They're going to be behind the eight ball. Um, yeah, I, I would say stay with Yamaha. I mean, because... Look how dominant the bike has been, on, and you know, obviously we know how good the 450 is. The 250 yeah. is insane. Yeah. So, um, I was now take this as grain of salt for what it's worth. 
I was talking to a another OEM manager about JGR a little bit and things, and you know, it hasn't gone that great for them. They spent a lot of money. They have uh, four wins: Josh Grant and then jo- Justin Barsha with three. Yep. Justin Barsha with two. So two only two riders have won. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Josh. Oh, Josh Grant won a national. Josh Grant won a Supercross too. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. So they have they have four to five wins for, in their total, probably maybe a little bit more. Right. Um. Oh, Stu. Stu won a bunch. Stu won four. Was he on JGR? Yeah, Stu was on JGR. Uh, Remember, he quit. I was thinking Sam Manuel. Sorry, halfway quit through the year. Okay. Yeah. So, anyways, look, it hasn't gone, hasn't gone great. Anyway, this guy told me, and again, this is just you know pit shit talk, you know. But may, but maybe there's something to it. He thinks that from people he talks to, that JGR needs to speak to more people in the suspension world, Showa people specifically. Mm-hmm. Okay. And or KYB. Yep. Depending on what they're running. What are they running? They run KYB. Yeah, KYB. Yep. They used to run Shaw. Yeah, but they're not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Um, or uh, guys at Yamaha. This person also thinks like they're so... They're detached? They're so like, hey, we're going to do it our way. We're going to do it. We know. We know. We have dinos. We know. We're developing. Ba 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 ba. Right. And, and maybe they are. I don't know. They, they seem a bit that way. So that's why I put some credence to what this guy was saying. Okay. They're very much an in-house team. They do everything themselves. And look at the facility they have. They have a shit ton of money wrapped up in the NASCAR team. But this guy was like, they need to, I think, this guy said, I think, they need to like ask KYB for help. Ask Yamaha for help more than what they do. That's I mean, all. You got to have some type of relationship with those guys because they're using the parts. So I would think yeah. they have a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I would think so too. Also, each one of those guys there have been a part of a factory have been part of a of a suspension company, um, so I don't know how much else. I don't know what they need to ask if they already been there and they know, they're in the know already. So they have they're pretty you know <laughs> they can run on their own you know merits because they can just do what they want because they've all been a part of the same stuff. So yeah. why go ask the the companies that you already work yeah, for? No, no, uh, there's, a, there's a little bit of egos involved in all these race teams and everything else. There's you go. So that's the JGR and Fab check-in. JGR check-in and Fab. Uh, 60-40. 60-40. Up from 50-50. Next year is going to be interesting with everyone moving around. Dude, right? It's going to be it's going to be a fun year for fans yep. Yep. to see all these do, new dudes with new bikes, mm-hmm. maybe some teams with some new bikes. So yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah, it should be interesting. Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, DirtRider.com. Uh, How's everything at Dirt Rider, bro? Yeah, it's busy. It's fun. Who's on the new cover? Uh, actually, I am. You are. Yeah. Wow. What's up, Jimmy Lewis? No, Nothing see, jump. I haven't been on a cover in a while. I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah, that's no, right. I rode a uh, Ricky Brabeck's um, factory Ricky, Honda X brand. Yep, X brand. But I didn't wear X brand on the cover. Again. <laughs> but yeah, no, good bike. It was a JCR Honda, so that's mm-hmm. on the cover of the next issue. And uh, and the new issue out right now, Arena Cross Test. Yep, Arena Cross Test with Tyler Intiknap on the cover. Nice. Yep. Race Tech. Take your air forks and your shore attack forks and make them into spring forks, which Kiefer uh, approves of greatly. Uh, convert, spring conversion system and more information is on Racetech.com. Uh, privateer chosen Racetech suspension. Uh, they have personalized suspension setups, uh, 
featuring their latest gold valve technology, 100% guaranteed to exceed your expectations. Cody Gilmer, Michael Lessie, Ben LeMay, Vince Freeze, some of the guys that use Race Tech in the past or use it now. And uh, besides the suspension, they have a, a great engine department that they're developing there as well. And they're going to be working on my new project bike a little bit too, so I'm excited about that. And uh, they're going to help me out with that. We're going to promote a little bit of Race Tech Synergy, Pulpamex Synergy project bike. So Yeah, they got a little work with us too on a Honda 250F. Oh, yeah? So that's cool. good. All right, uh, Hop sent this in. Question for Kiefer. Can I kiss Heather? No, I'm just kidding. Jesus. Okay. Uh, hello. Trust me, I've got enough of those on Twitter. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> uh, I am getting a new bike. I'm coming off a Honda CRF 450, and he's looking to get back on a two-stroke. He just rides for fun, mostly moto. I was ready to get a 16 YZ250 when a buddy suggested a 16 KTM 150. Okay. He said it's the funnest bike he's ever ridden, so it's got me thinking about it. The thing that turns me away from the KTM is that I would just be ringing the thing out all over the track to try and go fast. I had a KTM 250 before the Honda, and I liked it, two-stroke. So that makes me think about getting another 250. I talked to Keith for a bit about the YZ250. I know it's a good bike, but want to know what he thinks of the new 150 and what it's like on the track. Keep up the good work. I listen to everything, including the hockey podcast. Yeah, Hops. Popocky.com. Does Hops say what he weighs? Hi, well, I was just going to say, doesn't that help, right? That, that, I mean, that's, that's a, huge a huge thing. thing right? Right? If you're yeah. 220 pounds, 150 is going to be a struggle on a motocross track. But, um, yeah, it's it's fun bike to ride, and that's that's the that's part of it. Hops is wringing its neck out. You know, that's part of the fun of having a 150. You know? Yeah. And yeah. the difference between a 125 and a 150 um, the 150 doesn't rev out as far as the 125. It has more meat coming off the bottom to the mid. I think the, R, the max RPM is lower. It, it, it feels that way on the track. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. rev quite as high. Okay. But it, they are very fun to ride, um, especially if you get a new one. I but, mean, but really, uh, getting a 150 to a 250, two-stroke, there's apples a big to difference. Oranges. Apples it's oranges, a huge difference, right? yeah. yeah. 250 is going to carry you around the track a lot better. Um, but then again, I know a lot of guys that are still bigger that like the lightweight feeling, that want to wring its neck out. They don't feel intimidated by a 150 or 125. I would hate like unloading a 150, and especially you know, I mean, I'm not going to my but size. If, there's no way, but I would hate running run, run, like you go to these tracks nowadays. They're big jumps. They're big jumps. Yeah, they're big jumps. You but, can't do them. But you got guys that don't even do them anyway on a 250. So okay. if you're that guy, yeah, if you're yeah, jumping singles, yeah. who gives a shit? Yeah, yeah right. Ride right, a 150, right, right. right? I mean, even the, the the you know last time I was at Comp Edge and. And Milestone, there's some big tables. Yeah. Like, I mean, nothing's going to happen, but they're big. Right. And you got to go outside yeah. to clear them. You know, yeah. and then you got some dudes on a, you know, with a beard bottle taped to his helmet smoking you because he's on inside yeah. on a 450. Yeah, he sits down. Right, right That's exactly. Me. So, all right, there we go. Look at your size and weight. Um, Evan sent this in. Uh, Steve, I recently got a call to fill the position for a team semi-truck driver for one of the race teams in the pits. I've always been a huge fan of the sport. I would, I would like some advice and an honest opinion. Evan says, I have a great job. He makes good money, and I'm home every weekend. I also have a girlfriend of five years and three dogs. I got three dogs, too. Here's my dilemma. I'm having a hard time to decide whether to keep my current job and play it safe or take this opportunity to get myself into an industry that I've wanted to work in since I was a kid. I'd be taking a pay cut to do this. Shocking. uh, So the decision is even harder. So what would you prefer? More money to do a desk job and you're home every day or take a pay cut to do the dream job and see where it takes me? I was hoping you'd give me some insight since the industry... Since you're in the industry and I've known some of the drivers over the years, P.S. Great show. Uh, well, Evan, um, yeah, that's a that's a tough call. Um, you're gonna work your balls off driving the truck uh, for any of these teams. It involves much more than driving the truck. You know that, Kiefer, cleaning the truck, cooking, yes, organizing everything else. But it's a, I mean, if you could, Evan, if you could get your old job back after after, yeah. 
then go do this. And if, and if you're not, and if your girlfriend and your three dogs aren't going to be in the poorhouse, they're not going to leave you. Yeah, or cheat on you when you're right. gone. So if your chick's <laughs> not going to bone to other dudes, right. your dogs are still going to get to eat, and you can get your old job back. Right. Take a chance. Roll the dice. The thing I hear about it, like what this guy's saying, especially to you, the guys on the outside don't see what's involved on the inside. It, lo- it looks all bitching and fun on Saturdays. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And they don't see all the crap that goes along with it. Like. Anything, too much of anything is not good. Dirt bikes, you know, working on bikes, whatever it is, there has to be a happy medium. So, you know, figure out what you love. Obviously, going to work nine to five, sitting at the desk sucks balls, but yeah, there's there's a, there's a give and take. Man, I rolled the dice. I really did. I took my last two hundred dollars. I got laid off from this welding apprentice job, and it was sucking balls. I worked four ten-hour days. And I got laid off from there, and I wanted to be a race mechanic so bad. I took my last four hundred dollars, and you did it. And I went and met Shane Drew, and I wanted to try being a race mechanic. And I worked for free for a week for Jason McCormick, and then I got a job with the team. And I never went home. But do you think you would be doing this right now if you weren't ever a mechanic? Would no. You, you think you'd be doing the show? No, no, no. So the mechanic part led to this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Don't you? I don't know. That's why I was asking. Well, don't you think? I mean, if you're still into dirt bikes, yeah. I mean, you think you would maybe just want to have a show anyway. So I didn't know if the mechanic part actually eh, helped this. I don't know. Good question. Um, so yeah, Evan, I wouldn't. You're going to work your balls off. You're going to make less money, and it's a lot of work. So I wouldn't. I would do it, but only with those conditions that your chick's not going to bone other dudes, your three dogs are going to eat, and you can get your old job back. Right. Good advice. Yeah, because. Do it for a year. See if you really like it. Yeah. And yeah. if you can make it on the money. Yep. It's then, an experience, man. Right. You love it. You get to travel around and get to be around these riders and teams and everything else. It's pretty cool. Because if you ask anyone in the industry, dude, it's not about the money. Because you don't make right. that good money in the industry. No. Uh, oh, thanks for that, Travis. Appreciate that. It's awesome. Thank you. What? That little doo-doo. That wasn't me. It's been going on this whole show. No, it's from him. I got nothing open. <laughs> it's from Okay, Delbert sent this in. I just discovered your videos that you made a few years ago when you went to all the races. They are fantastic. I've watched them over and over. Pure genius. Extremely funny. I love when you went to the spots on the track where Tim Ferry's bike broke. I wish you would do another season of those. I listen to your podcast. They are good. I have a comment. You're a funny, talented guy. The easiest way to not be is to use bad language and make lewd comments. Uh, All that being said, I love the videos. Uh, Delbert sent this in. Delbert, thank you. He's talking about those bottom line shows. Sorry, Delbert. I did those for two years. They're on YouTube under Pulpamex channel. They were a lot of fun. Those were fun. I like those too. I had a good time doing them. They were great. I just... um, I just, uh, with a one-day format, I ran out of time and uh, and didn't want to do it. And uh, ran out of ideas a little bit, too. So, um, they were fun, though. I had a good time doing them. All right, uh, this guy here, John. Why is the media, including the announcers, seemingly ignoring the 125 two-stroke Husky story? It seems like a great story. Or is the media afraid to discuss it yeah. very much for fear of alienating themselves with a four-stroke Japanese power who control the sport? Show Stanky some love. <laughs> what a great story. <laughs> John, 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 John. Let me, let me just say this. Shit. It's impressive, okay? As a writer, I appreciate what he's doing. It's impressive. I get it. But we were talking about this, too. If the dude was on a 250F, he'd be top 20. If he if he can do what he can do on this bike, he can make more money and be in the top twenty. I don't, 
there's no media ignoring him. He's on Transworld. He has his I own talk, video series. He has a video series that gets posted. I talk about him when I announce at the races. I'm like, look, Stank Dog out there. Uh, look at the Lobster Claw guy. I don't know what the... No one from the four-stroke Japanese powers that control the sport has ever said a word to me or anybody I know about not talking about Stank Dog. Stop with the tinfoil hat. Stop smoking weed in a, lots of bunches of weed. Stop tinfoil hat. Stop he's everything. He's definitely the Dude. people's champion. I'll tell you that. He's God, definitely. these emails drive me crazy. Um, last one on the race tech email segment. Uh, oh, this guy here. Uh, Frydog said that, uh, well, first of all, he goes, what's up, dipshit? Wow. Um, He's asked about Bubba's reality show causing him problems. And he wants to clarify his comment. Uh, What I was trying to say over the voicemail was that Bubba's world was a landmark in James's life that symbolizes that his priorities were drifting away from being the fastest man on the planet. How were you talking? It was a two-week thing when he was injured. (laughs) How does that signify that his symbolic of his priorities were drifting away from being... It was a two-week thing. Today we can agree that he wants to win again. If he had not taken that summer off, who knows what... He was injured. Yeah, what do you want to do? Wasn't he injured? Didn't yeah. he break his wrist? Yep, he was out. He wasn't just hanging out doing a TV show. <sighs> Mathis, you and I agree that professional motocrossers should not be taking the summers off. Mookie. I wasn't saying Bubba's rule was my theory. I said... Was a theory as to all of JS7's hardships, like you said in your show, you shallow dipshit. Wow. Stu should have just kept being him, the fastest man on the planet, not not taking the summer off. Mike, he was hurt. His wrist was broken. Instead, he started doing a bunch of shit with stupid shit with Sorby in front of a camera. Love your show and the rest of the content. You are still a douche, and Kiefer is the shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's, Kiefer likes that part. He's cool, then. Uh, Racetech.com. Uh, hang. Um, huh? Eh? I like that Kiefer guy. <laughs> Travis is leaving the show? What are you doing? What? What are you talking about? You said, uh, oh, Davey. Well, that's with Davey. Uh. Not you. Not me. I thought you were leaving. Weird no. noises, okay. weird weird messages, right. a lot of shit going on. All right, here. never mind. We'll get to the guest right now. <laughs> he is the uh he's up in Canada racing right now. He's two points back. He went eleven one this weekend in the Nimo. Uh tough first moto for Davey Millsaps. What's up, Davey? How are you? Good, how are you? Thanks for coming on, bro. No worries. I believe I'm four points behind. Yeah, oh, he's four? four. Oh, okay. My my bad. Yeah. Um yeah. So I, we talked about this earlier in the show. I had one person at the race tell me that it was complete bullcrap, that the flagger wasn't doing his job, and you shouldn't have been docked at all. I had another guy text me and say, I saw it. He jumped on the, on the, on the flag. The 10 spots is a little much, but he did deserve a penalty. So I had two people tell me totally different things. What, what was your take on it? And I, and I was straight up with the referees, you know, after I yelled at them. You know, it was more so... I told him if you wanted to penalize me, that's fine. I understand. I jumped on the flag. Mm-hmm. Did I see it? No. But I, obviously I turned around because I saw it when I was midair. I saw it. And uh, I said, if you want to penalize me, that's fine. But 10 spots, are you guys kidding me? <laughs> and they're like, well, that's in the rule book. And I said, I said, let's be honest here. I said, AMA Supercross, which is like, I don't know, 100 times bigger than this event, is only penalizing the past champion, two spots. Mm-hmm. But you're going to throw out 10 spots? And they're like, well, it's in the rule book. And I'm like, well, if it's in the rule book, what does the rule book state? Well, wheels on the ground. I said, how many of us have wheels on the ground? 
Well, no one, but they no attempted. One. Yeah. They attempted to to break. They said, and I said, so if I would have cased the jump attempting to break, I would have been okay, and that would have been that would have been fine. I'm like, oh, that makes a lot of sense. But okay, yeah. well, let's dock me since I cleared the jump. Okay. Uh it happens so, every year. That's penalty happens yeah, well, every no, year. No guys. one, yeah. no one saw it. By the way, no one saw it, but one person. But and you never, right. and you never got to see the video, correct? Never got to see the video. Lame. And, and you were protested by the Cowie guys. That's what I heard. Correct. Yeah. So no, no other team protested you, right? Just no. Nope. Yeah. No. Nope. And so what's funny nope. is the team in the second place and third place didn't protest you. The team that got fourth no. protested you. <laughs> um. It happens every year. I was telling Kiefer, like, Carpenter got docked and uh, yeah. uh, Jimmy Nelson, all these guys. It happens all the time, um, every year. And, yeah, 10 places, you lapped up to 6th or 7th. And they're we, la- we lapped 7th. We almost lapped 6th. Oh, and and they put you 10 spots. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a tough blow. And, and, and Matt Gerke got it also, for people who don't realize. Yeah. Matt also yeah, got, yeah, got yeah. it. Yeah. yeah, I got 11th and he got 13th. Forget, um, forget about Davey. What about the guy in seventh? All stoked about seventh, and Davey laps him. I mean, shit, <laughs> poor guy. Actually, <laughs> that guy might have been the pulp guy. We have a uh, a guy racing right now uh, uh, who got seventh or eighth in the moto, and he's a huge pulp fan. He's got pulp stickers, and he's from Boise, nice. Idaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, that probably was him then. He's killing it. Yeah, T- team pulp. Then Davey laps him. He's like, son of a uh, bitch. Son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> no, not like that. Well, um. That sucks for sure. Absolutely, that that happened. Uh, I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah, 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 sucks, yeah, yeah, it happens but... a lot. Um, through the four motos, you should be perfect, but you're not. As you, as we say, what's your takeaways from the series? Is it okay? Are you having fun? I actually am having a lot of fun, and and I know you're going to think that's crazy that I said that about outdoors, but I really am. Yeah, you know it, it's, <laughs> it's um it, it's it's fun to race against you know old people that not old, but like people that are racing against, you know, my whole yeah, life. Yeah. It's just, it, uh, you know, it makes it fun. It's really laid back up there and, and, uh, you know, you, you joke around and you mess around and, and, you know, you, you they go out and you do your races and, and then you're done. You know, it's, that's it's mm. kind of, it's super laid back. It's super, it's super calm. There's a lot of things I don't understand about it. Um, <laughs> you know, but then again, there's a lot of things I don't understand about what we do over here either. Yeah. So, you know, the one thing that we have to do on Saturday is sign a piece of paper saying we're there. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we waste, <laughs> we waste all day Saturday to sign a piece of paper. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, guys. Like, yeah, we got to fly out Friday so we can sign a paper on Saturday to race on Sunday to fly home Monday. Right. I'm, I'm with like, you. You guys are making yep. this a four-day weekend. I heard the same thing. I guess they want, do they want you there for fans, I guess, or something? I don't know. I, for, I, yeah, I've, I've no, been mystified by I, this. It's, well, pre-sign up, so you pre-sign up, but then you still have to sign up. Yeah. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm just like, just do it to where we can all pay. If people want to sign up day of or on Saturday, then let them do it. Yeah. But if we pay for all the season, the whole season, then we don't. We shouldn't have to show up on Saturday. <laughs> and literally do nothing. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, how's the concrete start, bro? It wasn't bad. They, yeah. you know, they they had like a they took a brush to it. You mm-hmm. know, obviously when they laid it, and it made it pretty nice. It's grippy, right? Yeah, it was pretty grippy. Yeah. I guess I guess Dofer's a little bit more slick, from what I'm hearing. Um, mm-hmm. But that's all right. I know Mathis will get the whole shots, no problem on concrete starts, huh? Oh God, I rule on those things, bro. <laughs> so good. Get that get that weight you don't right even, down. You don't even got to burn the tire out. Oh jeez. <laughs> hey, so was the Nymo as bad as you thought? So tell us about it. Um, honestly, 
as bad as everyone made it out to be, it really the only thing that they were right about, I felt like, was the rocks. Hands right. down. Yeah. Um, I mean, that was probably the most rockiest place I've ever ridden in my life. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, all in all, the, the the track was fun. The layout was really cool. Um, a lot of jumps. Um, yeah. You know, just uh, it, it was different. It, I watched the videos on it, uh, you know, a little bit here and there, and, and the videos don't do it justice as far as how the track is. You know, it looks, it almost looks kind of flat where there is a little bit of elevation to some of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's super yeah, tight. It's super tight. Yeah, you're kind of. There wasn't a whole lot of passing. I watched uh, one and a half motos uh, online, and yeah, not a lot of passing. It's tough. No, I had to. I had to make work within that first half a lap. Yeah. Motos and that I did not want to get roosted. <laughs> you know, that, no. That's the only thing I had in my. I mean, honestly, going there like after practice, I'm like, man, I'm like, if I don't get a good start, like I'm gonna be bummed. Right. It's, it's, that's the only thing I had in my mind was I have to do whatever it takes to get to the front as quick as I can. I did not want to get hit by those giant shards. Rocks. The uh, yeah, Kiefer, yeah, Kiefer, you were covered in welts oh, last year. It was like, last year. I yeah. usually don't wear a chest like an underprotector, yeah. but I make sure I wore one there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, yeah you definitely here. need it. Um, yeah. and it's you know it's crazy, Davey, and you were racing then. One time we had six or seven of the national tracks with concrete starts. I, it's unbelievable that we had that many, but See, we did. I, I don't. I don't remember. All I remember is, is Southwick. I don't oh. remember racing Glen Helen with a concrete start. To be honest what? with you, I, oh, I, when was the last year they had concrete there? Mm. I know we had it in two thousand and one because my bike blew up on the line. Okay, so I was still amateurs in two thousand. Oh, were you? Okay. How about my, yeah? My bike blew up on the line as my guy <laughs> was revving the tire. Everywhere. Yeah, just. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be the only mechanic that's ever happened to. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we had Troy, Ohio was concrete. Glen Helen was concrete. Hangtown was concrete. Uh, uh, was Troy was Troy concrete? Yeah. Yep. In two thousand and four, uh, when I raced. Yeah, it? I think so. Yeah, I think it was. I'm sorry. Uh, Southwick. Um, I don't remember any others. Yeah. Was Binghamton wasn't right? No. Oh yeah, Binghamton was. Yeah. Yeah. Was Binghamton? No. Oh, yeah, Binghamton, Binghamton was in two thousand and five. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was crazy. At one point, we we uh, half the tracks were concrete. Um, how's the fans been with you? How's every like? The fa- if I know the Canadian fans, and we had Colton on earlier, and he said that uh, I see it on my Twitter and stuff. People are pumped that a Canadian guy uh, can beat the Americans. You know, and Colton's the only guy that can really run with all of you guys, and people are stoked about that. But on the other hand, me knowing the Canadian fans, I bet you they're pumped to see a guy like you up there. And uh, how so? How's the response been with the with the local fans at these two races? It's been it's been rather awesome, and you know I stayed there tomorrow on the podium. It's uh, you know the the smaller fan base. It's it's you know a lot smaller than what it is here, but you know everyone's there. You know when when you get to the podium, everybody is there, yeah. and everyone is you know is cheering and and like I said, I stay there every time I get up there. It's it's nice to have a warm welcome into a different country mm-hmm. to go race against, obviously their hometown heroes, and uh, you know whether I beat them or not. You know, they're still cheering for me, even though I think I had something thrown at me this last weekend. I'm not going to lie. I swear I saw something thrown at me. Really? Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I could. I could be, you know, I could have just been a rock flying across the track, but I swear it came from the fence. Um, Kiefer had a sign that said, uh, what did it say? It told me, you suck, go back home, because I was rolling around, you know, yeah. outside the top yeah. 10 and just had a guy heckle me in the back every lap. <laughs> he had a heckler. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, Colton, Colton, you know, he, 
he crushed it second moto with me. You know him and I. Yeah, he kept you inside. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we 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 put the hammer down. You know, and and he he latched on, and and you know we <laughs> we were pretty far out in front. So yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. Um. So, so and then the other riders have been cool. Everybody else, like the. Yeah, other... I mean, obviously, obviously, Gerky and I have. Yeah. You know, we go way back, and and him and I have always been cool. And we have we have no beef, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and obviously Medi. You know, I've known Medi for yep. a long time, and and we've always been cool. And uh, you know, Colton and and you know, Cavan and my teammate Cavan, and yep. you know, everyone everyone's well, been great. So. Uh, and you and JSR are bros from way back in the day. Yeah, I've known yep. him for a long time, and you know, we're getting to know each other, and and. Um, just just feel each other out and he's been super helpful and 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 super cool to to be around for sure you know it's nice having someone who has won as much as he has in uh in canada mm-hmm. to uh kind of help you out a little bit if if uh if you have any issues but you know all in all he kind of lets me do what i want to do and and uh it's been good so far austin kuba is the guy koba 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 kuba as the guy pulp guy the 450 class so take it okay. easy on him don't, don't yeah, take it easy on him, Millsaps. Um, uh, I gotta say though, for me, like I'm surprised that you're this good this early. I, I have to be surprised, Davey. And you, you know, you know, I, I said that last time you were on or before the season. Kiefer, would you agree? Like, no, it, because I haven't said this. No, we because he, he, you didn't let him talk last time. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Here's the deal. We had after Vegas. I go, he's gonna be good because. He hasn't ridden Supercross in a while. He came out, and to me, he rode good in Vegas, mm-hmm. considering until the mud happened, you know? And then uh, I knew he'd be well because he had, he had a good bike, and uh, you were talking about the tracks. And I don't. And at their level, I don't think it really matters because once you ride, it's just mm-hmm. riding a dirt bike. He knows how to find lines. He knows how to ride. So yeah. it doesn't really matter. And you can tell me if I'm wrong. He He's very confident in himself. He knows how he can ride. He judges himself here in America. So going over there, he doesn't. He's not familiar with anybody over there, so there's got a lot of confidence when you go over there, you know. So that's that's how I felt. Well, yeah, it's been good. It's been a good start. I mean, yeah, but uh, it, like again, you know, it's it's different over there than it is here. It's it's uh, the tracks are a lot tighter, a lot smaller, yeah, a lot easier for everyone to go fast, you know. Um, Which is something I said. Not, I, brought, I brought that up. Yes. By the way, no, you yes. did. You did for sure. And it's it, there's not as much to separate everybody. Um, which makes it, which I think makes it more interesting, hands down. Um, you know, the uh, there's not a lot of room for passing, but you know, to pass you, you know, you really have to be on it, mm-hmm. and it, it keeps everyone close, and that's what the fans like. You know, when when Colton and I were racing the whole time, you know, the fans were cheering. You know, when Matt and I were racing the whole time last weekend, the fans were cheering. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you know, the, even when and Colton and I had a second moto last weekend, it's. You know, it's, it's, that's what it's all about. And yeah. regardless of how far someone wins or, you know, if someone wins by 20, 30, 10, 1, it doesn't matter. Yeah. A win's a win. So, and then a battle's a battle. How beautiful is it uh, going on the ferry to that island and everything? I used to live on that I island. I actually flew. Oh, you flew right to Victoria? I, or well, Nanaimo? No, I, flew to, to, I flew to Nanaimo from Calgary on Friday, and oh. then I flew to Vancouver today. Oh, I didn't know that they had that. Nanaimo. Okay. From the Nanaimo. So, I, didn't, yeah, I did not 12, know that. 12 minute flight. Never even heard of that. <laughs> oh, so you're, you're still up there? No, I got home one hour ago. Oh, wow. I left this morning. Oh, that's a long day. Jeez. And you well, bring, flew into LA. Are you bringing your family every weekend? or? No, 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 no. 
So that's what that's who was just here. The notary was here right now um, to try to get Dana a passport so he can come this weekend. Oh, cool. Um, before he goes to the East Coast, before that, I mean, it's, it's too far of a, a flight when we go back east. Yeah, uh, Calgary's a great city, right in the right in the center, right in the center of city. It's it's awesome to go to. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a it's a nice island, man. It's a nice area. Like obviously, it's in a gravel pit. The track is, but it's so beautiful around there. I love yeah, that part really of the country. Nice. It's no, great. It, it, Cam yeah. Cam Luce was awesome. I, yeah, I thought yeah. Cam Luce was 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 awesome and then same with nanaimo i mean it's uh it's all different it's mm-hmm. you know it's different but kind of the same as uh what i'm used to all green yeah which is you know what i was raised, raised in, not in what i live in now um yeah you sound like you're having fun that's cool yeah and <laughs> that's what i said it, it's it it is fun you yeah. know and and it'd be something that obviously you know i can't next year or the year after you yeah. know but like Let's say if I ever sign a Supercross only deal, like it'd be something that I'd be interested in going back for, just just because it is fun. It's mm-hmm. different, right? So it changes things up a bit. Uh, let's get some phone calls here for Davey Millsaps from Gary. What's up, Gary? Welcome to the show. What's your question for Davey? Yeah, hey, Davey. Welcome What's to up, the man? shit show known as CMRC Racing, buddy. <laughs> I saw you in Kamloops. <laughs> Anyways, I, I did my rant last week, so I'm not going to repeat it. Eh? But you know, you think they're throwing rocks now? You better be nice to Kevin, because by the time you get to Overton, man, they're going to be throwing baskets of rocks at you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, do not take out Benoit in Quebec. Do not take out Benoit. Hey, hey, you know, Kevin yeah. and I are I'll great. Be... I have no issues. Oh, that's right. He's pretty, he's um, pretty cool, too. You know? oh, actually, Star- yes. yeah. oh, he's such a classy guy. What, uh, a, what a great mentor. <laughs> Davey, I, was, I forgot that we were talking about it last week, because Noof was on our show to give us a round one update, and they were like, you guys sat in staging for like an hour. The cables uh, broke. It was a four-hour. T- <laughs> you guys were running baking. like four hours behind. Oh, it sounded like a yeah. Nightmare. It was pretty. It was pretty brutal. Not gonna lie. Pretty yeah. hot for us Canadian we, guys. Yeah, and, but yeah, I guess well, it, it, it ran better this weekend. Props to CMRC for getting yeah, way, it straight. Oh, that's right. good. Way better. It was. It ran on time. Well, not on time, but close to on time. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, way better than last weekend, which was like an hour and a half behind. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Noof said the same guy in the dozer hit the ki- the timing and scoring cable twice. <laughs> so, oh, was hey, yeah. Honestly, though, it kind of worked out to the better because the second moto was, you know, they all laughed at me when I said it, but I didn't think the second moto was as hot. And, uh, you know, I thought yeah. that was a little bit to our advantage. Just, you know, first moto, first moto was hot, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, second moto wasn't so bad, so <clears throat> I didn't mind it being a little bit late. Right. Uh, thanks, Gary. Thanks for calling, man. Yeah, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks, man. Uh, thanks. Uh, and, hey, you, you met some uh, some C. Mathis fans who gave you some cheesies for me? One. Okay. I met one. I met one Mathis fan. Uh, I don't even know if he was a fan. If he just listened and, and told uh, me to bring them to you. They're still in the motorhome, by the way. Okay, I need to get those. I need to get those from you ASAP. So. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. Speaking of motorhomes, you have Justin driving your motorhome up there. That's pretty cool. I do. I do. He's a... Uh, He's he's been a lot of help so far the last two rounds, so it's uh, definitely nice to have the motorhome as well as you know him up there and and uh, you know, just just making it all fun, man. Just just cruising. Justin who? Justin Jones, Gary Jones's son. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, you brought your motorhome up there? I did, man. God, that's expensive, man. Fuel's gonna kill that dude <laughs> cr- cr- across the country. Canada is really really big. Wait till he goes back east. He's that's gonna, what I mean. It is a big country, man. To drive an RV across. So that's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, it is what it is. Um, so then what do you think of Kamloops track? Oh. What do you think of that place? <laughs> I heard that. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, it gets rough. Yeah. Hey, dude, it was, it was, 
a different kind of rough, but one of the roughest tracks I've ridden, hands yes. down. Yeah. Um, it's just it's just different. I think there's so many different caliber of riders that ride on Sunday, and with a track like that, the way it develops, you know, it's it's the acceleration bumps that lead into braking bumps halfway down the straightaway, <laughs> then that lead into the you know the faster pros braking bumps at the end of the straightaway. So you come out of the corner, you're hitting bumps all the way down into the next corner, and then you turn the corner, and then you hit bumps all the way down the next corner. So yeah. the whole track was a, was bumps. There wasn't one part of the track except for when you were in the air that you didn't hit a bump. And uh, a lot of square sand edge rollers too. too. There yeah. were some sand rollers put in. I remember when I was there. The, yeah. Yeah, and then they decided to flood it really bad, you know, before East Moto, and some of the tracks just never even dried up. So it got really one lined. And that track was capable of having, you know, at least three lines for sure. <laughs> you know, it, <laughs> right. it was it was a it was a decent track to have different lines, but it, it funneled down to one line. Well, yeah, uh, ten spots. Uh, out of all the races that what? I've ever raced in Canada, yeah. that is the most sore I've ever been. The next day is after Kamloops. It just <laughs> was weird. I'd never been that sore in my life. Yeah, it is sore. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't that sore. Yeah, like you're like you. You seem like you're in shape too. Like you're having fun. You're winning. Like <laughs> he's all shocked. Dude, wow, yeah, wow. This, is, this is not the Millsaps that we thought we'd see. You what? know, no, man. I, I, uh, I'm trying, man. It's, no, it's cool. It, it's been it's been fun. You know, I've been riding a lot down here in Cali and and riding with people. You know, <clears throat> you know riding with the TLD guys and and really, you know, I got to ride with Dungey and Moosekin and Anderson for a little bit before mm-hmm. their season started and. You know, it's it's uh, when they're out here in Cali. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's been fun for sure. It makes it changes it up, give you someone to chase during the week, and and you're not just out there spinning laps by yourself and and doing motos and motos by yourself. And you yeah. know, it, it's uh, it's been it's been a lot more fun. But yeah, yeah, look, it, it's was, uh, ten spots hurt bad. Yeah, ten spots. It's Canada, but going one one an outdoor race for you that has to feel good. Um, you well, know, that yeah. was the first time I ever went one one, and they freaking took it from me. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. <laughs> are you are you are you kidding me right now? I know. Like, just give me the damn win. Ah, uh, ten like, spots. Are you and, the that, and the person that protested me didn't even win the overall anyway. That's the best part. No, yeah, it's brutal that way. I, I yeah, it's I, yeah. What are you gonna say? Um, uh, it, ten Colton. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Well, those guys aren't the ones that did it, so they're yeah. No, I know. You know? I'm saying yeah. good job to him. Right, right. Um, yeah, yeah. I didn't. We didn't ask Colton about the ten spots. I meant to ask Colton what he yeah, thought about the ten him. spots. Uh, but it happens every year. It happens to a lot of Americans yep. that go up. I, I'm sure and you've heard that. I'm sure you've heard that. It, it, it is. It is what it is, man. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, I I jumped on it. My bad. You know, both Gerke and I. Yeah, for, hey, you know, yeah, and we, you, we just just couldn't see it. And four points out, big deal. Like long series, you've you've clearly. I mean, shown it's that kind you of a big deal for how much I would be ahead. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah, that's a good point too. Yeah. But but all in all, you know, it, it is only four points, and and uh, you know, it's I'm having fun. That's all that matters to me. You know, it's not about the points. It's, it's not about anything else. It's just about you know, me getting stronger for, for next season and, mm-hmm. and using this to my advantage. And uh, and to me having fun riding an outdoor track, which, by the way, I haven't raced. I don't count the GP for four years. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's it's definitely definitely turning around for me, and I'm uh, I'm enjoying it. Yeah, Beef was a little bit more verbally uh, uh, pissed off on, oh, a, on a post-race interview versus uh, Davey. 
He was dropping some. No, uh, no, no. I was pretty pissed. I almost didn't do it. Yeah, I know, but, but the, just when I was listening to it, you didn't sound like Beef was like throwing some cuss words out. He's like, oh, this is getting recorded. Yeah, I better not do that. <laughs> At least you kept it together a little uh, bit. <laughs> Beef probably didn't realize that thing in front of him was a tape recorder. He just, Matt just thought he was doing talking to some dude, probably. <laughs> no, I mean, I was I was pretty mad. I'm not going to lie. Um, but I, but I know, you know, I knew I did it, you know, as soon as yeah. I jumped and saw it, I even, I even pretty much rolled the corner, looked back to see if it was the cross flag. Like that's how fast it happened. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, once I saw it was the cross flag, I kind of let up a bit and, you know, didn't go fast to see, you know, maybe if I did that and let everyone catch back up, if I did gain any, you know, time on anyone, yeah. um, you know, I let them catch back up and obviously it didn't work. But yeah. someone got it on film. Did you see the quality flagging in the MX2 class when the guy hit the guy in the head? Uh, the bottom in a double, right? Yeah, yeah. the uphill double. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the red cross eyes were out there. You could see them. They're waving it all over the place. You know. It's but a- I didn't. I didn't really see anything other than the red cross flag. I, I mean, I was kind of watching the the front dudes. I didn't. I didn't mm-hmm. see what happened. Yeah, it's just weird oh. how they didn't dock those guys and they jumped on it and then Davy. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's wheels on the ground. If you're going to specify in the rule books wheels, wheels on yeah. the ground, yeah. then keep your damn wheels on the ground. Right. You know, if anyone leaves the ground, they should get docked. Right. Or you just make the rule to the to the headrest discretion. discretion. Yeah. Yeah. And if they want to dock me ten positions because I jumped the whole jump and I didn't come up short. Then so be it. Yeah, it seems uh, it's yeah, it's pretty brutal. I I talked about it before, and I said we'll see somebody get docked. It happens every year. Yeah. It happens all the time. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right, Davey. Well, hey, thanks for. I know we just had John. I appreciate you coming back on. Uh, yeah, we're no talking a about about the penalty, and and you're off to a good start. <laughs> yeah, and good so, job. Yeah, and you know, yeah, you're killing you. it. So, uh, thanks for coming on, but appreciate it. Thank you. All right, see you. Thanks, Davey. Good luck with the rest of the series, Davey Millsaps. Everybody, brought to you by VortexRacing.com. He seems like he's. Having fun. He seems he's like he's a good interview, though. He, yeah. He's kind of like monotone, but at least he tells yeah. the truth, you know? Yeah, no, he seems like he's in a good spot. Uh, Vortex Racing, bringing you Davey Millsap's Vortex Racing, Babbitt's Kawasaki, Chad Reed, Yoshimura Suzuki using their sprockets. Uh, the, besides the sprockets, they've got uh, uh, bars that are 29% stronger than competition, V3 bar. And uh, besides that, they got sprockets and chains and tie-downs and filters and uh, brake lines and everything else, you can get you can get a big discount if you email Jake at VortexRacing.com. Uh, go to sponsor deals on PulpMexShow.com for all of our codes and emails and everything else. It's, it pays and saves to uh, list of the Pulpamex Show presented by BTOSports.com and Fly Racing. All right, we're going to take our second commercial break of the night. Chris Kiever from Dirt Riders here. JT's coming up. We've got a few more segments going on. we got the voicemails. Uh, we got Heather Kiefer in here, and we'll talk a little bit more about our kiss today and, uh, and much more. Uh, please That's stick right. around. And uh, we'll be right back after this. Hey, this is the voice of Supercross Guy, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Show. Hey guys, this is Jason Thomas. I wanted to talk to you for a minute about Fly Racing. Fly Racing has grown by leaps and bounds since I started wearing it back in 2003. If you go back and look at a picture from back then, and flash forward to now where you see guys like Trey Kennard, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Weston Pike, and the 250 Rockstar Husky team wearing, you'll see what I'm talking about. We're now producing premium products, but our goal to give you more bang for your buck hasn't changed since those days. Our F2 carbon helmet, worn by all of our pro riders, is what I consider to be the best value in the motocross world. Our new Evolution 2.0 and light hydrogen lines have been continually improved and perfected 
over the past couple of years to give you the ideal fit. Whether it's off-road, supercross, motocross, or just riding in the backyard with your buddies, we have something purpose-built just for you. I invite you to check out our website at flyracing.com and of course your local dealer and online retailers to learn more about what we have been working on. Follow us on social media at FlyRacingUSA and post pictures of you riding on our Fly Racing wall on our website. From all of us at Fly Racing, I want to say thanks for listening and support companies that support Pulp MX. The Pulp MX Show is brought to you by BTOSports.com. Whether you are looking for new gear, helmets, boots, or you need to rebuild your bike from the ground up, BTO is your source for all of your motocross needs. As a proud sponsor of the BTO Sports KTM race team and the heart of the BTO Sports amateur motocross team, it is obvious that we are about more than being just a store. We support the sport that supports us. Us at BTO Sports want to give that to you, the listener, for supporting us and the Pulp MX Show. Use coupon code PULPMX when placing your order at btosports.com for a VIP listener discount. Certain brand restrictions will apply. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the Pulp MX Show. That's right. Hey, listen, I know a bunch of you people probably need suspension work. I would bet that a lot of you people need suspension work. Pookie, how's your suspension? Ah, I definitely need some work. And from who? Racetech, Obvi. Obvi. For over 30 years, Racetech has been supplying the racers, riders, and tuners with factory-level suspension for the everyday rider. Each setup and product is 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. 10% off Racetech parts and labor. Use pulp code PULPMX2015 when you order. And, uh... I guarantee you guys need some springs. You need some suspension work, your bushings, your seals. Vince Freeze uses Race Tech. Pookie, who else? Who's your favorite rider that uses Race Tech? Omaha's own Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. That's right, everybody. Cody Gilmore uses Race Tech. They offer a full line of high performance springs, suspension parts, suspension revalves, of course, the world famous gold valves as well. Race Tech suspension. Check it out, bro. Gear Alloy Wheels. Since introduced in 2004, the Gear Alloy brand has dominated the truck, SUV, and Jeep market with a wide range of styles, sizes, and finishes. Featuring unique, aggressive off-road styles, along with fashion-forward SUV styling for today's discriminating sport truck and off-road vehicle enthusiasts alike. Designed and engineered in SoCal in order to stay on trend with design. And sourced worldwide to ensure the highest quality, best-looking product available. With styles available in 16-inch through 22-inch diameters and 5, 6, and 8-lug applications, including 10-inch and 12-inch wide options. Whether you drive a Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep, there is a gear alloy wheel style for you with 20 different wheel styles to choose from in black, machined, milled, and chrome-plated finishes. Gear Alloy is a proud sponsor of the NFAB and Pro Yamaha GNCC race team and has been a longtime supporter of seven-time WMX champion and X Games athlete Jessica J.P. Money Patterson. Be sure to check out all the Gear Alloy wheels at GearAlloy.com or ATDWheels.com. Get your trucking gear. Gear Alloy wheels for your Jeep, truck, or SUV. Get your trucking gear. And Fab 
is the undisputed leader in high-quality accessories for your truck, Jeep, and SUV. For products that are as unique as your vehicle, check out NFAB Off-Road Accessories. From Nerf Steps and Lighting Accessories to the all-new Adjust Step and Endura Step. NFAB has you covered. NFAB products are handcrafted in the USA, delivering unsurpassed quality and durability with cutting-edge style. Available in cab length, wheel-to-wheel, and fed access models, NFAB Nerf Steps offer the widest array of configurations to access your vehicle. NFAB also offers a wide range of mounting solutions for auxiliary lighting, including pre-runner light bars, light cages, and full replacement front bumpers. All NFAB products are backed by a lifetime craftsmanship warranty and a five-year finish warranty. To find out where to buy NFAB products, visit www.n-fab.com or call 866-806-NFAB. NFAB, truck products for truck people. Hey, everybody. Uh, thanks for listening to The Pulp Show. Listen, Chris Kiefer here in studio, and if there's anybody to talk to him about these new Michelin Starcross 5 tires that come in hard, medium, soft, and a sand version, it's him because he did the testing on them. Kiefer, uh, which, uh, talk about the testing. Which ones did you like? Well, when I tested them, I tested, uh, tested mostly with the mediums and the soft, and we went to all different types of tracks in Southern California. And the good part about it is that the medium um, terrain tire was good at every track we went to, even with some sand, hard pack. So there's a wide variety I could use with that medium tire. Yeah, let's face it. Most guys have the money only for one set of tires, one set of pattern tread. Right. Mediums are where they're going to go. Yeah, medium's a good choice, and especially if you've got uh, anywhere from soft all the way, even to really hard pack, it's pretty good. Michelin's been around a long time. They've done a lot of things for tires, uh, Kiefer, and uh, they managed to improve just about every part of the Starcross 5. One thing they're super proud of, though, when talking to the guys at Michelin, is that they shaved weight. It's uh, 10% compared to their, their previous tires, which uh, 10% when they're rolling mass tires is quite a bit. Yeah, too. you got to think about it. It's unsprung weight. So uh, when you're dealing with a lighter tire, which you know the new Starcross is, and I tested with previously with their previous version with the MH3, um, I got a little bit better acceleration and braking. And uh, that's not to mention their, their casing technology, but just the, the lightweight itself is a huge advantage on the track. So there you have Michelin Starcross 5 hard, medium, soft, and sand. New off-road and motocross tires now available wherever Michelin tires are sold. Check them out at michelinmotorcycle.com. The leader in design and development of high-performance dirt bike camshafts, Hot Cams is now a proud supporter of the Pulp MX Show and its listeners. Looking to increase the horsepower of your engine without spending a fortune? You need to get a set of Hot Cams. Engineered using state-of-the-art valve train software and CNC machined from 8620 billet steel, Hot Cams camshafts are one of the most economical, reliable, and easy-to-install ways to add 5 to 10% power gain to your engine. By selecting one of our three stages of camshaft profiles, you can specifically tune the power band of your engine to best suit your riding style. Designed, dyno-proven, and made in the USA, Hot Cam's performance camshafts are used by privateer riders like Jimmy Albertson, Mitchell Oldenburg, Michael Lieb, Adam Entignap, Nick Schmidt, and the Monster Energy Leading Edge Kawasaki team. Hot Cam's wants to help you get the extra power you need by offering all Pulp listeners a 30% discount on all orders placed online at hotcamsinc.com. Type in the discount code HOTCAMS2015 at checkout. Hot Cam's unleash the power within usually safety comes at the expense of comfort or mobility notice how we said usually the all new line of atlas braces are 20% lighter have three times more suspension in them maintain the much needed flexibility and even contact 27 more percent 
surface area of your body than the competition. All in a smaller overall package to make it feel like you're wearing less. The experience speaks for itself. The only thing left to do is join RV, Jason Anderson, Dean Wilson, and Martin Davalos to experience why Atlas is the fastest growing neck brace on the market. Get yours today at atlasbrace.com. Follow them on social media at atlasbrace to find out new and exciting things all the time from Atlas Brakes. We thank those folks for coming on the show. If you're on the fence about a neck brace, please try the Atlas one. Best one out there. X-Brand is continuing to focus on low cost and high quality in the new year. RCH Racing's Brock Tickle and Freddie Noren are on board with Matt Bichalia, Daniel Baker, and a host of others to make up a motivated group. Our simple approach to a fresh look, unmatched comfort, and elite performance remains pegged in the red. You can rest assured knowing X-Brand has you covered with a full offering of lenses, tear-offs, laminates, nose guards, and our zip-off system. Order direct to the EKSBrand.com store and enter discount code PULPSHOW16 to save 30% now. Works Connection is proud to be a sponsor of Pulp MX because just like you, they're passionate and dedicated to the sport. For over 23 years now, they've been producing innovative products like their Pro Launch Start Device and the 123 Easy Build Elite Perch Line. Just take a look around the AMA Pro Pits and you'll see Works Connections Proving Ground for products under the canopies of Yoshimura Suzuki, RCH Racing, Star Racing, and other top teams. Plus, they now stock hints and clutch components, peg armor, ARC levers, and Fasco products too. Visit them on the web at www.worksconnection.com. Works Connection your one-stop shop for cutting-edge products. Do you own a KTM like Andrew Schwartz? Then listen up. You can stop searching for the best place to get genuine KTM parts and accessories. Grab a whole shot like Shorty. Go directly to KTMPartsExpress.com, your number one online source for KTM parts and accessories. There's no shortage of genuine KTM parts in our huge warehouse, as well as a full selection of KTM power parts and power wear accessories. We also offer the same aftermarket parts and accessories that you see on Shorty's bike for your own KTM. 29 years of experience would be impressive, but we have over 35 years of experience in the motorcycle industry. We're here to serve you with a huge inventory, great prices, and fast, dependable service. The staff at KTM Parts Express is not short on experience and will process your order with speed and accuracy. Our goal is to get you the parts you need in the shortest amount of time. If you're in need of KTM Parts or accessories, this is the place to shop. Roost MX. Roost MX, the official graphics company for both Cobra Moto and Cycle Trader Rock River Yamaha team. For over 16 years, Roost delivers professional level graphics for every rider from amateur to pro. Choose from our huge selection of graphics online and make yours one of a kind. Roost also offers a wide range of other custom products from t-shirts, sticker kits, helmet kits, trailer graphics, and more. With our quick 48-hour turnaround, shipping orders is top priority. Be sure to check out the new Pulp Nation section to get your Pulp MX swag. And follow us on Instagram at Roost MX for monthly sales. Get your equipment looking fresh by visiting RoostMX.net and use the discount code PULPNATION to save 20%. Roost MX.
Don Emler had a simple vision for FMF racing when he started it in his garage back in 73. Provide top-level U.S. racing equipment at the grassroots level. 43 years later, FMF racing is known for delivering the world's top performance exhaust products. Today, Don's vision continues to guide the family-operated company in its 100,000-square-foot state-of-the-art manufacturing facility in the heart of Southern California, where 100% of everything is built under one roof. FMF is factory. Want a chain and sprocket kit but aren't sure what you need? Then call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559 and get hooked up with a V3 performance kit. They have more gearing than your garage has room for. With over 30,000 possible gearing combinations, Vortex has the right gearing for any track condition. It's a ridiculous amount of gearing for nearly any bike. Join the ranks of JS7 and Chad Reed in the 2016 Supercross Series and rock a Vortex Pro. Available in red, blue, black, silver, and now green. Yes, green. Call a doctor because things just got sick. Warning. May cause extraordinary power, excessive performance, and speed so fast your eyes will bleed. Call Vortex Racing at 800-440-3559. Mention promo code PULPMX16 and get 40% off your next order. 800-440-3559. VortexRacing.com or email Jake at VortexRacing.com and mention the Paul BMX Show. Racing, MFAB, Jeep and Truck Parts, Race Tech Suspension, Vortex Racing, X-Brand Goggles, Hot Cams, Gear Alloy, Works Connection, great guys at Works Connection. Kiefer, you probably have Works Connection stuff on your bike right now. All the time. Mission Starcross 5, Atlas Neck Brace. If you need a neck brace, please try Atlas Neck Brace. AtlasBrace.com, the least restrictive, lightest, best brace out there. FMF Racing, great guys at FMF. W Wheels. Maybe Millsaps uses W Wheels up there to dominate Canada right now. Guts Racing, official seat foam, seat base, seat covers, 
of seemingly half the teams in the pits. So please check them out. Get a discount at Guts Racing. Get a discount on W Wheels. Sponsor deals. Open my show. KTMPartsExpress.com. Got a KTM, need some parts. Go to KTMPartsExpress.com. Roos Graphics been on board with us. Two under, the number two. UNDR, Pulpamex15 is the code. At two under, the best men's underwear out there. Kiefer runs two under exclusively. Only in the bedroom. You just run it in the bedroom? That's it? Yep. Gear Alloy, Gear Alloy, great uh, company. They've been with us all year long. Spon proud sponsor of the NFAB Ampro Yamaha GNCC team. Whether it's a Jeep, truck, or SUV you've got, they've got uh, wheel solutions for you. 12-inch wide wheels have over 6-inch lip. Ford, Chevy, GMC, Dodge, Ram, Toyota, Nissan, or Jeep. There's a Gear Alloy wheel style for you to choose from. 20 different ones, as a matter of fact. GearAlloy.com. Get your truck in gear with Gear Alloy. This is the Gear Alloy cold call. I was uh, talking, thinking about who to call, and then as soon as uh, the Travis Preston uh, uh, Instagram battle with Chris Kiefer came up, I immediately thought that would be our guy <laughs> to call Travis Preston in 2001? Yes. Uh, uh, 125 Supercross Champion or 2000? 2000. 2002? Yes. 125 Supercross Champion uh, at the Geico Honda, Factory Connection Honda guys, of course. Gear Alloy, unique, aggressive off-road styles along with fashion-forward SUV styling. They support the sport, so if you need some wheels, check out uh, Gear Alloy. Let's call Travis Preston, see what's up. We're doing pretty good with these, Kiefer, right now, the Gear Alloy cold call. We're doing uh, we're pretty good success. Ratio's good. Yeah. Cold call. Here we go. Travis Preston, everybody. What? That little voice thing. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. There's 50 50 that he picks up. See if TP is there. Hi, yes, it's Jagger home, please. <laughs> Travis Preston, everybody. Former factory Honda rider. Could be with a chick. Preston MX Schools. Now works for Yamaha. He is. Watson. What's up, buddy? It's not Watson, bro. It's not Watson. It's Mathis. <laughs> it's Mathis. Oh no! You, Watson has a seven hundred two number still. Yeah, that's uh, the only. Uh, hey, the only two people that call me with a seven hundred two number is Pookie and Watson. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> uh, touche. That's Pookie, not, come up here. That's not a nice way to start the gear alloy cold call off. I was going to compliment you on your beatdown of Chris Kiefer out of the track yesterday. Oh wow, yeah. I'm, I was kind of worried for him because when 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 he left, he was on suicide watch. <laughs> Do you think he claims that Heather did not know how to take the proper stopwatch times? Do you, that's, Heather, do you? I mean, do you want to comment she, on this? She better not talk about it. It's bad. Heather, I mean, you know how to work a stopwatch. The stopwatch was correct. Yes, we've had this conversation right. before. Travis Preston was just faster than Chris Kiefer. He was by one second no. though. Well, well, hold on. Let's let's tell the truth. It started out great for Chris. So <laughs> oh, okay. It started off good, but I think just keep getting beat down lap after lap after lap all day. Yeah. I think last lap he was five or six seconds off. Yeah, he's right. Really? Yeah. Uh, the, the week caught up with me you, you at were, the end. You were pushing so hard. You're just like, I got nothing. Uh, I just popped. Preston, can you believe this guy? Like Kiefer, like you're probably like you're like ah. Look, you've made a lot of money. You won pro races. You won championships. You ride for fun now. You're just out there riding, and you got this guy just grinding to try to like <laughs> right. you know push above his limit, probably go over his head to try to beat your lap time. It's got to be. You got to look at him and shake your head and be like, "What are you doing, bro?" 
No, I mean, I, I, I feel that we're both stupid because we have no reason to be out there. We're just twisting it. We're out of shape, going faster than we should go for no reason, basically, <laughs> just because we want to beat each other. Right. But I feel so, like, okay, well, maybe I'm wrong then. So, Travis, so you're, like, pushing. You're, like, yeah. go, okay. All right. I, felt, I, feel, yeah. I feel like a guy like you'd be like, okay, I'm going to go 85% and, you know, and see what this Kiefer guy's got for me. But you're pushing. No, no, no. Uh, you know, to, to Chris's credit, like, this is the fastest Chris has ever ridden in his entire life. <laughs> really? Right Are you being yeah. serious? Really? No, no, I'm being dead serious. Like, this is by far wow. the best he's ever ridden. And he's actually riding so good, I think I'm getting faster because I'm learning from Chris. <laughs> There you go. See, two high des guys helping each other out. <laughs> Does he ask you about his corners and stuff, or how's he with that kind of stuff? I don't. I, I I don't ask him anything. I just watch and then learn and then just apply. Here's the deal. Like, he'll say, "Keith, you're doing this really good," and I got you. You know, you're yeah. you're doing this really good, and then he will apply it, and then. I'm done. Like he deplies it way better than I can. Okay. And then he 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 just ends up. You know the, the stopwatch doesn't lie. He said you're riding better than you ever ridden though. No, I feel like that has. I mean, I I ride a lot. Yeah. I ride more now than I right. did when I was racing, obviously. Yeah. So and then bikes have gotten better. So yeah. you're coming off a hand injury. That you were on the couch for a couple of weeks. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you should see his bike, Steve. I mean, oh, he's running. God. He's running race gas. He has brand new tires. Yeah, no. He has some, you know, works uh, ignition, FMS exhaust, like all this junk on his bike. <laughs> you know, I'm riding some some Yamaha stock bike with nothing There's on it. There's serious shit going on with those guys. Yeah, with gold rims. The, yeah. yeah, you know. Yeah, your bike is literally a lone pool it's bike. Stock, it's stock. Yeah. It's a lone yeah, pool yeah. bike. He pulled it's, out of, and he hey, put some bars 50 on it. Hours never had a clutch. <laughs> Hey, well, I got to do what I can do to I'm, keep it close. <laughs> I'm also impressed with Heather. I'm impressed with Heather being honest and on the up and up. No, her, she's honest. Her she's was honest one second slower. Yeah, honest you're, to you're a fault. one second slower, bro. Yeah. I, hey, hey, actually, Heather reminds me of a like a mechanic, and she's a cross between Todd Brown with the anger of a Todd Brown mm-hmm. and the intensity of a Frank Latham. Ooh. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and, at the, and yeah. that was really saying something. Yeah, WGM. That's what I call Todd Brown. WGM, <laughs> world's greatest mechanic, and Frankie. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. and she, yeah. she's not yeah. scared to to give me the thumbs down and right. the frown face when I come back in. Wow. Yeah. Or flash the boobs. I've done that before. That's too. what I do good though. <laughs> yeah. So Flashing Sunday boobs, was no boobs. Yeah. No. <laughs> she's no Julie McCormick from Winners Take All. Oh. Like she's not just going with the winner. No. You know what I mean? Like no. yeah, yeah. Like she stuck that. by her man though right. Sunday. She's all right. I like it. Right. Um, TP. So how's everything going at Yamaha? How's the job? How's how's life? It's good. Yeah, it's going great. Um, right right now is a time of the year where it seems like I'm riding a little bit more than usual. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm happy. No, that's good to hear. Yeah, uh, the the long the the five day a week job hasn't gotten you worn down from 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 life and wanting you to get away into your riding schools again and do all that. I I think they they understand you know if 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 they keep us cooped up in the office too long we get a little stir crazy and then they have to let us out. Right, right, exactly. Butler, I was Steve Butler. I like Steve Butler. Yeah, yeah, he's he's great. Yeah, him him and Porter and and yeah. actually Ol, uh, Ulrich was out riding with us this week. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah, good yeah, dude. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But let's yeah. let's let's tell that story, Trav. Oh God, you know so. <laughs> 
it's it's Friday, and I have a lot of things going on this particular Friday. And Ulrich calls me, you know, at like four forty-five, and mm-hmm. I, I want to try to leave at five, right? right? And says, "Hey, uh, by, can you bring bring me my gear? I want to go ride this weekend." I said, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'll do it." Well, then you know, ten other people ask me something right after he calls. Uh huh. And then you forget the somehow, gear. Somehow his gear got left at Yamaha. <laughs> so Sunday morning, we're sitting there, and uh, Ulrich pulls up, and he's like, "You got my gear?" And this this dumbfounded look came over Travis. <laughs> oh, like, so he, yeah, he had never thought about it till Sunday like, morning. He looks at him. He's like. You know what? I don't think I have that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so did you did you round up some gear? So Ulrich was Kiefer for the day. Oh yeah. So Ulrich yeah. went home because I live across the road there. Yeah. Yeah. So Ulrich went and grabbed a bunch of stuff from the garage and uh, yeah, little tight fitting on snug fitting on Ulrich, but right, uh, he right. got it. He got yeah. There. He's a taller guy. He's a bigger guy. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and I felt like the the kit that he pulled together looked better than than your own. <laughs> yeah, I think Heather dressed him up a little bit in the garage. Yeah. They... I did. He started to grab Fox boots. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You cannot wear Fox boots with Troy Lee gear. Chris will have a shit uh, fit. Here we Just go can't, again. can't do yeah, it. Here we go again. Yeah. And then he grabbed a Fox helmet. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You, you can't, it. you can't do that, dude. No, no, no. He no, came no. out with air brakes on. And I asked Heather, where the... He's like, oh, yeah, he grabbed those air brakes on this. I go, those are freaking brand new. Why did you give him those? The air brake Should have worn X-Brand. If he would have known anything, he would have worn X-Brand. He would have probably went faster. X-Brand goggles are choice of champions everywhere. X-Brand.com. Um, so, okay. All right. So everything's good. And you're faster, still faster than Chris Kiefer. I love it. I love how Kiefer, like, he just he won't let it go. He, 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 he loves motorcycles. He eats it. He drinks it. He breathes it. When Travis Preston is faster than him, when former factory – Superstar, 125 champion, uh, Travis Preston is faster by a second than him on a random Sunday at Comp Edge. It throws him for a loop. I love it. I love it, Preston. Yeah, he. but see, why it throws him in a loop is because he's been training so hard. <laughs> as much, I can ride all the time, and it doesn't matter. That son of a bitch cannot well, ride. Yeah, and just, he, just he, Travis ride. made hundreds of thousands of dollars racing motorcycles for a living. Right. It just blows my mind. I'm like, I'm missing something. That puzzle is somewhere. Where's that at? We all know Utopia and Mendy KTM paid him tons and tons of money. (laughs) (laughs) It's, you know, we, it seems like we, we, we've been having these little Sunday races for so long now. And I just, I cannot take getting beat by him. (laughs) So at this point, I just keep riding just to be, try to be a little bit ahead of him. I like it. It's a nice move. Yeah. Uh, can we get an update with the Jacob Hayes situation? Is there anything update there to tell us or our listeners? Yes. Uh, we, uh, the state of California has ruled uh, in my favor. So <laughs> the judgment is for the plaintiff uh, in order of 4000 and something dollars. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah, so I, I am victorious. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. I feel like we should have a, a gavel. Yeah, where's the gavel? <laughs> uh-huh. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah, no, yeah. hey, good for you. You know what? Honestly, like, I don't know uh, Hayes at all, but, uh, yeah, deal's a deal. And there's too much of that goes around in the industry. There really is, seriously. Um, you know, and and, and for, for me, you know, it was a lot of paperwork, a lot of hassle, but I've never really had to go to a, a courthouse and stand before a judge and, plead my case and even though he uh, he he didn't show up and i still had to go talk in front of the judge and, mm-hmm. you know show my evidence and text messages and 
you know, the judge still had to make a decision. Yeah. So, uh. <laughs> yeah. I, I like it. Like I said, I don't know the particulars of the case. The, obviously, the judge ruled in your favor, but I like the fact there's too much of these dudes in our industry running around not paying people and screwing people over, whether it's companies, whether it's riders, and I like it. I still think you should have went on Judge Judy, though. Well, I wanted to go on Judge Judy. I wanted to go, but obviously Jacob, uh, the the lady from Judge Judy told me, um, if Jacob says okay to the show, then I'll call you back and we can make arrangements. Mm-hmm. So obviously Jacob didn't want to go on the show because I never heard back from her. But this was going to happen. This was actually going to happen, Mathis. The J- Judge Judy. Well, but if now J- he would have not had to pay. The TV show pays the losses. Uh, I think would have paid Jacob too, right? Yeah, the TV show would have paid Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're Jacob, so. you're like, oh, look, I'm probably in the wrong anyways. Let me go on this TV show, and then I want to really pay this this Preston guy. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, like I said, you did the same thing with MDK and Utopia, and I like it. I like I like the move, Preston. I, I think. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You, um, you know what we should do to really. Uh, Hurt Kiefer's confidence. Take, <laughs> take him to Corona Diller with Gothic, and Gothic can school. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, that I, would I, not be good. He would school me. Gothic can, yeah. can ride that place. I think it's kind of gone now. Actually, I don't think it's really there. Well, Gothic no, go- no. He 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 made a, some new place out there. Corona Diller too. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, for real. Oh, oh man, that's funny. He's never going to give up on that place. He, no, no. He's. I've been trying trail riding with Gothic up by my house, and he. He's a little goat. He go. He yeah. goes for it. Yeah, he knows the trail. Yeah, right? he I, goes. I went with him too one time and took off on me, and I'm like, "Come on, Gothic! I don't know where I'm going." Yeah, like back it down. Let's follow that dust two miles away. Right. Yeah, down. exactly. Well, hey, uh, TP, thank you for picking up on the Gear Alloy Cold Call. I appreciate it. It sounds like you and Kiefer will have another battle, maybe another weekend coming up here. So someday. And you know what? You guys are lucky, too, because I was watching Southern Charm, <laughs> and that's my favorite show. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. What is that? It, it, it's on Bravo. Oh, okay. I thought it was on CMT. No, Blade. no. It's, I think it's Bravo. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm watching. I had to pause it. Oh, Bravo right on the TV. So. Okay. All right. Well, we're glad you picked up. Thank there you. There you go. Ex-Supercross champion watching Bravo TV. Yeah. This guy right here. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll tell Pookie. You, you said hi. Yes, tell her I said hi. I miss her, and uh, I'll talk to her tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Travis. All right, guys. All right, see ya. See ya, buddy. Bye, Travis. Bye. Travis Preston, everybody. Still faster than Chris Kiefer. God dang it. Dude, let it go. No. All right. Well, speak, speaking of letting go, our next guest here, Jason Thomas. What's up, JT? What am I letting go of? You've let your dream oh, go. Oh, he's let that go a long you, time. If, if you raced, okay, Kiefer's all upset because Preston, they went out comp edge. Preston was one second faster than him. This made him very upset. If you went out, JT, tomorrow and Travis Preston was faster than you, you would shrug your shoulders and go, okay, all right. Yeah, I lived through a whole career of Travis Preston. Because <laughs> Kiefer can't handle this right now. He's, just, he's not able to let, let this go. And yeah. I feel like you, you've done a good job, JT, of letting this go. Yeah, I, for me, I get, to, I get to live all that out, though. I gave it everything I had. That was enough. So is that it, Kiefer? You didn't yeah, maybe give I didn't it, live it all. Yeah. You didn't give it all you had? JT had a way longer career than I did. No, I know. But I'm saying, so whether it was Supercross or Canadian Nationals, Kiefer, whatever you raced when you were racing, quote-unquote, yeah. as a pro, is that it? You didn't feel like you didn't put it all on the table like JT did? No, I put it on the table when I raced, but I didn't race as long. 
So, but because maybe you didn't lay it on the table like JT. No, I think I don't. I didn't think because I didn't lay it on the table for as long. So now I think it's still in me. <laughs> Guy's not letting it go, JT. That's uh, all right. Um, how's everything at Fly Racing? Pretty good. Yeah. Just, uh, busy, huh? Getting ready for seventeen. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, busy for sure. All right, though. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, thanks for the. How's uh, everything in the Pulp MX Studios? Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, Austin Kuba, Koba? He's Koba, our, Koba, Koba. Yeah. He's our guy. Yeah. He is. He is. So he, he has pulp graphics? Cool, honestly, yeah, he just wanted to be a part of it, man. He's obviously a big show fan and uh, wanted to be a part of it and, and just run stickers. So, I was like, yeah, yeah. And I, and I know, obviously know him really well. He, he yeah. used to work at WPS. Um, he just graduated high school and all that. So oh, That's cool. Uh, a couple years ago. Um but yeah, he's doing really well. Eighth overall this weekend, Dude, that, points. That's that's no joke. That's for real. That's yeah, legit. That's, that's yeah, solid. right. Yeah. Is he going to all of them or just the West ones? I don't think so. Uh, I mean, you're talking like going to Riverglade and all this. I mean, that's forty or fifty hours away from here. You know, I like, guess right. crazy craziness. So, uh, I, I don't think so. Um, wow, we're happy to have him. We weren't sure about him, but now that he got an eighth, we're on board. Pulp MX. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew he was going to do well. I was kind of trying to tell you that, but I just figured the results would have to do the talking. Does he have the big stickers? Did you give him the big ones? Yeah, yeah, he's got them. Okay. I, it was a there was a shipping issue, so I think they'll uh, they'll be in a, you know on the uh, trailer for the uh, next race. They better be. So. Yeah, they better be. What yeah. about hey? We had Millsaps on earlier. Ten spots. He was really trying to wrap his head around ten spots when he lapped up the seventh. <laughs> yeah, I don't uh Did we ever get to the bottom of that? Like, I keep hearing about how poor the flagging was. I, I was immediately very pissed off when I read that. <laughs> he um, he says he jumped on it. He he says he jumped on it and he saw a flag. So he admitted that part. Um, but he was more saying like ten spots, really. And they said it's in the rule book. And he's like, huh? okay, thanks. Hmm. So. Um, Welcome to Canada. Well, that's just it. It happens every year. It happens, seems to happen to a lot of American riders that come up. Did you ever so, get docked, JT? Yeah. Uh, and, like, the way that tits would say docking? No. <laughs> Thank God, no. <laughs> Thank God, no. I miss tits. I miss tits bad. <laughs> uh, I've been I've been docked for a few things. I got docked for a fuel. Uh, I've been docked. I almost got docked the first race I ever won in Germany. There was a, uh, there was a little bit of a meeting that they had they were they were talking about docking me for jumping on a yellow uh, i did a double on a yellow and i won the race um but luckily they decided that I, there was nothing i could really do like it was kind of one of those things where it came out right as i was taking off the jump mm-hmm. it. um but yeah stuff like that like if, if dave's admitting that he did wrong then he did wrong but sometimes yeah, no. they feel for these guys yeah he says but, he did and, and there's 10 spots and what are you going to do you know um the uh Kiefer, did you ever hear the story about how JT got fined 125 bucks for cutting the track at Unadilla? And they gave it to Weimer or something? No, they showed him a photo of Weimer and said, this is what you were doing. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he said, I wasn't doing yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, I said, there's no way in hell that I was going where you said. And they said, yes, Terry Joe was standing there documenting everyone that was doing this. And I'm like, prove it, because that's complete bullshit. And so they sent me a picture of Weimer and said, this is what you did. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. Prove it. Did you keep the photo? Of Weimer? I mean, it was just him off the side of the track. Oh, so. You should have kept it. What the just fuck like, are you I'm doing? Sure I have it somewhere. I could find it in my email, I'm sure. Weimer, uh-huh. here's the proof. This is the proof. Um, 
Speaking of which, JT, we uh, we want to get to some segments, and it's no, it's late there where you are, and we apologize for getting you on later than what we should. Uh, so we got to, we got to get some segments. We also got a voicemail, JT, specifically for you, and I'll actually be interested to hear you and Kiefer talk about it uh, and try to answer this guy's question uh, about Alex and uh, Weston Pike. Let's play that right now, Trav, that voicemail, and uh, and we'll uh, get your guys' two take on it. Hey, Papa Max. Great show. I fucking love it. Um, I do have a question, though, and I'd love if JT could answer it. Um, it'd be cool if maybe, I don't know, if you could save this question or whatever to Weston Pike or Alex Martin gets on the phone. But I do have a question, and I'd like, I absolutely love if JT could answer this because JT was a privateer writer, very solid, made a great career. Love JT, have nothing bad to say about him, I'm not trying to offend him at all. So I was just wondering, maybe he can answer what he thinks or what he knows or whatever. That Alex Martin and Weston Pike did to get on factory teams because they were privateer riders and they came from pretty much the bottom to the top, which is crazy, especially I think nowadays considering how stacked the field is. You know, everyone talks about how competition has never been stiffer and all that stuff and we kind of seeing privateer riders step it up and I was just wondering what JT thinks about what they're doing or what I know, is really going on so yeah, right, if you okay. answer that, that'd be great. We'll, right, uh, we'll end it there. We got it. Um, so basically, I don't know if you could hear it, JT, but you know, like Pike and Amart like you, JT, were privateers for a long time, put in good results. They elevated their game, and now they're on factory riders. And Jesus Christ, Alex Martin had the red plate for a weekend and won a race and uh, um, and all that. So I guess outside of massive doses of steroids, JT, what do you think Pike and – I'm kidding – and Amart, like, what – you know, why didn't – well, I guess – could this have happened to you, JT? And what did these two guys do to elevate their game? Well, I think with Amart, you know, he, he's been pretty good for a while. You know, even when he was on 1110, he was getting, like, some top fives in Supercross. Uh, and, I, and then, I, you know, he kind of moved over to the Psycho Trader deal. And then he even won a moto last year on that, that team. He got a podium at Oakland. Uh, and as we know, in the 250 class, if you can prove your capabilities of getting podiums or wins, you're going to find yourself on a factory team sooner than later. So I think that one was pretty self-explanatory. You know, he just kept kind of plugging away and well, improving and improving. And well, as his equipment improved, so hold on, did he. Hold on. You're not answering the question. Okay, yeah, we know what happened. But, like, what did he but do? I'm saying, I what think did he do to get to that point? Improving. He's been steadily improving. I mean, I go back to 2000. 2012, and Alex was getting top fives in 250 Supercross. So it's not like he was just getting, like, 19th, and then all of a sudden he went on the podium. So I think he just got better. He got on a better team, got better equipment. He got on a better program where it was more consistent. We, you know, go back and read your 1110 story to see where all of the issues were, there were. And as he, you know, all, everything started coming together and the consistency came, I don't think he made it just a huge jump. I just think he can, you know, has continually improved. And now he's finally on factory equipment and, and it's all kind of coming together for him. And Pike, what, I mean, obviously we've talked yeah, about Pike. Pike. Like Pike was, you you beat down Pike for many years at many races. He could barely make the main, well, he couldn't make a main event uh, for a long time. What did this guy do? Yeah, that, that one's a little bit different, and I was kind of getting to him because 
the rise that he has made, like meteoric rise, is not normal. You know, usually you either have that talent and you come in pretty hot and are able to run the speed of up front, or you're, or you're not ever. Uh, for him, he's gone from a guy that was not making main events and wasn't really even close to a guy that got one or two. What he had two podiums last year or one. Uh, but either way, I mean, he's a consistent top 10 guy. And, yeah, maybe his results haven't been quite as good this year. Uh, but still, I mean, you look at him, he's a consistent every time out there. You are you have him penciled somewhere in the top 10. So I honestly don't know. I, I think if you could bottle that, uh, you would be a very wealthy person because it, there's really no one out there that can say, hey, I would take an, an average guy that, you know, maybe qualified, maybe not, and I'm going to turn him into a podium threat. <laughs> I don't. I don't think there's anybody out there that well, can do that. So you know, you were you were better than Pike for a long time, right? Pike. No, that's what yeah. I'm saying. It, yeah. That's not normal. That's, right. that's not normal for guys to improve that much and that forget about the amount of time really to improve that much in general. It, it's yeah. just not normal. So I don't think I could give you a realistic answer of how he did it or why it happened. That because people, you know, other people would be doing it if that was the case. Kiefer, what do you think? I agree with JT on some things, too. Don't, and don't say they got on Yamahas because I'll punch no, you. No, okay. I'm not going to say that. I'm going to say <laughs> they got on factory equipment helps. That's what I agree with JT. And, yeah. You know, um, I also just believe in, like, Jeremy hangs around with his brother. It rubs off. You know, so you get beat down at practice tracks. Alex for, hangs out with his brother. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Alex hangs out with Jeremy. Right. Um, you get beat down at practice tracks. You're the guy that's the slowest every day, slowest every day. And what happens is it just kind of wears you down. That's the negative side of it. But when you go to the races, it kind of leaves you more hungry, hungrier. And Well, no offense. That happened to JT, though, with Chad and, and Timmy. And, but maybe yeah. JT wasn't on the equipment he should be on, too. Well, that, yeah. So that, that probably is true. So, so I'm sure. Well, it, they, they also made me better, though. Right. I wasn't able to yeah. climb to that level, but they certainly made me better. What, what I'm saying is, like, the slowest guy at a, at a practice track, let's say, at JT's area. Yeah, like, JT, you, like you with Preston. Like with Preston. Yeah. You get beat down, you beat down, beat down, <laughs> and you go to the races, you're not that guy. You're yeah. like the fifth to eighth place guy. Well, what happens with, with Alex, he got some good equipment, cycle, you know, um, trader, the Yamaha was pretty good. Yeah, it was a GYTR stuff, yeah. Right, and riding with his brother, confidence builds, gets a podium, and there you go. Once that hits, I think, it just makes your... Your whole outlook on everything different, knowing that you can do it. And same with Weston, I think he got, obviously, he sucked it up pretty bad in Supercross for how many years? And then he hung around with Buddy, started riding with better guys, and just never quit. And I think what happens is, where the difference is with some guys is, they get beat down, and then they go, fuck it. I, I'm not getting any better. Mm -hmm. this, this, this sucks. This is bullshit. And they slack a little bit. Other guys... Instead of saying, fuck it, they turn the switch in their head and they go, I'm going to go harder. And those guys end up succeeding. Whose is more impressive, Amart's rise or Pike's rise? I guess, JT, Pike would be, you already kind of said that. To you, Pike is more impressive. Yeah, I think Pike, for sure, when you look at the level of competition he's going up against. Right. I mean, he was smoking guys like Reed and I'm talking super legit guys. And that, <laughs> that's not saying that what Amart's doing isn't awesome. But yeah, no, I, I just asked if you had to pick. Yeah. Guys he's beating, yeah. these are all past champions that he was just working last year. So, uh, yeah, I, I think Pike's rise has been just what you, unexplainable. What do, you think, what do you think, Kiefer? I agree because I think Pike was overweight. He was a bigger guy. He lost some weight. He got better. He worked on his craft. And for me, Jeremy and Alex come from a breed of good racers, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's easier. For me, I thought it would be easier for them to get good 
Weston was kind of by himself on his, you know, like I said, private yeah. island, yeah. doing his own thing, and he had more hurdles to get over. So I would say Weston. Okay. Seven you know, the problem with Weston's deal is, too, is that, or the problem he faced was that he had to break everyone's perception of him because he, he wasn't good. So when you, when you put that into people's minds that you're not very good, all these teams, like J-Bone, you know, his boss right now, uh, the guys at RCH that gave him a shot, you know, two years ago in the outdoors, all of these guys, he had to break that, you know, that thought process that went through their mind every day of, yeah, Pike's, Pike's just not a very good racer. You know, he's a, maybe a 15th, 18th place guy. He had to break all that and turn that into, yeah, we probably need to give Pike a deal. Uh, you know, it, that's a, but that's a really tough thing to, to change is people's really outlook mm-hmm. on you. Because I face that too. You know, I, there were times where I was like a 10th place guy and maybe 12th place guy, but I, I could have been like a filthy Phil fill-in guy. But I remember, you know, factory managers looking at me like, ah, he really doesn't have, like, he's never going to win. He's never going to put him guy. We'll just get somebody else, you know? And yeah. that's really, really tough to change for Pike, but he did it. You know, I, I wonder, I wonder if Pike and Amart's sort of change will, will help other riders. Like maybe somebody picks up, um, I think Phil, Phil, too. Like Schmidt. Phil, Phil yeah. And, uh, yeah, maybe somebody picks up Schmidt, right? You know, I guess I gives think, him a shot. Right. I don't know. Um, should be interesting to see down the line. Um, all right, you look at Phil Glen Helen last year, getting third. You know, it's yeah, he's those guys prove that it's possible if you give the right guy the right opportunity. Um, it can happen. Jason Thomas on the Pulp Mech Show, presented by Fly Racing, flyracing.com. Please check them out. A lot, a lot more than gear, everybody. Uh, handlebars and levers and, and stands and, and motor stands and mountain bike stuff and road racing stuff and, and jet ski stuff and flyracing.com. Check them out. Check out their whole line. On uh, It's on there, on there, on the internet. On the internet. Travis, let's do the X-Brand Goggles uh, tear-off segment. Let's redo that. It's the X-Brand tear-off segment. 15-second rapid-fire Q&A. X-Brand Goggles, a choice of Freddie Noren, Brock Tickle, Matt Bichelia. Where's the X-Brand? Killed it at Lakewood. Will he be at High Point? Mm. I don't know. Uh, he should be, but I don't think he's going to. Really? They, they gave him a practice bike? They got him a practice bike, but I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know. They got to get him there, JT. I don't know. They got to get him there. Um. All right, X-Brand Goggles, use code PulpMX16 when you're uh, checking out at xbrand.com, eksbrand.com. Clear vision equals a, a winning track out on the track every each and every time. And remember, you get a free pair of X-Brands if you buy a set of Michelin Starcross 5. That's right, people. Anybody in America can get that. Hashtag America. And um, all right, let's. Uh, these questions are submitted by who? Who are these questions submitted by? One Corey Moser. Not familiar. Man, I don't know. JT, you know him? Uh no, I may have seen a some sort of screenshot, like text screenshot, floating around your website time to time. But other than that, no. yeah, other than that, I don't know either. So, all right, all right, Steve, start with you. Uh, why do you think DV is right or wrong about riders running too low of air pressure? I don't think he's right or wrong. I really don't. I think that he's got a point in some cases, but I've also spoken to tire guys who engineer tires, and they explain it that he's full of crap. So. You know, I think he's got some points, and uh, but I don't think he's totally right. He always says, you know, points no matter what, that it's too low. So, yeah, that's DV. But that's why we love DV. Yeah. Uh, all right, JT. Last week he wanted me to get ten grand out of my sock drawer at <laughs> Golden State. So, all right, uh, JT. What year of your career do you think you peaked? 
man, that's a tough one. Um, I would say either, man, it's anywhere from 05 to 08, I felt like I was at my best. It just depends. Um, one year, though, I think in 08 in Supercross, I was probably uh, my most competitive would have been 08. Um, but I had some of the best results in 06. So who knows? I mean, there, it's always it's tough to pick one year. I think it's all right. 30 se- 31 seconds. 31 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kiefer, who's the most guilty of screenshotting your snaps? <laughs> yes, Snapchat shows when you somebody yeah, screenshots them, right? Uh, I have a guy that I don't know who the hell it is that follows me that screenshots everything of Heather. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Fourteen point three. His, his handle name's like CCW nine three six four nine two or something weird. Yeah, but if it notifies you when you screenshot it, then wouldn't you just? Like big, you can't do anything about it. You just no, go, like, "Hey, I mean, dude, stop!" Oh, I guess you block them. Yeah, yeah, but okay. I mean, I'm not. It's not right. that bad. Who yeah. cares? So, all right, Steve. Uh, if you ever do have a kid and they want to race, would you put in all the long hours driving and wrenching like your dad did for you? No. Point <laughs> <laughs> seven seconds. Two point two. No, honestly, I think I would get my kid into. Like baseball or golf or, you know what I mean? Like, honestly, like, I That's kind of BS, though. I, I would let him ride. Okay. You know, here, you want to ride? Try it. We're going to take it as far as you want. But I would push him towards another sport. But I had, I think, was it, maybe it was Red Dog. Red Dog was one of those dads, too. And the kid, Evan, I think it was Red. The kid wanted moto. He chose moto. I want moto. And Timmy was just like, ride for fun, ride a little bit. And this kid got bit and right. didn't want to do any other sports. Right, same with my kid. My kid likes to ride, but he's not like yeah. diehard. Yeah, I think I would let him ride, but not like, hey, you're we're going racing no matter what. Right. Would you want to go racing? No. Okay, let's go golf or right. baseball or something, hockey. All right. JT, what GP track do you wish you would have ridden or raced? Uh, is zero of them an possible answer? Absolutely. Okay. No, I, I rode some of them. I, Zero. I went through during the week and, and practiced at uh, three or four. Two or three, two in Italy, uh, one in Germany. I, I've been to at least four that I can think of, and I don't necessarily love the level of tracks in Europe, outdoor tracks. I think I think they're very scenic, and I think they're like a cool environment, but I think as far as tracks go, not not really a fan. I think the coolest one that I've seen is Hawkstone in England. Is that a GP mm-hmm. one? Used to run GP nine more. I okay. don't run there anymore, but it was pretty cool. Up a big hill and big sand double. It's a look, look bitch and grass track, kinda, you know. I just don't think the dirt's worth a crap. It's always hard and rocky and yeah. icy, and it just I don't know. I don't like the way they prep them. Tall was I think the the elevation and stuff is is really cool. Like yeah. Uh, the race in Switzerland that they had uh, the Motocross of Nations in 94. Rodenberg? Rodenberg? Yeah, that yeah. track was awesome. So cool. But I would not want to have raced it. Rock hard and no yeah. dirt at all. So, yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Kiefer, has Aiden ever caught you and Heather having sex? Mm. Uh, I, 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 I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Um, no, not to my knowledge. Eight point five. Pretty, we're pretty, uh, pretty good about that. Like, door shut, locked. Yeah. He's downstairs. 
you know, or we've never had like stealth boning where he's around and like had the stealth bone. Never did that really. Plus he's all right. He's far enough down the hallway. Like Heather knows to keep her mouth. Yeah, you like that? Mouth muffled. <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Steve. Yep. Who was your biggest rival growing up racing? Mm. I don't know. It's hard to narrow down to one. They all were. They all were going for my crown all the time. A guy named Shane Langdale, I raced in all kind of growing up, but I, I honestly, I, he turned out to be a really good rider after I quit and came down south, he, but I beat him all the time. But he was, turned out, he won a Canadian championship one year. There was a one race deal. One race CMA Canadian champion. He won in pro really? class, yeah. Huh. So he's got like a national champion. Really? Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's this guy named uh, Jeremy Hebert. Oh, fuck that guy. Tucker Hebert's? He uh, yeah. he had me. He was better than me a lot, and I was close, and he'd always beat me. And he was older, but I was used to get so mad at him. He was guy. your Travis Preston. Yeah, he was my Travis Preston. <laughs> All right, uh, JT. Who would be a good first time in studio guest? First time. Uh, JT probably doesn't even know all the guys that have been in studio. <laughs> what? You probably don't even know everyone that's been in studio. Sure, I do. Ah, you don't remember. Them. In the bathroom? Uh, I'm going to say. RC? Ricky Carmichael. Yep. <laughs> be great. I just think the, sex, the sexual tension would be just <laughs> I would like to. Uh, one of the guys I thought I wanted to get in here was Eddie Ray. And he's been good. Uh-huh. Eddie, because you know Eddie. Yes. We, JT, you know Eddie well. He, oh, he, yeah. And he's good. Um, uh, who else would be really good that I can think of? Um, God. Wygant's good, too, obviously. Yeah. Wygant's great. Great radio. Fernet would be good. Oh, Fernet would be good. Yeah. Would be good solid. one. You're right. If he's still alive, if you're out there for that. I feel like Lachine would be good in here. Lachine, I've asked him to come on this show a dozen times. Yeah. He will not come on because it's off work hours. And he doesn't want to have time for that. Nope. He won't even take 20 minutes right. past 5 o'clock. He does, he'll do anything during Maxima time. Yeah. He'll call. He'll talk for hours of during Maxima time. When it is not Maxima time, he will not come on the show. Oh, man. I know. Love dogs. I feel Mike, like Mike Farber would be good. Yeah. Fernet so would stories. be great. Fernet and some stories with chicks. and oh, We lose all our sponsors. It would be great. All right, next question. Uh, Kiefer, how do you overcome writer's block? Writer? Yeah, writer's block. Uh, People have asked me if I've ever had it. I don't know what they're talking well, about. The hardest part for me to write is the intros. So I usually just type the body copy first, and then I go, and then the intro kind of writes itself. So... I really don't get writer's block. I just make sure. I, there is one thing I can't do is when Heather and Aiden get home, I can't type. I have to like turn my computer off and do and hang out with them because them asking me questions and Aiden's running around doing shit. Like I can't concentrate, hmm. so I got to be alone. Steve and JT, he wanted your your guys's answers for this as well. I don't really have writer's block too much. Um, I, I think I've got it a few times where I can't really think about something to write, but I literally will open up the AMA point sheets or the results from the weekend and be like, oh, let's talk about that guy. You know what I mean? Like, I just have to look at the results and I have something, an opinion on something on somebody that I can write about. Um, I, f- I think you know? I feel like your writing is easier. 
like to just talk about guys, right? Yeah. I think testing is it's hard to get sure, across. Yeah, That's I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Marty Davalos almost did tonight's show, by the way. Tim Ferry said he was going to do it. No way. And then Timmy said today he's not going to do it, but he was going to do it. <laughs> they they had a conversation. Timmy texted me out of the blue on Sunday yesterday and said, Marty says he hates you. And I go, I understand. <laughs> Shocking. I said, will he come on the show? And Timmy said, he said he would. And then I followed up today, and he's like, no, he won't. Dang. So. Do you even have Marty's number or no? No, no. He JT's won't. probably got it. Yeah. It's just. Yeah. Um, I, don't think, I don't think I do, actually. Let's, call, we, let's call, call Marty. Should we call, call Marty? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Marty, what's up? <laughs> oh, speaking of which, Tony's going to come on. Tony, he, unless he's going to come on. He's going to come. You're out of your mind, dude. So I feel like that's coming here pretty soon. So when I get back from vacation, let's do this. Okay. All right. I'll be here. All right. All right. That's it. That's it? Xbrandgoggles.com, EKSbrand.com. The choice of champions everywhere, like Fast Freddy Norn, Matt Bichelia, Kyle Chisholm, where's Xbrand? Brock Tickle, where's Xbrand? Check out Xbrand for their zip-off system. It's fantastic. Brock and roll. Brock and roll. It's great goggles. Four-layer foam. Uh, sombreros, I got sombreros, I got kids hats I got all that stuff, xbrand.com uh, JT, your choice, stay with us for the uh, Tweet at Travis segment where we take random questions or we can let you go because it is getting late there Yeah, I'm good, did you get that picture? Yeah, yeah Yeah, we yeah. got it You sent the Weimar photo it. Yeah, you sent the Weimar yeah, photo found it Oh, it's fantastic It's not even that bad, you're just like cutting the low side of a jump Prove it Yeah, here it is, suck on this JT, yeah. we proved it How 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 is with Carrie Joe just standing there? Yeah so awesome. Yeah. Um, okay, are you good to stay on or good to go? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. All right, let's do the btosports.com tweet at Travis segment. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you this important bulletin from btosports.com. Here's the tweets of Travis. <laughs> btosports.com, Andrew Short, Justin Brayton, Benny Bloss on the team right now. Uh, at, coming up this weekend at High Point, of course, btosports.com, anything you need for your biker body. You've got a call down there now, people. Call down, mention Pulpamex Show, mention Pulpamex. They'll give you a discount on uh, anything they sell, and uh, it's great guys down there, and uh, they got a lot of stuff that you need, and uh, they'll, they'll give you the discount. You just got to call. I know it's a bit of a pain. I understand, but okay. if you, you just call. Everything will be okay. you got to physically talk to someone. I know it's difficult these days, not it to is. text. I know. You know what? I, I've been calling more people on the phone, too. Can we FaceTime? No. We can still not FaceTime, weirdo. <laughs> I'll FaceTime with Heather, but I'm not FaceTiming yeah, with you. Dudes don't FaceTime with each other. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so you've been calling people? When I have something to talk about, an important point or question, I call people. Yeah, you've done that with me a couple times. See? Yep. Just like, I'm going to talk to this guy. Mm-hmm. Not texting. I think I did it with you, Travis. Didn't I? Yeah. I called you. Yeah, you did. Where I'm like... It caught me a little off guard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so I called Swisscore, and he's like, dude, I don't want to talk. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Listen, weirdo, we're talking. It's just, I feel like I can read people way better. Like, yeah. texting, I, feel, I sound like, it sounds like you're pissed, and you're really not pissed. Oh, yeah. yeah so. JT, you got to start calling more people. Try it out. Why? I call people all the time at work. Kidding me? Okay. All right. It's better than texting. Okay, so these are questions submitted to at Pulpamex Show. Uh, questions for myself and JT and uh, and Chris Kiefer from Dirt Rider, Dirt Rider Magazine, and JT from Fly Racing. Let us have it, Trav. All right, Todd Martin wants to know, Have you? did you guys hear the reason why Foxborough was cut for 2017? JT? Uh, I heard that Mr. Kraft 
the stadium owner and owner of the Patriots and owner of macaroni and cheese. Uh, I heard that he didn't like having all that dirt in there. That's what I heard. I don't know how much weight that carried, but I heard he did not care for it. Blame. Oh, okay. That's the same craft? It's not the same craft. He's, oh. he's kidding. Yes, like, it is. What are you talking about? He doesn't own craft foods. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Yes, he does. Hold on. I'm gonna are you really being I'm, serious? I'm Googling this. Yeah. I didn't know that. If that's true, I did not know that. That, I, I love, just want to hear the motocross stuff. I love macaroni and cheese. Okay, uh, you know what I heard, JT, and That's I think you I heard the food. same thing I did. Um, what? Robert Kraft. Island, you're on, you're on an island, JT. What are you eating? That's all you can. One, one, one thing. Uh, Chicken quesadilla. Man, I would say. Uh, hey, I don't even know. Tang. Something you want to drink Tang? Seafood. <laughs> seafood? No, chicken quesadilla. Seafood. It's a chicken quesadilla. Dude, macaroni and cheese for me. Shells and cheese, the Velveeta stuff. I like uh, Kraft Dinner, as Steve would say. Yes, Kraft Dinner That's rules. Pretty strong. Yeah. Okay. Great radio. Now, Wikipedia said he is a, it's a, he's a president of the Kraft Group, a diversified holding company with assets in paper and packaging, sports entertainment, real estate development, and a, and a private equity portfolio. Huh. It does not say anything about craft. <laughs> that's pretty vague. Yeah, that doesn't really. Well, say I'm looking it. at his business career. He started with uh, Rand Whitney Group, and then he had a leverage buyout of them, and then International Forest Products. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't he like young chicks too, JT? No, his Ooh. wife. His wife died, and he right. hooked up with a lot younger chick. Yeah. Right, so I'm saying, like after she passed, like I see him with hot younger women. It's like saying, "Don't you like pizza?" I mean, yeah, the, the, of course the guy likes hot younger chicks. Keith, <laughs> I mean. uh, no, okay, nothing. he doesn't own craft foods. He doesn't own. I, I stand corrected. Okay, okay, All right. we got it. Um, yeah, you guys don't call it craft dinner, right? What do you just call it? Like just mac and Macaroni cheese? cheese. Yeah, yeah. Mac, well, you call it craft dinner? Yeah, it's craft dinner up in Canada. It's not a dinner. It's called craft dinner. So when you say mac and cheese, that's what that is. Yes. I never really knew that. Okay. okay. You know that Kraft Dinner is just a brand, right? So it's kind of silly. Yeah. To call it Kraft Dinner. Well, but there's another type of mac and cheese that I always got mixed up Did with, you, you know? The tall box, the cheap box, is that what you ate? The tall? Yeah, with the cheese powder. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Did you ever do the, the squeeze-out cheese? like the? No. Really? No, I don't Liquid know what that gold? is. No. All right. So some of the powder is the best stuff there is. Absolutely. No, for sure. And mom, my mom used to get pissed because we would take, open up another box, take the powdered cheese out of that box, and put half of that in. Oh, so you double so it So one up. and a half yeah. packs of powdered cheese, but it left the other box worthless. Jack, yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, you should have just made both. More more crap in the better. Debbie got really pissed. Also, by the way, did you, did you guys used to, I think this is a Canadian thing only, cut up a hot dog and put it in there? Yeah, beanie weenies. Beanie weenies? That's what we call them. Man. What the crap is that? That's it. That's what we call them. Did you ever know that, Travis? Did you guys ever do that? Beanie weenies? No, hot dogs in a craft dinner. In craft dinner. Uh, yeah. Okay. Beanie weenies is like definitely never called it beanie beans weenies though. With, with little chopped up hot dogs in a beanie weenies. No, I'm talking craft dinner. I know. And so it's not beanie weenies. Oh, okay. Craft dinner and macaroni and cheese. Yeah. You ever uh, do that? I mean wieners. Yes, I've done that. JT, hot dogs with. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I, w- I would rather have it. Minus, I, I'm always minus sausage in any in any situation. <laughs> I'm not. That sausage. I'm better. not at all. I like them. I like them. I, I have had it, but I would. I would. The more sausage in the steam baths is better. Let's get this out now. Mathis, Mathis did not sign a four-year deal with anybody. Oh yeah. <laughs> did you hear about this, JT? No, I didn't. Okay. Hear anything about this? There's a there's a post somewhere on the internet. 
I think it's Pro Ride, but I, I, I'm not sure. Someone on Twitter told me about it, and then Kiefer heard about it at the track. Uh, Mathis has signed a four-year deal with Feld Motorsports to announce the 2017 Supercross Series because of Irv. Because of Irv. <laughs> this is a real thread. Dude, Kiefer had some. I had some guy come to me and say, so how do you feel about Steve doing the four-year deal? I'm like, what, what's he doing? And he's like, well, he's announcing Supercross for four years. I'm like, that motherfucker didn't tell me shit. So if he did, I'm pissed. A guy hits me up on Twitter and says, congrats on your new deal. It's not NBC, but still. <laughs> and I'm like, thank you. Let me know when I know. Or what. So it's this, they are, so Irv had a stroke, and I guess two days later, they already signed me to a four-year deal. Hold on a second. Did, did, that's just ridiculous. There's no way anybody would give anybody a four-year deal. <laughs> that's just the dumbest. Oh, man. I love that, it. That's a really terrible Rumor. And you should see how many people are actually pumped on it, too. Like, the, in the chat room, everyone's like, yeah, right on, Steve. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. Everyone's all stoked. Now everyone's going to be all lit down. <laughs> four-year deal. Like, Feld is going to come to Mathis with a four-year deal. <laughs> They'd light me on fire for four years. They wouldn't <laughs> sign me for four years. I think you would do really well at it, but to think that they're giving anybody a four-year deal is, I mean... Kenneth Feld doesn't even have a four-year deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, Someone sent a link in the chat room to it, but I don't see it Uh, to the the post. Do we know how Irv's doing? I hope he's doing all right. I don't know how good it is or bad it is or anything. That sucks. I mean, mean, obviously, we love taking shots at Irv. There are easy ways to make fun of Irv, but that's a pretty serious deal. Absolutely, yeah, for sure. No, I got a feeling he'll be back. Um, yeah, four-year deal. <laughs> All right, next, next, uh, next question. Um, Steve Tanner Hall wants to know: Did you happen to see Anderson's Instagram video of him crashing doing a wheelie? Really? <laughs> That's what we got. I'm blocked. I saw it. I saw it. I had to throw that one out there. Is it? Uh, well, can funny. you explain it, JT? What is it? Uh, yeah, he's trying to do a wheelie and just wheelies over backwards, like on the dirt. Mm-hmm. Trying to do a at a race, yeah. at a at a race. No, or? Oh. Shooting a video or something. Okay. I, I like Bakers or something. He blocked me on Instagram, so I did not see it. Um, all right, for everybody, Patrick wants to know, do you think Tomac will get a new... Which, by the way, for, for the record, Anderson told Alden that Bobby Hewitt ordered all the riders to block me, yet strangely enough, Osborne, Purcell, and Marty do not block me. Marty would for sure should block me. I understand that. Uh, so... I'm not really sure if Anderson's lying or Hewitt didn't order it. I don't know who ordered the code red on me, but but Anderson claims it was he was ordered to block me. Otherwise, I'm good. <laughs> Why would he? Not? Dude, who knows? I don't know. Who knows? Good luck. Good job, riders. Um, Patrick wants to know, do you think Tomac will get that renewed spirit now that Dungey's hurt? I mean, he can. Uh, JT, what do you think? Um... I don't know. I mean, they really need to worry about Roxon more than anything. So. Well, that's what he's saying. He's saying a renewed spirit to to race. Yeah, I mean, it opens the door. It opens the door for everyone. But I don't know. I mean, how long do you think he's going to be out for? Like, I I, I still kind of hurt. I mean, is he going to be out for the whole summer? Do you think? Yeah. Dunge? Yeah. 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 Alden already said done for the year. Done. Okay, I just the last I heard was six to eight weeks. Oh, so I, yeah, yeah, done for the year. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, it, it, you know, it's kind of a bummer because I was really interested to see how uh, Dungey was going to respond to getting his butt kicked so far. But um, the way it's looking, I, I honestly, I just think Roxon runs away with this thing now. I do. I think he wins, uh, what's there, eight races left, nine races left. I think he wins 80% of them or more. I don't think, I think it's going to just kill the series. I think he wins pretty much everything. What do you think, Kiever? Yeah, I don't think it's going to renew his, you know, renew anything. I think Tomek's going to get better, and I think he will win a couple motos. Um, like, but like I said earlier in the show, he's not going to be as consistent as Dungey is. He's not going to be up by Roxon. Um, Roxon's going to win the win the series, but Tomek will come around. I feel because qualifying times are good. There's signs that that he's there still. So give him some time. He'll come around. Yeah, he's been the fastest guy all three races. So but you look at how far behind Roxon he's finishing in the motos. He's not even close right now. No. But he's so not far back close. on the starts, though. That's the thing. He's in 24th. And that's fine, but just taking Dungey out of the equation isn't going to fix that. No, absolutely. So I, I just look at the, you know, and Tomek can go fast. There's no doubt about that. But whatever's missing in the overall package, you know, whether it's start or whether it's him not being able to move up quickly enough, the simple fact is that Roxon's crossing the finish line about 30 seconds before Eli is, you know, and that's right. a pretty big gap to close. But I also feel like if Eli's close to Roxon, I think it's going to help his speed too, you know? I hope so. I mean, I'm just hoping they can get off one, two, and, and it's a so, race. That's all. So we can watch a, uh, yeah, we can watch a race? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because the way it's going right now, if, if the way Roxon's riding at his confidence level, if Eli's not inside the top five on the start, it's over. Kenny's going to be gone because he fears no one right now. I fear he he is not worried about anybody out there right now, so he's no. just going to go. He's going to get the start and go. Well, yep. I, f- I found that thread on Pro Rider. guy posted the thing. What's with that a, picture? A guy, which one? The man friend. Yeah, that's a shirt that Alan Brown was selling. Huh. Uh, a guy said, it was. am I going to replace uh, Ralph? Somebody wants to know, can he replace Ralph? Oh, Shaheen. <laughs> so instead of... Uh, what Seems if- like everyone on the internet thinks it's a good idea. See, that's what I said. Yeah, I can replace Irv. Blah, blah, blah. So, it's you not get true. get a passing Everybody. grade. It's cool when people start rumors about you, though. Yeah. yeah. So important now. As long as it's, yeah. All right. Uh, Next kind, question. Kind of in continuation of that, Jeremy wants to know, do you think Roxon backs off the gas a little bit and rides maybe a little bit safer with Dungey out? I mean, if he has a 20-second lead, yeah, I think he's going to back it down. I think he's smart enough to do that. But I think he's still going to sprint to get away, but he's not going to do anything different-wise mm-hmm. racing. You know, he's going to check the... Check the clock and see how far he's ahead. Yeah, so. I think. He, I mean, I don't feel like he's been going balls out to win these JT. What do you think? I don't feel like he's like. I just think it takes all the pressure off of him. He's going to ride so much more loose and confident now. Without, yeah. I mean, you just took his biggest competition out of the class. But he, what? But he, what, yeah, but what I was saying was, do you feel like in Roxin and ripping off these five moto wins? Do you feel like he's balls out? I don't. He looks. Uh, I I do. I yeah. feel like he was really going for it. Yeah. You okay. know, like in the. I don't think he was like riding over his head or anything, but right. you know, in the, like the first moto at Glen Helen, he followed Dunge forever, and then when he went, I think he went like that was you know everything he had because he's whether he thinks he's better than Ryan or not, uh-huh. he I guarantee you he respects him, so he's going to give it yeah. all all of it, you know. So I don't think he will back it down any. He's just going to you know, but I don't think he's been taking really taking chances per se either. So he's just going to do what he's been doing, mm-hmm. and it's 
unfortunately, everybody for everybody, the gaps are just going to be bigger. You know, instead of Dungy being in there, he's just going to win by 30 seconds and there'll be no one. All right. Uh, All right. Uh, Ben Coates wants to know, what's the coolest place or place you're most excited to visit this year or in the off season? Me? Everybody. Uh, uh, it says JT, but I mean, it's got everybody's uh, name on it. So, Kiefer's uh, if, stuck to a Colorado. Yep. Go to Nobody Colorado. cares, but yeah. Working vacation, Colorado. Yep. Okay. Uh, I would say if we if we go to uh, Majora, that would be pretty cool. I've never never been there, so um, yeah. I mean, like working working wise, I think Majora would be a pretty cool place to visit. So you don't have any happens. you don't have any Euro trips outside for work, like you, you've done that the last couple of years, I think. Uh, I don't. If I if we go to Majora, I would just be going to Majora. Yeah. But, you know, you've done some conventions or visits or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, and it could always pop up. But, you know, I don't have anything right, right now. But um, uh, I'm, like that always kind of just happens. I'm going to Italy in two weeks with my lovely wife. Mm. Working vacation also. I will be taking her to Mantova GP. So nation. You're taking her to Pleasure Town, too? We'll see. I mean, we're going to be in Venice. It's a city of lovers. That's what I'm saying. Pleasure I've Town. I've many laps on Mantova. Many laps. Is that where uh, Chad was? To, what was Chad? He was, in, uh, he he was, was in Majora. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you like Mantua? Mantua looks pretty cool, though. Yeah. A little sandy, uh, right? Uh, sandy. It's sandy, yeah. yeah. The toilets are just a hole in the ground, so, you know, may want to let Pookie in on that. Oh, jeez. Okay. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's a cool track. It's kind of right in the middle of town. Um, but sandy track, you can see fairly well, I guess, but you have a good time. Yeah. All right, Emets wants to know, uh, Steve, why aren't you making such a big stink about changing up the motocross series as well? It's been the same forever. Yeah, it has been. I, I feel like it's fine. It's like whatever, you know. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. You know what? If I think of, if I'd make a change for moto, I would make it uh, thirty minutes plus two. Uh, I'm sorry, thirty minute total race, twenty five plus two or whatever. Shorten it up a little bit. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. Yeah, Supercross is the show. Supercross is the most important series. Supercross is what drives the industry a little bit, so that's why I'm more focused on that. All right, that's it. All right, that's been the X brand. The X brand. The, the BTO Sports dot com tweeted Travis uh, at BTO at Pulpamex Show on Twitter, and uh, we just we're gonna post a photo of Austin Cuba Cuba Cuba. Koba, yep. we're going to post that photo up right away. He, he attaches us on it. He's our Canadian guy. So, all right, buddy, JT, thank you for uh, the time tonight. Always fun to have you on. Uh, good luck at Fly Racing tomorrow and working and everything else. And um, we'll do the NFAB Fantasy Moto Podcast on Wednesday for this coming up high point. So uh, tune in for that, everybody. See you, JT. See you, guys. All right, see you. Fly Racing Zone, Jason Thomas, everybody. On the Pulp Mech Show, presented by BTOsports.com and Fly Racing. So the great Tony Lessie will be coming on at some point. Yes, we will get him. We on. don't have a date for you to come back in, but after your vacation, we'll after work I it out. Back, yeah, yeah, we'll figure it out and uh, and get him in. So seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Call anytime. Leave a voicemail. Uh, I had a bunch this week, including Crazy Lady was back. Um, yeah, she called in I think twelve times. Um, so I don't listen to all of them. I, I, I just get the one that I want, and then I just delete them. But she's back, and uh, here's the best of the best of the week that was. Hey, Mathis, this is Andres from Guadalajara. Thanks for the shows. I love listening, especially to the 90s motocross shows. Uh, just got an F2 carbon helmet after hearing JT talk about it a few months ago. Just as a thank you for all those shows. 
that you put on. Bye. At Guadalajara. Oh, nice. Me- Mexico? No. Where is it? Oh, I don't know. It's Mexico. Is it? Travis? Guadalajara? Yeah. 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 Okay. Bottom F- F2 carbon helmet. Nice. Yeah. Support the show. We love you in Guadalajara. Thank you. Dude, I got disconnected. I'm willing to donate some money as long as DV can come back on board as soon as possible. I love Kiefer. I love everybody, but I want the great radio, bro. <laughs> T-shirt. I'm willing to donate some money and pay for shipping. Coming back. 713-899. I think that's just called buying the T-shirt. Yeah, I don't really know what he was talking about. He's going to donate some money. He wants a T-shirt. Just call RoostMX.net and buy a T-shirt. And donating money to DV, that DV doesn't come up here for the money. Like, he doesn't. DV doesn't need money. He he just comes up. (laughs) Like, I almost think he didn't want to come up last week. Was he into it? He was into it when he got here, but I don't think he wanted to come up, like, for the drive. But he promised me he was in, so he had to be here, but. Just getting him here is the main thing. Right. You know? And I can never book a flight for him because he's so, like, he doesn't want to book a flight. Really? No. And I'm like, dude, I need two weeks notice. I, I want to save some money on this flight. I don't want to just spend $700 without a two-week notice. That's what it would cost to get him here. DV is my favorite co-host out of all of them, too, just because he's funny as shit and he has a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You're my favorite. Oh, thank you. Don't tell him I said DV was my favorite last week. <laughs> Call me back. Dave Mathis. This is Elmer, president of Team RCR, calling from Denver. Just finished up listening to the week sh- this week's show. It was awesome. I love it when you have Villeman in there. He's a great co-host. I love his attitude. He's kind of old school, and he doesn't uh, hold back. He gives everybody shit. I love it. I uh, wanted to thank you for the coverage on the Canadian round because I had a I was surprised to not see results for that in the wake-up call or anything there. So good to hear about what's happening in Canada. Keep that up. And also about Stitcher, the app for the podcasts. I use Stitcher because I have an Android phone, and an Android phone doesn't have the podcast app like the iPhone does. So there's an answer to the question you asked about maybe why uh, why that app, why people use that app. All right, man, love the show. Keep it up. Later. What uh, what app can people use on Android besides Stitcher? Do you, do you know of any? No. All I know is iOS apps. Like there's Downcast, there's okay. a couple others, but yeah. I, don't, I don't know Android ones. Oh, thanks for your help. Yep, you're welcome. Steve, hey, um, big fan of Stank Dog and those videos that they're putting out with Motorsport. Uh, was wondering, perhaps you covered this, um, and maybe Kiefer might be able to shed some light on it. If if he bumped up to a 144, assuming he's running a 125, how much would his positions improve, if any? Is there is there that big of a difference that he would see with a big bore um, versus the 125 he's running? But uh, anyway, um, great show. Thanks. Bye. He, would, think, he, he would have to go bigger than a 144 <laughs> on outdoors. He'd have to go like a 167 or a 170 to get some torque. That's what you're missing on the... Now, on, you were kind of raising an eyebrow... On the, your last time up here about the legality of his bike. I, it's just weird to me. He has a yeah. stock silencer. Looks like a stock pipe because it's all nickel plated. Looks stock. Uh-huh. Um, didn't have any FMF badge or any badging Bills, on. Bills is his guy. Didn't yeah. look yeah. like a Bills right. raw pipe to right. me. So that's what makes me believe it's something 
you know, bigger mm-hmm. than. I mean, if it is, even if it is a 144, still give the guy props. I don't yeah, give a shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, good for him. I just he's gonna need a. In, in outdoors, you need torque because it's deep. Supercross, you maybe can get a little bit better because. You know, it's still, it's not as deep, but yeah, he's yeah. going to have to go bigger than Speaking that. Speaking of a man who knows about big boards and supercross. Yeah, and I went big. <laughs> what up, Pulp Mex Cast? It's uh, Skippy from Texas. Just uh, wanted to throw out something on the uh, Ryan Dundee being injured. Um, I hate that he's injured. Uh, it says a lot about how much of a champion he really is to get up and finish the race. 19th to 4th of the broken back. I mean, geez, that's... I mean, that's some old-school 90s stuff there, man. That is some strong-willed Doug Henry bad dude stuff right there. Uh, With that being said, I also think that this champion deserves some time off. So I'm honestly just excited the fact that he does finally get some time off without everybody bitching about it like the NX of Nations, Uh, him taking time off with it. uh, He deserves some time off, recuperate, and you know what? As weird as it sounds, maybe we get a couple of extra years out of him because of this time off. Um, hope you all have a great show. Hope all is well. God bless Texas. I mean, I get the, the guys had points. Coombs brought it up earlier, too, about giving the guys time off. I just think, like, in the honor of Carmichael and RJ and Wardy and these guys, you, if you're the best in America, and he is the best American rider, you got to go to motocross the nations. Ryan is three and three at the event, as when he was the captain per se. I think he's one and three. You know, he's kind of when he's in Villapoto, he won right. the other ones, and and I think the one year it was him, Tedesco, and Weimer. So maybe he was captain his first year. Yeah, he went to four fifties in Italy. And I mean, whatever. Like you can say whatever. He doesn't get paid for the event. I get it, but you got to go over there. And race and beat and win. Otherwise, I think people just go, eh, you know. And again, no money up for him, no extra right. money for it, no extra anything. And they have that long series. No season. extra, but there was no extra money for RJ. There was no extra money for RC. There was no extra money for Villapoto. And I got, I got it taken last year off. He was getting married. It was a long season. I get it. You're allowed to bow out once, right? If, you, if you're healthy, you should race it. And if coming off an injury, well, that's a little different. It's a serious injury. I mean, we'll never know because even if he, you know, the Alden and his camp can just be like, ah, he's not healed and none of us can say anything. We really can't because we don't know. The big one is when they're going to come here and we race here at home. That's going to be the huge one as far as we but, better win. No, but that's just it. They'll wax them. They'll wax them. Just like Bud's Creek. Lakewood, they didn't wax them. They, we they, will wax them? Americans? You guys will wax them. Okay. Us Canadians will be happy to be in the a <sighs> Um, Lakewood wasn't as much of a waxing. They won the the last moto. They were go, trailing going in the last moto. But I think they'll they'll work them. Glenn yeah. Helen is its unique animal, man. I know, man. But dude, those guys been here too. They've raced. Yeah, Glenn they Helen. have. You got true. You're true. You know, yeah. Fevra. Oh, dude, those guys. I mean, you don't watch them on TV, do you? Yeah, I do. Absolutely. Man, yeah. I don't watch every one every moto, but yeah, yeah, they're fast. I'll see them in a couple weeks. Yeah, trust me, I've been over there enough. They haul ass. I'm wondering if ABCB has a small gambling problem. I mean, <laughs> is it a problem when you can afford to lose? I don't know. I can't. But every uh, picture I see on his Instagram seems to be uh, 
some of his kids. Some are in the casino. Talks about the casino. Asking you to ransack the pennies in your couch to uh, <laughs> play the spread on the Warriors. So, I don't know. Seems like he gambles a lot. Maybe he's just bored. Good evening, Steve. Gentlemen, uh, just got a question, you know, about Steinke with his 125. <laughs> we hear all the time about, uh, you know, Deegan and these guys riding big boars in the 125 class back in the day, 144s, 167s, whatever they are. Why doesn't Steinke run a big board? I mean, we all know he's not going to get inspected. It doesn't matter even if he, you know, what if so he finishes high up, top something 10, 15, and they inspect him. Who cares? I mean, he's only out there for the fun anyway. So just just a curious question. Why doesn't he run a big board? Or is he? Uh, thanks. We've, we touched uh, thanks on. for the great show, you guys. This is the this I, is the outsider in Canyon Lake. Thanks again. Bye bye. Okay, we've talked about it, but let's say he does run a big board. Yep. Let's say he does get torn down. Yep. Is that like would he lose sponsors and respect and everything else? Or do you think people might think that's cooler? No, nah, I wouldn't think it's cooler, but I don't think anybody would really give a shit. Nobody would care. No. Yeah. I mean, especially if it's a 144, like, yeah. if he was running a 200, something right. might, might be brought up. But can, like, What's the biggest big bore you can get? You can put a 200 jug, I think, on those things. Oh, yeah? Back in the day, well, yeah. when I was racing, you could put a 200 jug on that. On with that a, with a different crank or? No. Like same, stroke? Same? Same. Same stroke. Cylinder head and a different pipe. The pipe is a little different. Oh, okay. From the, To go from the cylinder. Oh, you know what? Brock Sellers had one for a little bit. Sellers raced one at, at the U.S. Open. Yeah. The thing is, the the old school ones wrapped around almost like a 250, the 200 yeah. pipes. But you, yeah. they made one look like a 125 straight out and around. Did they really? Yeah. It just went longer straight. But it was just it fatter yeah, in the yeah, middle. Right. Mm. So. Interesting. Hey, Steve, what's up? This is Elmer calling in from Denver with a question that I hope you guys can go over on the next show. Um, in light of Dungy's injury, I just started thinking about the few guys who have uh, hurt their neck and back this year, uh, Dungy, Jesse Nelson, Purcell, Seeley, and uh, noticed that you know those four guys I don't think wear neck braces most of the time, and uh, I was just kind of wondering what the thoughts are, um, if anybody else has noticed that, and if they think uh, that might have something to do with these recent injuries. I hope you have time to go over this on the show and keep up the great work. I love it. Yeah, we've talked about neck braces a lot. Uh, You know, Purcell hurt his neck uh, before Toronto. He had a neck brace on. He wears a neck brace. So it's one of those things, man. It's like seatbelts. If you want to be ultimate safe, put one on. Uh, but you, you you can't stamp that you're never going to break your neck or, or not going to have an injury, but it would be better than not having one. But I don't think we can say for sure it would stop it. So. But, you know, most of these guys don't wear them just for the simple fact of freedom. You know, they don't want anything around their neck. They haven't tried an Atlas Brace. Yeah. AtlasBrace.com. So there's a couple guys <laughs> still hanging on wearing them. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. It's, um, well, I put you in this category, Kiefer. You pros are just so finicky about your looks and feel, you know? Definitely looks, and for me, it's more of, like, movement. Do we need to go into your meltdown again? No, we don't need to go okay, anymore. Uh, okay. But definitely need to feel movement. And it's just like Davey said, he normally doesn't even wear an underprotector, but for Nanaimo, he did. So just depends on the conditions. Yep. Yo, Steve, what's going on? Appreciate all the content. It's awesome. Um, in regards to the chase format, I know there's been lots of discussion again lately. Sounds like it's going to happen. I, for one, 
uh, when I originally thought about, thought it was kind of silly, kind of took away from Supercross prestige or whatever. And then about halfway through the season or whatever, I was at uh, Santa Clara Supercross. I usually go to at least a couple every year. And I shit you not, out of probably 20 Supercrosses that I've been to, it was by far the most boring race ever. And a lot had to do with the points being pretty much over and, you know, the, the format being boring. Supercross is supposed to be a spectator sport. It's a show. It's great to, to throw some new life into it. And like you say, if it sucks balls, we'll go back to the old way. For all you purists out there, you still have motocross. And uh, 12 rounds, 30 plus two still there. Still, get over it. Let's try something new. Peace. Uh, interesting, the guy. I think I was on this show. I wrote Santa Clara Supercross. I agree with this guy. It was amazingly boring. Unbelievable. I wrote about it. I talked about it. I don't know if you remember, Travis. I was talking about, like, I just was like, oh, this, this tr- the track blew chunks. The racing sucked. I did drop the gate on the Wiener Dog Race, which right. is phenomenal. That but was the most exciting part. It was. It really was. I did a great job. Um, but, yeah, Chase is common, I think, people. So, suck it. It's going to be great. I can't wait. Hey, Steve. It's Jeff Mercer, your number one fan. What's up, Jeff? Uh, I was watching a YouTube video. It uh, looks like it's from a while back. It's Carmichael, you got a Yamaha. Sure, I guess you're a Yamaha mechanic, man. Carmichael gets you in a like a headlock almost. No, he doesn't. Bike. He doesn't get me in a headlock. You, right? What's going on there? What? He walked me through that. I mean, I'm thinking this Salt Lake City. Carmichael's four foot eleven and. You're apparently bigger. Why don't you just take him out? I mean, I, what was going on there? This, Maybe, this. I I'd like to know what's going on there. It was, it was interesting. Uh, Thanks, so. I've talked about it so many times. Salt Lake City, oh three. Yeah. It, but you know what happened was it was on um a, a dub smash. Now I sound really old, but where you put the voice to the. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. it's dub smash. So it was on a dub smash on Instagram, and it was everyone was tagging me. What are you laughing at? What, what did I do? No, I'm just laughing. Well, I'm sorry. I don't know what that is. Okay. Mix match. Get a Snapchat. Oh my God, Steve. Uh, so it was on this dub smash on Instagram. Everyone was tagging on me. It was 03 Supercross where Ricky thought Timmy was trying to take him out, which he was, but only because he thought Ricky took him out and not protect Chad. Ricky thought it was to protect Chad. Timmy and Chad weren't even talking at that point. So Ricky had some words with me after the race. He was not happy. said he was going to shoot me. Really? Yeah, he said he was going to sh- get a gun and shoot me in the head. Wow. Yeah, and then I that's when you can see in the video, I go like, all right, dude, I'm out. Like, I was listening to him, vent. I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Go deal with the rider. I'm going to shoot you in the head. Yeah, and then he said he was going to shoot me in the head, and I'm like, okay, you've clearly lost your mind. I'm out of here. But, dude, I've told this story so many times. That video haunts me, like, every month. What, does it look like he's putting you in a headlock or something? No, he's not. He's got, like, he's got it, like, he's, like, talking to me, but he's got his arm, like, kind of on me. Oh, so he's like yelling at you like this? Yeah, like, you've never seen it? No, I've never seen the video. Yes, you have. No, I've seen. I've heard you talk about the situation. Hold on. I, uh, hold on. How do I freaking do this? Wow, he's going to shoot you. Yeah, he so was is that really what started angry. your friendship? No. Um, <laughs> we. I was at his house in 99, and we were all right. And then he apologized after that. He personally apologized to me and everybody, and we, I accepted his apology. And I thought we were fine. And... Um, and then at some point, yeah, when I started in the media, I wrote that the GOAT nickname was dumb, which I still do think it's dumb. First of all, it's Muhammad Ali's nickname. And second of all, McGrath was a lot better in Supercross, so I thought the GOAT nickname was kind of dumb when I wrote that. Purely bench racing, I think that's what did it. He was so 
fragile emotionally that that did it. And mm. then I think that was it. That was, I was done. He's never actually told you. No. No. Taking a lot of shots at me through mutual friends, though. Figures like you, a lot of shots. A man, just you know, face to face would be good. Well, I've never talked to him, so I mean, I'm not one to say that. Like, you never I, came up to say, "Hey, let's bury the hatchet." What's up? No, because he's done some really shitty things. Oh, okay. Where I'm like, all right, dude, I don't want to bury the hatchet. You know, beat it. Okay. You're fine without me. I'm fine without you, and we'll go on and live our lives. Right. You know what I mean? But but this video, it just, it's like herpes. It's just there. Doesn't it's go always, away. It's just there once a month. It's like shit motocrossers say. Yeah, which I need to see this. Oh. You're on this. Yeah. You created it? No, um, oh. me, me and Dennis and I um, thought about it and jumped on the bandwagon when it was like a big thing back. Shit, okay. things people do, you know. Well, and, so. he, and he is on MX Fails, Dune Goon. Yes, that was gnarly. Yep. That was Seth Enslow shit. So we've all got like some innovation right. going on here in the right. studio. Hope Heather doesn't have anything floating around. <laughs> oh, she does. Believe me. <laughs> she does. Those lips don't lie. <laughs> oh, shit. Hey, Steve and friends. This is Travis from Southern Illinois. It's uh, Friday, June 10th, and I just saw Ryan Dungey's RV on Interstate 64 headed towards St. Louis. And uh, I'm just curious. You know, he's hurt, and this is not the way to High Point. So what's going on? Where's he going? Thanks. I, I don't know, bro. I mean, whatever. He could be getting his motorhome service. He could be going back to Florida. He could be going to, you know, anywhere. His There's... bus driver lives right next to me. Oh, he does? Chavez. He's a oh. good dude, Ed Chavez. And uh, Kind of looks like Dunge, doesn't No, oh, no, he doesn't. If, no, uh, no, if I know Ed, he's probably oh, was already back there before the – it was already starting to go back there after Colorado, and then they made a decision. So – he might be mountain biking. He's a big mountain biker, so he's probably out ripping some uh, local trails that he knows or something or went to somebody's house. Yeah, so. people got people to gotta really calm down with this yeah. conspiracy stuff. Hey, guys. Love the show. Uh, it's Chris Mellon from Back to Home Seed. Um, yeah, just thinking, how much does AC compare to Robbie Renard too? You know, like both of them are Cali kids kind of getting uh, – a little bit different treatment than the average guy and just uh, super hyped amateurs that haven't really uh, shown all their potential. I'm a huge AC fan. I want to see him do good, but uh, just thinking, it just reminds me of uh, good old Robbie Renard and what he was up to back in the day. So I don't know. Do you think I'm uh, off somewhere? That's fine. But I don't know. I think I might have something there. <laughs> Later, guys. I don't know. What do you think, Traff? Are we, are we ready? We're not ready to call Adam Robbie yet. I don't think so. I'm really tired of seeing that comparison everywhere, too. It is everywhere, it's yeah. It's all over. <laughs> yeah, it is everywhere. So. Um, whoa, you're just like, whoa. He was like in your shit. So when he said. What, he was, what, was, what was he doing? What was that? Uh, he's like, Tim Ferry will never be a champion. This is why this bullshit. He'll never win like I, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then he says, I'm like, whatever. I think I said, like, well, go take it up with him. Like, Timmy was waiting for him, going like this over by the starting line. Like, come here. Come here. You know, like they were going to brawl. Right. And then when Ricky said, uh. When, as soon as he said, I'm going to get a gun and shoot you in the head, I went. What did Goose say? Did Goose say anything to you? No, Goose was whatever. Yeah. yeah. It was all chaos down at the podium That's and everything freaking and all that. Awesome. But I'm serious. That video haunts me. Yeah. You're like, all right. And but, kinda, but again, like. He like was, come here. Come here. Come here. He tells you to come back. After that? And I don't, and I don't do that or what? No, like remember. in between that one, then you started walking away. He's yeah, like, hey, yeah, come here for a second. Yeah. And then he, that's, he wanted to get another point across, I guess. Yeah. And then. 
So, but he apologized after that. We're, we were cool. So I wasn't, I was fine. But the, people think this video is the, the reason That's why. Funny. But I mean, he lost his mind. You could see his desire to win yeah. was so much. And he saw this championship slipping away because Chad was beating him in that, that yeah. end of that season pretty good. His desire to win was so much that he was willing to kill someone in a fit of anger. He wouldn't have done it, of yeah, course, but right. he was willing to say these things in a fit of anger because that's how bad he wanted to win. I can see that. So, yeah. yeah. Is that the year Reed won the last yeah, six so or they, seven? The last six races went Chad, Ricky, Ernie. Exact top three in that, the last in that order. In, yeah, for the last six races in a row. Man, I feel like we don't talk about Ernie enough, too. He was good. Yeah, Ernie was good. Ernie God. was good. Ricky yeah. would have lost that championship in a chase, by the way. <laughs> Thank you, Travis. You're welcome. Thank you. Uh, Ernie was good. Hey, I just had an idea for your show real quick. Uh, when you do the cold call, is it possible that you could maybe do a cold call of people that don't like you, and then everybody can hear what happens? Like you call Tony Alessi, Ricky Carmichael. I think that would be really entertaining. So let me know what you think. Thanks. I mean, I know people would like that. I don't want to do that. It would kind of get off of the it, – it's never as good as it, you think it's going to be. That's the problem. It, it, it might not even happen. You'd like, call a dancer and be like, hey, it's Mathis, you're on the Pulp Show. And you'd, and you'd be like, fuck you and bail. Which, yeah. which And what's so good about that? Yeah. Sleater? That, yeah. See, I think he would actually want to talk to you about I it. I left him a message. You wanted to talk. I called him back. When? That time he called me. Oh, I don't know. I said, what's your problem with me? I keep hearing your, my name out of your mouth. Call me back like a man and we'll talk. And I called him back. And it went to his voicemail. And I said, yeah, it's Mathis. Just I wish you guys message. would just patch it up. He needs to admit that he does douchebag things. Until he said, you know what, Mathis? I'm Michael Sleater. And I did some douchebag things. I'll go, apology accepted. We're good. Okay. But he'll never admit that. I'll see what I can do. I thought you were blocked. I thought you were out of it. I talked to him when we talk. Oh, you do? Yeah, when we go to tracks and stuff. I, I thought you were out. I am blocked because I'm associated with you, so yeah. he blocked me, which, okay, I get it. That's yeah. fine. I'm guilty by association. But I didn't think he was even talking to you. No, no, we talk. Oh. Like, I'm social with him. Like, I get along with him fine. Yeah. I mean. He shouldn't treat you any differently because of me. I think he kind of holds back a little bit uh. because he knows I'm close with you, but, you know. We've always said, me and you, like, I yeah. judge people how they treat, you know what yeah, I mean? Unless like, they really F you over, you know, then it's something different. You know? Watson's buddies with Ricky, like tight buddies. I think Ricky's a douchebag, but I, I like Watson. They're yeah. bros, but I don't care. Right. Watson's cool. Like, yeah. we're good. I'm not going to go and be like, oh, that guy, you know, for now. Right. There's, Kuzo's a douchebag, but I know people who like Kuzo from 100% and whatever. They think he's cool. Okay. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I don't care. Right. You and I are good. Right. Kuzo's a douchebag. Sleeter's a douchebag. Okay, then. Ricky's a douchebag. Yeah, you yeah. can't get along with everybody, right? Right. That, that, that's just it. Right. The pits are, what, 150 people that go to all these re- exactly. races? Are you really supposed to like every single person? Right. Did you like every single person in your classroom growing up in no. school? No. Right. Same thing on a team. You don't like everybody on a team. Right. Either. Exactly. It's a big deal. So what? Life. People think I'm a douchebag. Oh, well. People think I'm a douchebag. So they do. Okay. Yeah. They, <laughs> Travis does. <laughs> Hey, just a quick question about next year's series. I hear, you know, about the chase format might be working out, but I never haven't heard anything about Joker Lane maybe possibly making it into a couple rounds. Um, I was just, you know, thinking, you know, three, even if it's only four or five rounds, I think it'd be great. Maybe one week it's faster, the next week it's slower, something like that. So let me know if you heard anything. Thank you. I haven't heard anything, but I'd, I'd be down with Joker Lane every once in a while for sure. That'd be fun. Yeah, I haven't heard. 
my kids, the string glady Jeff, Jeff the, the pottery barn kid. The fucking assholes are chasing me through the neighborhood again. They said, we'll take him where he can go. Or really. I saw an unmarked car pick him up once. He tried to come over here. Then it says, well, we'll arrest him again. If he tries to get out of it, you know what I mean? Bob Seeger doesn't live down the street for them anymore. No, Bob doesn't. You get Bob Seger's money is my money on it. And if they think they're picking people up at Bob Seger's again, they're going to go to jail. John Cougar Mellencamp, they're in jail. I do not date John Cougar Mellencamp and Nikki Cusapolo. This is not the BBC. A lot of her rants, a lot of her rants, a lot of her rants judge around music. They go around music. I don't know. She's... What was the third man, band member? What was John that? John Cougar, Mellencamp, Bob Seger. And what was the third? What was the third one? Oh, was it? Nikki Six? You say Nikki Six? Did or? she say Nikki Six? I thought she said Nikki Six. She's insane. Some someone on Twitter said um, the last time she called, uh-huh. he swore that she said something about the radio show, like a radio show. Oh, and really? That last one that you couldn't understand, she sounded like the devil. Yeah. So we're gonna have to go back and find that. Uh, oh, play it backwards. Maybe it says some shit. <laughs> <laughs> Air Forks are terrible. Air yeah. Forks are terrible. It's actually, it's actually Heather, like wasted, <laughs> yeah. screaming into, at well, Sancho's house during the day. Yeah. Whoa. Who's Sancho? Oh, the pool guy. Random yeah, dude, pool yeah. guy. Uh, Davey Millsaps, Colton Fasciati, uh, Davey Coombs, and Scotty Atkins all on board tonight. Pulp Mech Show presented by BTOSports.com. Travis Preston. And, oh, Travis Preston. Cool call. Picked up. That's fantastic. Who knew that he would pick up? And uh, Fly Racing as well. You can uh, check out sponsor deals on PulpMechShow.com. And uh, we thank all of our guys on board with us. Uh, Kiefer, I'm going to name off our sponsors. Uh, give me the first thing that comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yep. BTOSports.com. Discount. Fly Racing. Light Hydrogen. <laughs> NFAB Jeep and Truck Parts. G, uh, rails. Race tech suspension. Spring. Vortex racing. Ignition. That's what came to my mind. All right. It's chain and sprockets, everybody. X-brand goggles. Best goggles out there. Hot cams. One or two. Gear alloy. Cold call. Works connection. Frame guards. Mission Starcross 5. Soft. Atlas neck brace. Uh, lightweight. <laughs> FMF Racing. Uh, two Strokes. W Wheels. Stank Dog. <laughs> Carbon Hubs. Guts Racing. Velcro Seat Covers. Yeah, those things are pretty sweet. Those are, yeah. I put one on myself. <laughs> yeah, they last, bro. Uh, you would think it would come loose, but Dude, it doesn't. Dude, it don't no. ever come loose. No, no. I was tripping. It's amazing. Uh, KTMPartsExpress.com. Uh, KTM Parts. <laughs> <laughs> Roos Graphics. Uh, Roos Graphics. Uh, Kiefer Shirts. Ride Engineering. Oh, wait, they're not on board with us anymore. Way to go, Adrian. Nah, they'll come back on. <laughs> Rye Engineering and I are talking about a special project bike. Yeah, pass, that's so. cool. And uh, two under. Oh, free ball. Cir- and Nitro Circus. Uh, backflips. NitroCircus.com coming to a city near you, folks. I didn't Jolene. plug them earlier enough. Hopefully they pay me this month. I forgot. NitroCircus.com. And uh, we thank you guys. Thanks to the Kiefer's. Thank, Thank you, you, Heather. Thank you for having us. It was us. great seeing us. you this today when you came to the house. Great <laughs> is this going to be a, uh, an exit greeting, too? Like an exit leaving? It, like thing? Is there on your half? There yeah, is a, it gets cookie end. on the way out. You do? Yes. On the way out, you do? Yes. I don't think I've ever noticed that. I sneak well, it in. Well, then there'll be another sneak in by me. <laughs> uh, Dirt Rider, DirtRider.com, Chris Kiefer. Uh, thanks for coming up, buddy. We won't see you for a while. You're going to Colorado. You're doing some All testing. you Coloradans. I'm going to be up there riding, hanging out. Yeah. So let's go well, riding. You'll be around. Uh, I don't know when we'll get you back in here. But, uh, yeah, uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Always fun. Um, thanks, everybody. Travis, thank you, bud. Appreciate it. Thank you. Is that app done yet? Um, sure. Okay, we've had some issues with streaming. You were testing it tonight. It dropped once in about six hours. Yeah. 
which is way better. Once. Yeah. And that was I wasn't on Wi-Fi. Yeah. I was on 4G. And, and Heather was saying, like, with the old app, it, and I've, we've been hearing from other people, you can't. Yeah, it drops all It drops the time. a lot, right. Yeah, yeah. So we're working on it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to get to the bottom of it. Yeah, and uh, thanks to Swisscore. Thanks to Moser for their help. Thanks to JT, Jason Thomas, of course, uh, Fly Racing. And uh, thanks to you guys, all you people for listening. Really appreciate it. Next week, the great Tony Berluti will be in the yeah. co-host chair nice. guiding this show along. All right, everybody, thanks, and uh, we will see you next week. There's something I want to get off my chest, and it's about that summer when you went away to community college. I got an offer to do Playgirl magazine, and I did it. I did a full spread for Playgirl magazine. I, I mean spread, man. I pulled my butt apart and stuff, and I was totally nude, and it was weird. I, I mean, you probably didn't hear about it because I went under the name of Mike Honcho. I just wanted you to know that, if you could hear me, if it got into your brain somehow, that I spread my butt cheeks as Mike Honcho.